You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window to the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Hey, hey, it's Michael. This is Jamie. And this week, we are joined by a very special guest, someone that we named previously as not Gary. <laughs> it wasn't the, Gary. Yeah. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take the that. Winner, it's the winner of the iTunes 100 review giveaway, Woo-hoo. our boy Glenn. What's up, Glenn? What is going on? Happy to be here. Thank you all for uh, having me, man. Oh, yes. man, welcome to Blur Vision. Blur Vision has gotten even blacker. <laughs> you leaving a great review, so there's that. Yeah, it's three of us now, Jamie. One of you. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Still, I'm pretty sure there's some moments that I am more of, you know. Black? She says she's blacker than you. I still don't know what Millie Rockin is, <laughs> to be quite I honest. You. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Sorry. I this is but like yes. a slippery slope of like black guys that seem white. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm I'm in that same uh, in that same realm. You know? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like my friends call me banana because you know I'm yellow outside, but I'm white inside. So like, I guess the cool one is like Oreo. Oh no! You're Oreo. Are we all bonded by being sort of Oreos? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jamie, you're a vanilla wafer. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. You know what? That's better than banana. Twinkie's good. Yeah, Twinkie. No, Twinkie's disgusting. <laughs> Twinkie doesn't rot. I don't even know like what's in it. All right, guys. <laughs> well, we've got a full episode, guys. We've got DC TV of the week. We've got Jamie's Anime Corner. Anime and we've got News of the Week with Michael. But before we get all to that, get into all of that, let's talk about iTunes reviews first. And I'm going to ask you about yourself, Glenn. All right, cool. All right, we've got two iTunes reviews this week. The first one comes from Joe the Stampede, who I guess is a... Uh, Trigun fan, Vash Stampede. I don't know. Okay, I'm looking at the wrong person. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, I guess. Vash Stampede. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Come on, dog. All right. <laughs> I hear Stampede. I think Lion King. What? <laughs> That's the only Stampede. That's the, the only stampede. stampede I know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's a five star review, and the subject is plus ultra plus. Aha. Two pluses. Uh, Joe says, "I love this podcast so much. I was a fan of the." Vision Instagram for the longest time, and I finally started listening two months ago, and it was one of the best decisions I've made. I heard you trash BVS, burn it, burn, <laughs> burn it, and salt the earth it was created on. Yes. I like this wow, guy. Yes. <laughs> You're my new favorite person. Yes. <laughs> By the way, Justice League is next week, if everybody knows. <laughs> just just reminding everybody. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. So skeptical. I'll ask your opinion in a little, in a little bit, but uh, Joe goes on to say, and I immediately liked you guys. So he basically like burned it, pissed on the ashes, and he was like, "I all these guys know what they're talking about." <laughs> so we tend to bond with our like fans with 
the hatred of our BB, like BBS hatred. I guess that's a thing now. Yeah. And yeah, the other some, ones. Some people, yeah, some people love our BBS hatred. Some people are like, you guys got the wrong opinion, guys. You or just they, need to look at it from a different perspective. Or they just simply go like, oh, so, you don't so agree there's, with anything you there's say. this thing that uh, we do at my job with uh, one of the people who works there. He's a cosplayer. And we do this thing called We Fix Movies. So we talked about BBS and we figured out how to fix it because there's a little bit, there's just like little things that they could have did to actually make it a good movie. Um, no, he's right. There's a good they, movie yeah. somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I agree. Things, I don't know. I feel like the structure itself wasn't that bad, but like that additional work that you have to do to make this into a decent movie is not worth it. I'm actually curious. Do you, do you have a quick point you want to give us? Like, what was something that's changed? Ah, uh, oh, shit. I mean, it was just like little things. I don't. I can't, You know what? I should have wrote it down. <laughs> I threw it out there and I can't do it. But it's just like little things that they, they could have changed that would have one. made it totally make sense. One thing they could have easily did was just look at any of the DC anime uh, films Word. and oh, have yeah. Batman and yeah. Superman meet that way. Like That would have been really easy instead of like... You know, have them bond through their name. Their mother's name is Martha. I feel like that—that's <laughs> like someone who kind of has read the stories but doesn't really know. It's like, oh yeah, both of their mom's name is Martha. Let's just throw that in there. It's like, did y'all read the books? There's so many other things you could have to come together on. Yeah, I completely Thanks. agree. Like, what about you, Jordan? Like, what's something that you would have fixed from BVS? Don't kill Superman. Yeah, <laughs> right there. That's a one. That's one good fix right there. Yeah, but you could have like killed. Like, it would have made more sense if you actually like cared about. Superman, like they make, but we don't care about any of the characters. No. If you made the movie about, like, fully about Superman and Batman's a side character, yeah, it could have worked. Like, if you made it all about Superman, his struggle, and then you killed him at the end, it'd be more impactful. But it was all over the place, kind of so. like Thor Ragnarok. Like yeah. Hulk was, just, we, we, one of your things. You, you said you thought Hulk was gonna overtake Thor in the movie, but Thor pretty much had just as much screen time as Loki. Like, yeah, it was still Thor's movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ultimately, like. But that's what Batman BVS was if it was anybody's movie it was Superman's the least <laughs> like he had the he least had screen the least time line, least screenshot like the least acting required if anything and if anything you know what what was his name um Luther Jr yeah he should have never been there yeah I think I read I think I remember reading I an article man. somewhere that said uh Spider-Man's cameo in Civil War he had more lines he did in his in, in Civil War than Superman had in all of BVS wow yep Who's yeah. the cameo again? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Man, we, yeah. this is... Um, I, th- like, uh, we could spend an entire three hours, like, talking about... Just BBS, trashing like, it. Yeah, we're going, going, yeah. Yeah. going on a BBS that, tangent. Uh, a lot, and I would love to go over it, but I feel like people would be like, uh, can you move on? You talked about this, like, ad nauseum. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's also... such an angry movie because it was so close <laughs> to being <laughs> great. It makes me so angry. He angers all of us. I like, us. I like you. I like you. <laughs> this is a good episode to have or a good talk to have in the episode before Justice League like all this DC mm-hmm. hate anyway, <laughs> moving on with Joe's review <laughs> Adri says he liked this immediately uh, Joe goes on to say then you talked about My Hero Academia for the first time that's when I knew it was real <laughs> that's when the love was real for him Everything you said about the show was exactly how I felt about it and yes I cried just like Deku over the second episode <laughs> young man you can you become can be a hero, hero. Uh, we should watch it again. No, the third time. Yes, totally. <laughs> uh, I know you told me not to, but I'm really thinking I might get the manga because no, I don't feel dare. like waiting. No, a whole year. It. Yes, I can't. I can't. He goes on to say, when I listen to the show, it feels like I'm hanging out with best friends I didn't know I had. 
Whether it's the crew messing with Jordan all the freaking time, <laughs> and, <laughs> anime with Jamie, made sure I got the spelling right. Did remember, he? remember, yeah, he did. J a y m e. Yeah. He's the first one and probably the last one. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or Michael summoning the powers of Mr. Prediction Head and bringing us the news. You got a fan for life. Thank oh, you. This is a very heartfelt you. review. I'm gonna screenshot cry like that. Wait, screenshot and send it to me. Yeah, I give like this that. review perfect vision right now. <laughs> and it's not over. It's more. It's post credit scene. Hold on. <laughs> Uh, la, 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 la. thank you for being not only a dope geeky POC podcast but a dope one in general hope I get to meet you guys at a con someday P.S. I'm really happy that y'all dig Food Wars too it's insane how you how invested you get it's insane how invested you get in the characters yes I got another one I think you should we talk about today in a yes. anime corner I'm actually gonna dissect Food Wars I'm gonna actually uh, quite a quite <laughs> statement about that anime <laughs> wait uh, uh, Glenn do you watch Food Wars no, I I actually don't even know what Food Wars is, unfortunately. Oh, oh, oh you're you're in for a treat. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if okay. anything, like you should totally check it out. I need yeah, to watch it right now. Right. Yeah, definitely check it out. I don't know if you have Crunchyroll or not, but yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on my to-do list of, of shit. Oh no, wait! I heard you guys review it, right? It's like where they have like orgasmic reactions, <laughs> yes. like yes, yes, shit so like that. Good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I even that doesn't even even that, that doesn't describe it perfectly. That. Yeah, it's, it's beyond yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> yo, I feel like I I feel like uh, you guys are super fun to meet at cons too. By the way, because I met you at Blurred Con or whatever. That's uh, true. And dude is right. Like meeting y'all at cons was like one of the highlights of my life. <laughs> oh man! Wait, what day? That was, was the Angela stunt. The Ranger day or? That was when we did the stunts in the garage. Oh. Remember. See, you weren't my... With Eric um, and uh, Andrew Kim was uh, directing or whatever. I was, like, trailing him. Yeah, Andrew of Kamarama Studios. They were working together. Well, you guys were off in the corner together. Yeah, we were, I was off in the... So we didn't officially meet because I was just yeah, like... I was, like, no, I was I just like... Yeah, I was just like off in the cut just watching. Gosh. I was you know, BBS. A BTS, BBS. Yeah, we're fun. We're a fun group. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, let's. Uh, the second review comes from Afro Otaku. It is a five star review. I don't feel like he's. I think I know that person. Afro really? Otaku. Yeah, uh, doesn't he have like a YouTube channel where he talks about like uh, Game of Thrones reviews or something? I don't know. I, I wouldn't know. He didn't, and he didn't leave a shout out or anything, so he didn't even plug himself. So oh, maybe, maybe not. not. It, it might be a totally different dude because Otaku is like an anime, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a term from anime. Well, or a term about just... people that like Japanese things. Yes. Yeah. All right, sorry for showing my uh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, Afrotaku says, It's awesome listening to other black nerds. I found you guys on Instagram and have been hooked on your podcast ever since. Really hope you guys have a competition to be a guest again soon. Oh, how ironic. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, signed the Watcher Vision Past Perfect. I'm not sure what that means, but thanks, Afro. Past, past Perfect. <laughs> Perfect vision. Perf- beyond, past, beyond, beyond, perfect. beyond. Oh, past oh, ultra. We're past perfect. Yeah, past yes. perfect. Aww. Oh, okay. Oh, the oh, I get the watcher vision. So we're like the watcher Uatu. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Did you get it now? Now I get. It. I got and me it, put my nerd glasses back do you on. Need All right. Anymore? <laughs> no, I'm good. Okay. I just I'm not the dumbest would Avenger. You like us to, like <laughs> to break it down for you. <laughs> this happens quite a lot. <laughs> Oh man! All right, so we've got, like I said, we got full show. We got some DC stuff to talk about. But before we get into all that, I want to talk to you, Glenn. All right, talk about you, man. What's going on? I, I will, wait. Well, give me, give me, give the listeners some a little bit of background on who you are. I started doing uh, like stand up comedy in the in the DC area, but you know, I've shot like short films, and there's just like a ton of stuff that I've kind of done in the past. 
had a book. Um, pu- I didn't publish a book, or I mean, I didn't write a book, but I had a book published, like got with the author and, and stuff like that. It's called Kylie's Purple Hat. Um, and I'm just doing shows, man. I'm gonna be up in New York. I'm gonna be hosting a, a comedy show up by you guys. Um, you know, I go by the name Glenn Lawrence McDonald. That's my my full name or whatever. It's gonna be at Broadway Comedy Club on January 13th. You guys want to come out? Check that out. I'll be hosting, so you'll see me all night making jokes, being funny. Um, and you know, doing that type of stuff around DC, I've been, um, you know, writing a little bit, uh, have like a little, uh, series that I'm supposed to be, um, producing next, uh, year, hopefully, I guess it's in development or which, whatever you would call it. Cause we're, you know, trying to figure it out. Um, basically writing scripts, putting it together, but there's just like a lot of stuff going on, man, right now. Oh, that's cool. Instagram that's cool. is, uh, if you need an actor, I'll send you my headshot. Oh my God. Oh yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Yeah, bro. Definitely. Jordan, you too, and Jamie, you as well. Um, you know what I'm saying? If y'all if y'all want to get down, uh, I don't know. I'm just going to be doing a whole bunch of cool things. I think I'm going to start having skits come out on social media and stuff so people can watch that. It's just more fun stuff to go with. And then, of course, st- stand-up shows um, all over the place, wherever I can get a gig. So, um, yeah, just basically basically that. Oh, man, sounds great. I mean, how long have you been doing comedy? Uh, actually, I've only been doing it since June. But uh, it started going well. I've only been booed off stage once by my friends. <laughs> nice. Damn. <laughs> only once. I mean, yeah. yeah only, but only to me, I'm time. mortified. Oh, oh, God. You have stage fright. Yeah, I do have stage fright. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like everybody should, you know, try it once, you know, just to see what it's like. The energy is so different when you, you know, when you get on stage. Talking in front of people is one thing. But then when you get on stage, all of a sudden the energy just changes. So, that's been really fun. It's been really uh, good to me, and hopefully it'll just open doors to do some other stuff. And then we could work together, like, actually on camera, because, you know, y'all got to work with Angela Lynn, stunt performer, oh. um, yeah. hang out with Gary Peebles, but maybe we could do some comedic stuff, you know what I mean, like, in, in the near future. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm equal parts action and comedy, so. <laughs> well, you're mostly comedy. Well, are you saying my action is not on point? Oh, I mean, that too. Oh, no, it's too late. Don't try to fix it. <laughs> No, use a comical action. Oh, comical action. All right. I just say I'm a joke. Thank you. <laughs> oh, like your like your Black Panther fight in the gym where like you guys are fighting and then the and like how you how you think of it is like raw like we're kicking ass and then <laughs> and then when the other guy comes and looks in it's like a kitty scratch fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah, I like I like physical humor. <laughs> That's my thing. Wait, man, that's awesome. So, how do you how do you feel about Marvel DC? I mean, you listen to the podcast, so and obviously you agree with us on BVS. But like, how do you feel about like Thor Ragnarok? There's a lot of criticism about like it being too funny. How do you feel about that? Look, look, I here's what I think. Right, I I love the movie and I like the direction that they they took with it. One, because you know Thor Thor and Hulk are basically they're unkillable characters. Or like you know the, to to kill them would be very difficult. So you know you, it's really hard to make the stakes really high. So in lieu of that, what do you do? Make it funny, you know what I mean? Because you know that these characters are are damn near invincible. You've gotta you've gotta somehow like eliminate that that um, I guess that wall that you run up against when you come up against characters who are basically invisible. You could throw them off a fucking off a planet and they're just going to live you know what i mean like so how do you like what do you do with that you you make it funny and i think they did a really good job with that marvel marvel has done a really good job of um of basically making sense in in most of their movies even movies that don't make make sense like uh like like iron man 3 that i which i didn't like 
like it set up things for like Civil War and like other, you know what I mean, like other movies and and shit. Like Tony's Tony's um, you know his uh, what's it called his paranoia or whatever. Like that that sets the stage for Age of Ultron and Age of Ultron sets the stage for Civil War and you know they just kind of make sense. And I think the same thing with Thor. You know what I mean? Like even if there's decisions I don't agree with, you know, they still do them well and it sets up their other movies well. So let me ask you, does that I. I the complaints of people saying that it was too funny, it was too comical. Do you feel like maybe it should, since it was called Ragnarok and about the end of the world, do you think maybe it should have been a little bit more serious tone in parts, or do you think it, it balanced the comedy with the the serious tone? Like, you know, I think equally? they, I well, personally equally, think they hit well. the right note. One of my friends said that they felt like it was a, a Coke commercial because <laughs> 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 it's like really bright and like kind of funny or whatever, you know. And it's like, you know, it felt like a Coke commercial. Um, but I didn't, I didn't feel that way. I, like I said, I think the the tone that they hit was was fine because you're going to have a Black Panther movie, which is definitely probably going to be a little bit darker. Um, definitely, you're you're, you're going to have the Infinity Wars, which is definitely going to be much darker. Um, cross our fingers. fingers. <laughs> cross our fingers. Fingers fingers crossed. Hopefully, but I mean, you know, there's going to be comic elements in there. Like there was comic elements in Civil War, but Civil War is a pretty dark movie. It leaves the Marvel universe in a very dark place. So after kind of all that darkness it's it's nice to have some levity even though if it is kind of weird like haha you got your eye cut out <laughs> like, that's, that's very odd but at the same time i think it's it was necessary one because like i said you know you have some very uh like unkillable characters um or characters that are going to be very hard to kill so to to raise the stakes it's almost like eliminate raising of the stakes, like make it humorous. And then people can jump in and, and feel, cause people did like shit really did happen. Shit went down. Fucking warriors. three got fucking just murk, just unceremoniously. <laughs> just like, word. so like, like dark things happen. It just wasn't handled in a dark way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of what the runner was. Like you said, there's dark, but you know, like a, like a civil war, for example, right? is or i'm sorry like a winter winter soldier is like a political thriller you know what i mean like they're taking superhero movies and putting genre on top of them like iron man 3 i might i didn't really i mean iron man 3 is probably one of my least favorite of the marvel movies but they're, they're putting a genre on top of it it was like a buddy cop movie you know what i mean like they're taking yeah. these different type of genres and making superhero movies around that and i think that's really worked out well for them because it gives them like a direction and a and a tone that they're going for. And I think whatever tone they're going for, right, wrong, or different, they hit it well, you know? So, like, Iron Man 3 hit that buddy cop movie kind of, like, like well, really well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Lethal Weapon kind of in an Iron Man movie. They hit that really well. Uh, Thor is like a comedy, like a slapstick comedy. You know, they hit that really well. So I think they do a good job of whatever genre they're trying to, trying to um, um, create. Okay, Glenn. All right, you're an MCU fan, and you sound like you're kind of a a DCEU skeptic. But how do you feel about uh, the DCCW universe? Because we're about to get into that right now. So the TV universe, you mean? Yeah, yeah. You see your overall. Did you watch all four of the shows out right now? So Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends. I tried to watch Legends, and I just I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't do it. I really. I mean, I gave it a chance. I love all the shows. You know what I mean. I stuck yeah. through Marvel's Agents of Shield to get to the awesomeness that it is right now, and I would stick through a show if I, you know, if I felt there would be some payoff. But I just don't see payoff for Legends. And there's I came not, back. Right. Yeah, there's not. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, they did the crossover. The crossover was dope. So I watched that, 
and then I was going to watch Legends, and then they just started like, I don't know, it just started not being tight again. I was like, they probably right. hung out with George like, Lucas or some right. bullshit like that. That's my opinion, yeah. But then to be fair, I say that Legends has been doing better than The Flash lately. Lately, yeah. Mm, yeah. Has it? I, I don't even know if I would go like, okay, yeah, okay. See? <laughs> like, can you deny that? The last two weeks, all right, I'll, I'll give you that. All right, but let's get into it. Let's talk about some DC CW shows right now. Let's start off with you see. Did you see uh, Glenn? Did you see um, Supergirl this week? I, I've seen everything this week. I've seen Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow. I'm all caught up. All right, good man. Let's start talking about Supergirl. This episode is called Damaged. So this is what your revenge looks like. Whoever was responsible for this, they deserve to die. No trial. No jury, just erased from the world. Now that's disappointing. You wanted to be a hero so bad. Now people are gonna die. All right. Well, the synopsis of Damage is Morgan Edge, aka Nathan from Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan Petrelli. Yeah. <laughs> blames Lena's lead bomb when multiple children get sick. Kara teams up with Samantha to clear Lena's name, and Alex and Maggie make a decision about their relationship. Da 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 da. All right, so right off the bat, I want to say that I was actually kind of impressed with this episode for following up with something that I didn't think was ever going to become a thing again, which okay. is to say the consequences from the season two finale of Supergirl, where they get rid of the oh, Daxamites. They they reverse engineer a Lex Luthor bomb that was going to mm-hmm. shoot kryptonite into the atmosphere. Which, once again, the same thing we've been complaining about with the flash is these other shows are having consequences for the things that they do whereas the flash it's like one episode and yeah flash is like what consequences all we're we're moving we're moving on yeah that's a good point i'm the flash Flash. no no one cares about it like continue sorry i'm very mad about the flash all right let's just go around give our, our uh our ratings and then we'll get into the episode some of the details what were your overall thoughts? I'm sorry, you, Michael, about this episode. Since you're the Supergirl number one and super fan, <laughs> yes. you gotta know your opinion first. <laughs> well, all right. All right, all right. Uh, what did I think about this episode? What and for the- those that don't know a rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Uh, this episode, I would, I'll start off with my rating right off the back. I give it a more than passable. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the religious episode better when we gave that a perfect vision. So I like this a little bit less, but I still, I agree with that. it was still, it was still up there. Um, I like the fact that they brought, uh, why is his name escaping me? The Nathan? Nathan? Yeah. Nathan oh, Petrelli. Nathan uh, Morgan. Morgan Edge. Well, no, I'm That's at the, how we call him. Yeah, but I'm at the actor. Like, oh, the actor's name? I don't remember at all. Yeah, well, Nathan whatever. Nathan Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan. I'm glad that they brought him back. I, I, I like I like him as the villain. Whereas, like, even even on here, like, Heroes, he kind of, he played the hero. On Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he played the hero. Mm-hmm. Now, Was he really a hero, though? Not like a hero hero, but he wasn't like a villain. And this one, he's yeah. like a straight up, like, he's, like, they're trying to make him like Lex Luthor more Oh, yeah, or less. I was going to say that, like a Lex Luthor stand-in. Okay. Like, because they got rid of the other guy from the first season that, who I thought was going to play the Lex Max, Luthor role. Max Lord? Yeah, Max, Max Lord. No, not Max Lord. Is that his name? Is it? It's not Lord. Is it? I don't know. Whatever his name is. Adrian Pasdar is the actor who plays. Adrian uh-huh. Pasdar. Uh-huh. Thank you. 
But yeah, the guy that the guy that had first season, I feel like they, I mean, because I guess he didn't want to move to Vancouver, so <laughs> Vancouver. <laughs> they had they got this guy playing, uh, fulfilling that role, and I like I like him as the villain. He's very menacing. Yeah. Um. I like the fact that this episode did something different than uh, any of the superhero shows where there was hardly any Supergirl in this episode. Once again. Just yeah. like, um, not the previous one. Was it the previous one with uh, Martian Manhunter? Yeah, but she was still Supergirl. Like, Supergirl was around. She just didn't do much. But in this episode, she was hard. she didn't suit up at all until basically the end. Like, it was just mostly all Kara. Yeah. Mm. So I like that, like Kara being the reporter. You really didn't really see that. You don't see that that much, except for like one episode. She'll like, oh, well, here's the article oh, that yeah. I, yeah, here's the article that <laughs> I have to do, but she, you don't, you never see her report. Yeah. So, so maybe, maybe they were like, we're seeing Kara Denver as an as an individual balancing like her like personal like professional life as a Supergirl and a reporter. Maybe she's. Final learning. I've got my, how to I've got do my that own right? thoughts on that, but I'll say that for my review. Okay. So, so I mean, I like that, and then I like the I like that they did this episode in terms of like the feminism aspect. Oh, right. you started on that. Flash. They did this way better than the Flash. Believe me, uh, I, I have a lot to say about that. Because uh, I did. Yeah, did. you could basically. Yeah, yeah, you could basically. Yo. Yeah, I'm like, you could basically take both episodes and say this is what you this is what should you should do, do <laughs> and this is what you shouldn't do. <laughs> Smack you over the head with feminism. <laughs> Hashtag feminism. All right, Stop it. I'm sorry. So yeah, yeah, pretty much. So I mean, I like that. Okay, you should. That's yeah. Again, that's how you should do it. Okay. And I like seeing Rain's storyline getting, you know, further pushed. They with keep this episode. teasing that out. Like, I really hope that's like, better. But, be I, but I, like being, I like it being teased because, you know, they got to pad out 22 no, plus episodes. I like it too. I just really hope it has, like, a significant payoff. Pay. I yeah, really I hope. hope so. I hope so too. Because if it, they tease it out that long and there's no payoff, it'd be like, oh, why'd you waste my time? Yeah. <laughs> but I so far, I like it. I like I it so far. I get to come. <laughs> yeah, God, <laughs> bring that back. <laughs> I always got to bring Janet Jackson. But yeah, I hope. <laughs> So I'm I'm excited I'm excited for that. So yeah, overall more than passable. I, yeah, more than passable. Okay, I'm gonna piggyback off of you and I'm gonna say I'm gonna also say more than passable. So yeah, I think we have similar thoughts on this. Um, you mentioned that there's not much Supergirl. <laughs> what they're doing, I, I I kind of admire what they're doing right now with Supergirl, where I feel like they kind of cut back on the uh, the budget, like we said before. And sometimes it's a bad thing, like in the episode where they go to Mars and they have to fight the Martians that are all CG, and she's clearly not hitting them. <laughs> so that's like the bad end of that. Oh, all the Martians are conveniently human. Yeah. yeah, for most of it. We can't be Martians because it costs too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's, it's easier for us to be human on Mars than it is to just be our normal form. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, this is our custom. That's really convenient, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, right. But uh, what, what, what's... When they do it well, though, is something like this episode, and I think the last episode, too, where they make the villain really something that Supergirl can't fight. But sometimes we say that in like as a negative, because it's like, oh, it's like something she can't fight. But in this, these episodes, it's something smart. So in this case, it's the ep- this episode's about um, the lead bomb. And even when they did the lead bomb in season two, I was like, is it really going to put lead in the atmosphere? That's not going to hurt anybody? Like, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of weird. So when they brought it back and used that as kind of the cause for why these kids were getting sick, I was like okay they're building off of last season's consequences okay i like this and because it's something like supergirl can't fight a moral dilemma 
And that's kind of what Lena Luthor was going through this episode where she felt responsible for, you know, all these uh, kids being sick. And especially since Lena Luthor's character, like so far in this entire series, since her introduction has been her just saying over and over again how she's living in like the the shadow of Lex Luthor's kind of I want to be good I want to be good I yeah, have to be good his dark legacy mm-hmm. she's constantly like an out an outsider because of it she's mm-hmm. always trying to fight against it and because she's Luthor I myself never really believed that she'd be good <laughs> I was yeah, always yeah. like I'm waiting for you to turn evil I hope they don't do that I, yeah I really hope but they even don't. this episode they have the opportunity to do so because she went she got really depressed when she thought she was responsible the spoilers they kind of take that away later in the episode but like you can see like she's got shades of darkness from being a Luthor but I, I think they were gonna keep her as a, a a hero and this is why I like about this episode especially because they make her character they, they kind of finally flesh out her character they've always been saying that she's been struggling with like the legacy and trying to do good and you know uh, the legacy Luthor kind of holding her back but this is the first time that we've actually seen her do something really heroic, which is defeat the the what are they the dark the Raxians? What's her name? The uh the aliens the, the Daxamites Daxamites Draxians. I'm like the Daxians. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't care about them. That's why. Yeah, they like that was actually a big thing. She single handedly basically beat the Daxamites. So to see her do something so good and have that blow back in her face and for her to crumble because of it, I really empathize with her character. And it's the first time I actually cared about her character. And Supergirl's writing has been on point these last oh, few episodes. Oh, I was going to say that. Say oh, that. sorry. And eventually, <laughs> Lena and Kara are going to scissor. God damn it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you made it weird. <laughs> no, it's not. gonna. it needs to happen. It looks kind of obvious, doesn't it? But I'm just saying like, like spread your legs and prepare <laughs> to fly. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> It's just, it's just, I feel like for the first time in Supergirl's like history, I'm finally getting the characterization for these characters. I should have known episodes prior. Now I'm f- like even seasons prior, like for Lena, for Maggie, for Alex. Like now I'm starting to feel like through their monologues, through their writing, I'm starting to understand these characters more. And I actually genuinely care for them. I, I genuinely now care for Lena. And you that- know, I will say, James. Like his storyline, every every year his storyline oh, gets taken away. Yeah. First season he was the love interest yeah. that got taken away. <laughs> Second season he was guardian. Now that seems exactly to be taken way. away. Yeah. The director of the. Cac- he, I mean, well, they said in one episode he still does it, but they haven't shown no. it yet. He's a very, he's a very part time hero. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like the the strings of this episode, it's it's the writing. I guess that wasn't his last week's episode, but like just. Like in the same vein, Maggie and Alex. I care more about them breaking Damn up this episode. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm stepping all over your toes. I talked too much before. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I care more about their relationship now, like that, the, and them breaking up, than I cared about them being together. And it just shows you, like, the writing has gotten stronger toward the end of the relationship than it has been since they've been a couple. Um, but I mean, other than that, like, yeah, more than passable. I'm, I'm not saying anything else, so you can go, Jamie. I'm you sorry. Said I'm sorry. Just- <laughs> I don't know. Say the same thing. (laughs) Same thing, but okay. So more than passable for me too. And the thing is that there are three dialogues that stood out. Is that the first one being on Jimmy's um, about you know like she did she didn't mean it, but then Mm. when it comes to your action, there's consequence, and maybe that's what's happening right now. Yeah, the responsibility of Mm -hmm. the act. Second one was Lena's. Her talking about you know she's always been Prina, and like she's like she did try to be good because she didn't want to be. 
just the rest like the rest of her family but then she did and then she goes stop trying to you know like defend me stop trying to like fix this i don't i'm not worth it okay like that was really heartbreaking yeah that was a really well done scene like great actor mm-hmm. acting on lena luther's part and third dialogue was the conversation between maggie and alex because you know maggie was trying to talk to alex you know do you really want to give up on the relationship yeah so it's for something tangible I mean, something, you know, something very arbitrary, you know, like just for the having, just for having the idea of having kids. And Alex stood up and said, it's not, it's more than just that. Like, I always knew that I was going to be a mother. Yeah. Like, even if I love you so much, that just means I'm going to give up, like, who I am. I've always known that I'm going to be a mother ever since I was little. Like, that conversation itself, like, that's deep. And that's sad. And it felt, I guess it's also part of the the way the actors delivered it, too, Mm. is that, um, it came out very sincere. Yes. Actors were on point. And the fun thing is that before watching this episode, accidentally I ended up watching, well, the CW channel started playing the first episode of this season, Supergirl. <laughs> okay. so I was seeing the, like, the, in the field, you know, it was um, oh, Monel and, like, and Supergirl sequence. together, daydream sequence. I'm like, oh, God. Might as well be playing, what's love got to do? <laughs> like, you might as well. <laughs> But like compared to that, like it's just I don't know, something happened. Maybe the writer from Arrow <laughs> stepped away starting season four and went to Flash. And from that Flash, you know, like starting this season, like he or she stepped away and then got into Supergirl. Writing's on point. I don't know what happened. We mm. need to find out who wrote this. And also speaking of like feminism, I don't know, like I have more things to say about being a feminism. Because I'm a woman, and even the woman knows what's a right way to protest the same wait, wait, the wait, 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 you're on Flash? Not. No, I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm not talking right. about Supergirl. Okay. Supergirl actually showed a real good way of how like women help each other. Mm. We rarely see it a lot of times when we watch media. We see women fighting each other, like competing, trying to hurt each other. We rarely see like that many like cool, close female a strong independent females helping each other and that's what I now really like the, the relationship between Lena exactly. Rain and Supergirl yes. I like that like a little trifecta and Alex too don't forget yeah yeah, yeah. it was ice cream and wine and like that's girls night out and meanwhile that's... you say girls night out that's the episode name oh, of God. Flash oh. but meanwhile like the same oh that was the episode that's the that episode name title oh. but that's the same kind of thing on the Flash where like that that girl group they created with Iris, Felicity, mm-hmm. and like Caitlin, that feels so forced. Compared, I mean, granted, they kind of go into that a little bit in the episode, but like that just feels so disingenuous. When mm-hmm. on the flip side, Supergirl's little girl group seems really genuine. More, yeah, it feels more um, organic too. It feels yes. natural. It's something that we would totally see in real life, mm. and I like it. You, you know, know like, I, I feel like it's missing from um, Supergirl, and it's the thing that that keeps me keeps me from like loving it as much as some of the other shows um, that have had a lot more seasons. Is there's no like Felicity or Cisco on Supergirl, like a really likable character? Well, that's what that's what Wynn is supposed to be, right? Yeah, but he's, he's not. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I don't know. I don't want to disparage anybody. But I just feel like that's he. He's not like Felicity. Not. I love Felicity. I love Cisco. They're fucking. I enjoy. Like, I, if they just had their own show, I would watch it. They're fun, <laughs> really fun to have. But they don't really have that in in Supergirl. And I feel like that's the part that makes me not 
connect as much with with some of the like when they miss sometimes i think it's because they don't have that character that is keeping me engaged you know what i mean that's my that's that's my opinion but i i agree with you guys on the whole uh lena thing like even when when it like came out she was like oh i guess i'll just have to like what did she say she'll go to jail or whatever like yeah i guess i did do this so i gotta like She's going to step down from everything, basically, and go into exile. <laughs> yeah, she, like, left, you know, like, yeah, I did it, I'm wrong, you know what I mean? And then, and um, instead of, like, doing, you know, what any, like, uh, a really, a villain would do is, like, fight it, you know what I mean? Like, even if she was wrong, like, just fight it, like, no, I'm not wrong, I'm not going to take responsibility for that. She's, like, really trying to take responsibility, which is something that you wouldn't see a Lex Luthor do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think they've really kind of nailed the head on that. There's, there's so much good in in her like plot point um or her character arc okay oh wait, wait. would you give it jamie what was, your, what was your rating um it's not more than possible so like i mean i guess i talk long but speaking of you um what glenn mentioned is that felicity and cisco they both are tropes of you know being a socially awkward and geeky but adorable character mm-hmm. but at the same time i feel like the Supergirl doesn't necessarily need that. Yes, it does. <laughs> when it, and when it's does supposed it? to be that, and but he's more of like a, a Mister Terrific adjacent. Like, but it's they, but both of them are needed for both Arrow and uh, Flash as a comical relief. Yeah, we have plenty. But of I, those but I get, but I, I mean, I get what you're saying because every superhero or. or I'm gonna do it. Every oh, every Slayer needs her Willow. God damn it! <laughs> God so damn it. you're saying that you need a Willow for Supergirl? Absolutely. Uh, side note: My sister actually loves Buffy, and she's named all because she's an editor or whatever. She named all her hard drives after Buffy characters. Ah, wow. I love I love your sister. <laughs> uh, I like Buffy too. Um, Okay, so like, yeah, Glenn, Glenn, what was your thoughts on Supergirl? Um, I be, I would like I love the last episode so much. You know what I mean? Like that whole uh, she's a god thing, and people are like praying to her and shit. Yeah, um, that was good. That that was so dope and such a dope concept. And I feel like this this episode um was a little bit more of a letdown from that, but not like not terrible not terrible in, in ways of a letdown but i felt like that there was so much good in that last episode that this one was a little bit tough so i mean i'd give it a um passable or what, what's the ranking not not the highest not the perfect vision but the more, more than, than passable pass- yeah more than passable I, okay. I enjoyed it i i like what they did with with lena luther um so more than passable all right yeah so we're all in the same boat uh was there anything specifically you guys wanted to get into i mean i i really like the action like there was so much action this episode but the the action sequence where she's saving uh, Lena from the plane that's exploding, oh, and she has, yeah, she's got like the the lead poison mm-hmm. chemicals whatever in one hand and one mm-hmm. one side of the plane because it broke in half. Although and she's holding Lena the other. Yeah. The climb was I like her when she, Lena had to climb up yeah, the airplane. Yeah, because but... she had to choose life because she herself like you know she was already in the place earlier in the episode where she kind of wanted to die. So like to have her basically save herself, I kind of like that. Yeah, I mean I agree from a story perspective, but at the same time. I was like, this is bullshit. She's like, I can't hold it. I was like, this is some bullshit. What the fuck you mean? You're Supergirl. What the fuck you mean? You lived in a you goddamn continent, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you can't hold a plane. It's like paper. This is a paperweight to you. What the fuck? Remember her, this, you know, like lifting a submarine? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, so. we've seen her lift heavier shit. Like, what the fuck you mean? You can't. It's too heavy. There's nobody in there. <laughs> get the fuck. I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> 
You ruined it for me. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. Because once again, climb to me. <laughs> Lena Luther struggle. I think that's something you know, like a lot of struggle. It's like something bad happened to you. It's like, oh my god, you know, she she tried something good. Like she didn't mean it. She didn't. Her intention was good, but then it backfired. She's like, oh my god, I'm not worth it. I'm like, but you know what? Sometimes shit happens, and you have to move on. And I think like Lena's struggle is I don't know something like you said. Like mm-hmm. I empathize a lot. You know, like, her's just going, like, oh, why is this happening to me? You know, I've tried so hard. But then I think Rain says something about that, too. No, not Rain. No, Supergirl says something about it, didn't she? I don't remember what she said after hearing that. Or did she just pet her in the shoulder? Wait, what? say what? What was she say? Move on. I blanked out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Well, yeah, you always ask me. I was like, no one else? Is this me? I, I don't it's... remember. I don't remember oh, what she yeah. said. Fuck you. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, What else? What else is that like? La, 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 la. I, I, can I say one but, thing? Like, yeah, I, what? You guys have touched on this so many times, but how in the fuck do you get married to somebody and don't know if they want to have kids? And that yeah. be like one of your main deciding factors if you want to be with somebody. Like, come no, on. It wasn't that she didn't know. It was more about you know, like knowing that your partner doesn't want a kid, but you do. But instead of actually mm. trying to compromise, no, she didn't know. No, for like, she did. Yeah, she didn't know. Yeah, at first, at the beginning of this whole thing, she didn't know, which is like he's he's right because it's like that's what happens when you don't like when you date for like six months. Yeah, like, yeah. they weren't even dating for like thirty seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like oh shit, you didn't want kids? Oh damn, maybe we should rethink this marriage thing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a really hard road to make that relationship work. And it's just so funny that it works best as it's falling apart. <laughs> so it seems kind of like a waste. Yeah. But even still, I'm like, didn't they say Alex was only like 28? Why is she trying to have kids now anyway? Like, why? I mean, but I guess it's the thing where, I thought about this too, but maybe it's a thing where she like just realizes like why even waste each other's time? But it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess. Well, my thing is, like, I'm also like, I'm like, Somebody she, but, no, but at the same time, I'm like, you just came out. Like, why are you already trying to rush to marriage? Like, Enjoy your life as a new gay woman. Like, why are you trying to marry the first person you get with? Yeah, that's true. But I mean, like, I guess even, I don't know. Once you open that Pandora's box of like, now I know you never want kids. Like, now I realize whatever we're doing is just going to be like us playing around. No, but once again, Alex said it like, having a kid is her identity. Mother is her identity. And she can't give up that. Yeah. It's like non-negotiable. I really want Maggie to just be like, "All right, fuck it." <laughs> you know, yeah. like somebody's just like, "Come on," just be like, "All right." I don't like because she never really said why she didn't want kids either. Like, you has I mean? explained why? Like Maggie, I mean, like, I don't care. She for don't kids. necessarily have. I mean, she doesn't have to have a reason. But I would, like, yeah, I would I would like say her some to women say, just don't want kids. And, but at least and say that. She hasn't shown that she's like that can convicted to where she wouldn't, you know what I mean? Like change her mind. She's like, I know that I would have to be the one who changed, which is a great like line. And that was great acting and a mm-hmm. great moment. But at the same time, you don't know, like, is Maggie really that much against having kids? Like, would she change her mind? Like, she's just yeah. saying, no, I don't want them. Like, you've never seen a scene where she's like. Looking at little children playing, it's like I fucking hate these kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you never got no, that yeah. moment. Well, we know from a behind-the-scenes perspective, the actress wants to leave the show. That's why they're doing this. Yeah, but they could still write something in the show to make you understand. And I think what Glenn's saying is also coming from the fact that they haven't explicitly said why she doesn't want kids. Yeah, you might not want kids, and that's just a reason. But she hasn't even said that. It's just like, yeah, I don't want kids. It's like, and the one thing they kind of threw out there, which was the father thing, she dismissed. 
So it's not even like that's the reason. Like I would even take it net if like that was the reason why she didn't want kids. I'd be like, oh well, that makes sense. But they're not even going that way. Yeah, yeah. And but, but if then I did, also they had um they had what's her name say like oh she won't change her mind, and so you yeah. never get to see why she wouldn't change her mind. You know, so that that plays into it too. Like it it would have made it makes that scene with her so much more impactful if you if you add in a reason why she won't change her mind. Like you know what I mean? Like why she won't budge. But we don't know that. I mean, it's great, and it's like it's understood without that. But I feel like it would have added a little bit more if you actually know why she won't budge on the fact yeah. that she don't want kids. You know, show don't tell. Yeah, I, yeah, tell. I agree. Yeah, but one my one negative that prevented this episode from being perfect, like the last few weeks, was the fact that they took the whole impetus of the episode back, like the whole revelation that maybe that Lean Luther was responsible for that lead poisoning because of the lead bomb. Nope. All of a sudden, it was all just a big conspiracy by but Nathan. They didn't commit to it. No, they didn't commit to it. It was all Nathan Peter Redley trying to frame her. So it was like, ah, you fucking, you couldn't like, you couldn't pull that trigger. You couldn't stick no, with it. Come on. Because if anything, remember the final like villain is supposed to be Rain, and before it should be the villain before Rain should be someone smaller than Rain. True and that. Luthor, like, no one can be no one can be bigger villain than Luthor when it comes to Supergirl or Superman. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even saying make her a villain, but I from what happened this episode, you could tell if she was responsible, she would have spiraled to become some kind of villain. But I, 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 I mean, would, she was about to shoot the guy. No, it was only gun. because she found out that he framed her. He, now, she, even that they could have come in there too to shoot him. Yeah, but that's different because she was gonna kill him because she said that she whoever was responsible for hurting those kids, like she like deserved to die. That's why she said, like, when she was almost assassinated, she kind of wanted it to happen because she felt like, you know, if mm. she was exactly. Yo, so here's the thing, like that scene when Supergirl talks to, um, what's what's the dude? What's the dude's name? The uh, Petrelli, the Petrelli guy. Nathan Petrelli. Uh, Mor- Mor- Morgan. Yeah, Morgan. So when he she talks to him and he's like, basically like, you're not about this life. You ain't about this villain life. Like you had a <laughs> chance to kill me. All you did was leave me on a boat. Like, Word. it cost me like thirty bucks. You ain't about this. I kill some kids. What? I thought that was, <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Like, damn, he is real. <laughs> Nathan Gangsters. <Yeah. laughs> you ain't about this, Supergirl. <laughs> I mean, she wasn't because she didn't do nothing. She just stared at him and left. Yeah, she, yeah, she just huffed and puffed and walked out. He's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> She's like, yeah, well, I'm going to walk away then. <laughs> but if this was Injustice Superman, oh my God. would have lobotomized his ass. <laughs> All right. If there's nothing else to add, we can move on. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's Make win bisexual. <laughs> that's what you have to add? Yep. God damn it. <laughs> Do something with Wynn. He's not doing much. Lena no, he's not doing. He's not doing anything. Wait, actually, he is bisexual because he dates aliens, right? Doesn't that isn't that the same? <laughs> okay, no. I mean, no. It's, st- it's no. still a it's still a woman. It's still a wo- a, a female alien. It's a bi species. Wow. <laughs> he's bi species. Bi species. Bi species. As long as this guy vagina or something equivalent. Vagina equivalent. I'm putting that in my wow. set. I need vagina equivalency. <laughs> yeah. Wow. They don't have vaginas in space, Jamie. They could be anything. How do you know? <laughs> They're not called Hentai's? vaginas. They're called... <laughs> you know that from hentais that you watched? <laughs> yeah. And those hentais are called... <laughs> <laughs> They're called tentaginas. 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 All right. Let's just... Stop it. That should be that should be a meme. <laughs> you can never spell it. <laughs> Girl, let me All right, let's, let's... <laughs> Sorry. 
Have you the microphone in your toes, girl? <laughs> wow. I mean, don't judge me. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> Jamie was just holding the microphone with her toes while she was eating. I tried to point it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> he called you out. What the hell? I'm sorry. That pizza looked good, though. <laughs> I want this garlic bread. It's really good. That's so hilarious. All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's talk about The Flash. Girls' Night Out. Bachelor party! Thank you guys for coming. You're gonna need to walk this off. <laughs> or run it off because I'm the flash. <laughs> <laughs> Did you girls order a stripper? Take it off. I meant take off your pants, not your eyes. <laughs> we heard from the guys yet. What did you just do? I swing got peanuts from a bar. Ugh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag feminism! <laughs> <laughs> All right, the synopsis of this episode is... Can I leave this part? <laughs> no, you gotta stay. <laughs> You're obvi- I leave? If you leave, then you are anti-feminist, okay? Well, I'm anti-hashtag feminist. <laughs> like, those, like, Tumblr... I'm sorry, like, I don't like this term either, like, the social justice warrior. What I, what I really, really don't like is Tumblr warriors. Oh. The thing is, like, they only use feminism when it's convenient okay, for okay, them. Okay, put the, put the and- pitchfork down. Let me read the synopsis. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, for this episode reads, Caitlin receives an anonymous, anonymous threat from her old boss. Felicity arrives to help the girls celebrate Iris' bachelorette party. Cisco, Joe, and the guys take Barry out for a night on the town. So like I said, this week's episode, a heavy focus seems to be on women. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, mm-hmm. the writers seem to lean on this uh, concept of strong, powerful women. Is that right, Jamie? Is that is that, um, is that what I'm understanding from this episode? I, they didn't use the words feminism or strong women enough for me to understand that. Did you guys <laughs> so you see tell who me. the writer is for this episode? Like, who did write that? Because I feel like it was feminism written by men. Like. That, no, that's was, what I it thought. Was, it was my woman, though. Women, women wrote this episode? Yeah, women wrote it. You thought so, too? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. I'm with you, Glenn. I thought men wrote this. I was like, yo, this sounds like a man hammering in, like, you is feminist, guys. This is really feminist. No, it's it's two women. Two women wrote this. Oh, really? But yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I just think it's really weird. Maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what feminism is. But it's really weird to um, have, like, episode talking about feminism and then like the next scene is like in a strip club and like no we did the strip club and then try to explain it away i'm like i feel like y'all are y'all are missing the mark right now like it's not how feminism works it's not how feminism <laughs> works but like i do see what she was trying to do by going to strip clubs like basically saying you know like it doesn't matter what i do as a job or what i wear is that as long as i'm a woman i'm a human being hence Whatever I do, whatever I wear, I still deserve the same respect as you, a man, do. Understandable. But you could have done it better. <laughs> All right, so Jamie, since you have some I kind of feel like it's the Flash. It's not the show. This isn't the show to push that, push that message. This is kind like, of like- I, I, I agree with that message, but it's like it's not the show to put. Like this isn't like The Wire or fucking Twenty Four. Like this is a superhero show. Like this film. You're being too deep, bro. <laughs> It was, felt it like was the, shallow. Um, it was like deep but shallow. You know what I mean? Like because it was surface level. Like anytime you say this is feminism, that's like really shallow. That's not actually exactly. You know what I mean? I, I understand. It's Tumblr feminism. Like that's what you feel. It's, it's so I don't know. It's like lip service almost. Like yeah, guys, we're doing we're doing our our uh, necessary one show uh, feminism. Exactly. Yeah. So what I mean by feminism is not. Literally yelling out feminist, 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 and women over everything. That's not feminism. Feminism literally just means 
the equal rights and respect that women should get, that women should deserve as a human being. Mm. And now, the only time that I kind of saw the message that they were trying to get was a strip club part. And the somehow, speech from uh, Cecile's daughter. Cecile's daughter, yes. Okay. Still a little skewed, but I somehow could, you know, interpret it mm. in the right way. Her monologue. Yes. Basically. Okay. Um, and also, I suppose... Yeah, so tell me how you really feel about this episode. <laughs> tell me how you really feel, Jamie. I'm going to give this a less than passable, first of all. Less than passable, okay. Less than passable. And the thing is that, if anything, now that I know... Because I didn't know the title of the episode. And now that I know, mm-hmm. it's even worse. Girls, not at... Oh, this is not hashtag feminism. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yes, they had a girls night out. Yay. Fucking great. But it's just like... The feminism that they portrayed is nothing that should be seen or should be understood. If anything, they showed the exact stereotype of the <laughs> feminism that people hate, that people despise, that people make fun of. And they just made a perfect image of that. Mm-hmm. And keep saying, Has- I hate that. Hashtag feminism. I they make the anti SJ warrior people like they give us so much ammo in this. <laughs> I hate it. Like once again, the message isn't bad, but beating us over the head with the message. If the message is bad, like how, how, what what kind of message did you get? Strong, independent women by what? Oh, they worked together, mm-hmm. all girls without men, and we got the job done. Yeah, <laughs> it was just they didn't have to. You could have done it without saying a single word about being feminist or yeah. like saying strong, independent woman. You could have done it mm-hmm. and just be very strong and just be independent. They don't, were just too show, transparent. Show, don't tell. Show, don't tell. But they were just yelling. <laughs> and I hated it. Church, baby, church. I, I'm a woman and I hate those feminists. I hate it. Mm-hmm. They shame me. Oh. They shape the point that I don't want to say out loud that I'm feminist because I know that if I say that, that people are going to see me as one of those. And I'm not. Makes me sad. And on top of that, I'm sorry. Barry getting drunk is really funny, but him going, I'm the Flash. I'm the Flash. That really is what this season is all about because he does (laughs) shit and there's no consequence. Not a single thing. (laughs) Not a single thing. The only reason why I didn't give it a poor vision is because the conversation between Joe and Cecile and um, Barry was good. The yeah. fear of being an older parent. Yeah, at least Realistic. they addressed it. I'm glad yeah. they at least addressed that Joe is old and that this is weird. <laughs> so at least I they... thought it was, I thought it was cool. How Joe was kind of looking like, yo, I might not be able to keep this girl off the pole. Like, <laughs> like I might <laughs> fuck up. Like that's what it looked like he was thinking to himself when he saw homegirl on the like uh, Cecile's daughter or whatever. Uh, like, I'm too old shit. for this. Yep. <laughs> and and the last, I hate elongated man. You hate elongated man? Where's Wally? Oh, he he Wally. gone. I like him. Yeah, Wally's gone. You know, you know I don't they want go. him. I want Wally. I miss Ooh, him. Well, he's gone. Now you got elongated man. I hate him. Well, too bad. <laughs> I mean, I like him as you the com- com- like? comic relief. I would like if they replaced Legends with a show with Speedy and Kid Flash. Yeah, like a Titans kind of show. Like yeah. if, they, if they made that a Titan show. Yeah. No. Yeah, they're not gonna. No, though. never. I mean, they wouldn't. But I think I think that actress was pretty good. Thea was pretty good, and then Wally's pretty good. And if they had their own show, I feel like you could do so much more with it than uh than I feel like I feel like Legends that they, they they don't know what to to do with it. I mean, that's getting into something else, but I don't know. No, I, I just want to see that a spinoff with Thea and uh, Kid Flash and uh, Speedy. So how'd you feel about this episode of the Flash, though? Um, so, all right, so many thoughts. 
like, <laughs> like, first of all, the the plan to to uh, all right, let's follow Killer Frost in our fucking bachelorette sashes. <laughs> and, <laughs> like what? What? Like, are you not going to go inconspicuous? You're going to go with your sash on? Like, yeah. Are you serious? And then why does the why did the why did the villain have to carry a fucking bucket of coins or whatever the fuck that was around? <laughs> she's a metal, she's a metal bender. Like, why not put it on your on your outfit? Like, why why are you carrying a bucket everywhere you go? Like, <laughs> that's dumb. <laughs> I, plus, I, I like me- the metal bending. metal everywhere. Like, <laughs> well, apparently she's not that great of a metal bender because remember the magnet pull yeah, stopped her. If you have a really strong magnet, she's not stronger than the magnet's pull. <laughs> it's like, oh come on, man, for real. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, so, but I mean, the, the, the whole episode, I think, I don't know if it was done, done well. I, you know, all of a sudden Cisco's also a chemist as well as like a tech guy. So you could just make a, a chemical concoction that'll get very drunk or whatever. Oh, he's been, I mean, Cisco's done it before. He's made that once before. Once Has before, he? Like, yeah, 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 once before. Okay. I forgot what episode right. it was. Well, was I don't know. There, there was just so much too. that I was kind of like, yeah, okay, but you know, I, like I said, I like when Cisco shows up. I think that that's a cool. He's a cool character. He makes he he just is fun. You know what I mean. So I kind of tend to give Flash a pass because, like, I like the the actors who who portray it. But I think you know the situation that they put him in like didn't make any sense. You've mentioned it before, Jordan. Killer Frost for some reason she's the only one with split personalities. You know what I mean? When she uses her powers. No one else does that. No one else has that. It don't make no sense. <laughs> Bigger gripe, I have a Killer Frost. The fact that, or even in this episode, her, her ice just pushes. Yeah. Just a, like, sometimes it freezes. Other times it just pushes you back. I'm like, it's like ice spring. It's the same with Heat Wave. His, his, uh, yeah. his heat gun just pushes you back. Yeah. There's no burning. No burn. I'm yeah, like, if you right. touch, <laughs> like, if you could touch somebody and instantly freeze them, like that'd be my first and last move. It's always like, what's up? Touch. Ah! <laughs> you dead now. <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, what would you give it as a rating? Uh I'd definitely give it less than passable. Less than passable? Alright, you're in the same camp as Jamie. Alright, Michael, how'd you feel about the flash? Less than passable. I yeah! hated it. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty bad. The, uh, only, the only thing I liked about this episode was uh the when Felicity was like, I said take off your pants, not oh, your yeah, eyes. Why does she have a henchman who has that power? Why do you pick that guy as your henchman? That power know. is fucking whack. It's the wackest. It's snake eye yeah, power. It's, it's weird. So <laughs> but, yeah, but it's even funnier because in the in the one fight he's in the episode, he it is it looks like the the snake eye isn't any stronger than just pushing somebody. You know what I mean? people with that. So it's like, you don't even need, like, yeah, it's, not, just, it's, like, not like you. it's not like Medusa strong, where no. it's like, he can flip cars and shit. There's a, no difference between him pushing you and using a snake eye to hit you. <laughs> so it's like, what's the point? <laughs> but the other thing is, why would you send that dude to, like, attack Killer Frost? He could, she could just grab his little snake tongue and freeze it. Like, she doesn't even have to no touch advantage. the tongue. She doesn't even have to touch the tongue. She could just freeze him yeah. from where he is. Oh, yeah. well, well, Chick, Amaretta Chick said that she didn't want him to fight anyway. She was just sending him to give a message, but they have a beef or whatever. So he wanted to fight. But it's like, bro, why are you picking a fight with somebody that can kill you instantly? <laughs> but so you're, you're less impassable too? Yeah, I, I, I didn't like any, like, yeah, I didn't like anything about this episode. Well, actually, wow. no. Another thing I liked about this episode that I thought was funny, when, uh, <laughs> where uh, Greg Gustin or Barry, he mm. was like, whoosh, whoosh, and it was like, oh. and Cisco was like, Barry, what'd you just do? 
I went and got things from far. <laughs> and Joe was like, you didn't go anywhere, or did I? Did I? You love a chicken wing. You delivered that was actually really good. I love chicken wings I love so chicken I like Drunk Barry. Drunk Barry's <laughs> hilarious to me. Like, so like, his, his drunk one was like, I'm the flag. That was hilarious. I hate those drunk. Oh, oh really? Because I have to take care of them. Well, you work at a bar. Yes. So, Sick of them. Have you yeah. ever been in a bar where like one person started fighting and then everyone else yeah. just started fighting off the strength yeah. of one person? Like, yeah. has that ever happened? Is that real? Yeah, it's something. Okay, well, so I, I was also is, confused. I'm like, why is everybody else fighting? Yeah. <laughs> like, the thing is that usually when a fight breaks between like two people, right? Uh-huh. Usually, what happens is that those people, two, two people, has their own group. They start standing up. Uh. And then usually, usually, because my place has a lot of regular customers. Like the other tables would know each other and they would stand up. Hmm. And eventually it becomes like a whole rush of split in half. Bar battle! It's terrible. <laughs> no, we get like broken bottles. Like, wow. we would get hit. So you guys are really negative on the flash this week. Wow, yeah. I'm surprised. What about you? I mean, for most of the episode, well, not. For, okay. a, for like a third to a half of the episode, I was actually digging it. Like when it opened, yeah, I was digging it too. Yeah, when it opened, a lot of the jokes were landing for me. Of, like the um, the joke about the evil baby when they're uh, looking for other devos. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's not impossible. Yeah, Felicity walking in and be like, "There's no security here. You need yeah. to like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you need to do fix that." About this. <laughs> yeah, something. Not yeah. A lot of that was was really cool. I just think with the with the with the team up, I thought that that was just. The way that they did it, I just think that that whole, you know, that whole battle and everything, the team up was just really silly, which kind of ruined it. And then they had the, they put their hands into the pile and said, one, two, three, feminism, yay! <laughs> yeah! Like, that shit Wait, you didn't mind. like that kind of that teamwork or or when Iris like jumped between Killer Frost and Emma? So that was so fucking dumb. She was like, hey, that guys. was so dumb. <laughs> just not, You're like, die, bitch. What are you doing? Die. What are you doing? <laughs> Let's just not fight, guys. And like, all right, let it go. Do you have a Valkyrie taser in your pocket to use against them? Because otherwise, what's going to stop? Maybe Caitlyn's not going to do anything. Well, what's going to stop uh, fucking Toph wannabe from shooting you with her metal powers? Yeah, and she did. She just didn't shoot her. And it's like, why didn't you shoot her? I just want to Oh, I know, I know the reason why. Away. Because she wanted to keep Iris alive as a liability for Killer Frost. That's not what happened. That's not at all. Well, yeah, that, that would have been not, smart. Yes. But no, oh, she just well. jumped her when she was trying to get a breach to another up. world. That, that's something that and it was like, but she was going nowhere, and she shot all her like her metal like daggers at her or whatever from her bucket, which was so stupid. Because I'm like, why doesn't she block this? She just stood there. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then she blocked it at the end. I'm like, why the fuck didn't you do that in the and first time? Then, why didn't you block it? And run away. Why are you standing there? I got an idea. Right, too. That's why like she, that's like when Wally, Wally, move. Uh-huh. Y'all crazy. I gave his perfect She's vision. Perfect vision. What? Best episode. No, hold on. Look at me in the eyes. No, it's less than okay. possible. <laughs> I'm with you. That, yeah, this episode after about the like the halfway point, it just went straight downhill. It's like it was almost like so good. Yeah, it was almost like the 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 writers realized like halfway in, yo, this is a really progressive episode we're writing. This is about women, right? It's about women. This is about girl power, right? And they just go crazy. With, if they, they get to a point where I texted you, Michael, and I was like, if they use the phrase strong, powerful woman one more time, <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God. Because it's literally like one one block where they just say feminism and strong, powerful woman like in rapid fire. I told you, like even I texted you because I was like, even my nephew 
well, he was watching it and with me bored. and he was bored <laughs> and he's 11 so i'm like if you're not catching an 11 year old he looked at me he, he made a face he was like this is the flash i was like yes <laughs> yeah i mean and there wasn't any like flash action yeah like there was no flash episode, but still but yeah it was subpar man I was, I was really rooting for it at first i'm like okay well you know this is like a fun side episode with a little side Chris with the girls but like the the, the tone while so comedic, they just try to make it so heavy-handed with the message in the, like the later half. I'm just like, you're you're you're, you're taking me out of this episode too much, guys. Like you ruined this for me. And then the punctuation that was like, yeah, this is shit. <laughs> was when the dude that they, the whole purpose of the episode is Emretto, the the chick who Killer Frost was working for. Enforcement. Yeah, she was a trash villain. I actually liked the actress. I thought she like, if she was just the Joker. She actually would be amazing, yeah. Martha Wayne as the uh, jo- as an evil Joker, a female Joker. No, all her mannerisms were Joker esque. I actually liked her a lot. No, remember she was in um, Battlestar Galactica at Starbucks I like, didn't, before. I didn't watch that. Remember the fan film, the Rain Darker Rangers fan film? Was that who it was? Katie Sackoff? Was, was that who the yeah. actress was? That was Katie Sackoff. That was Katie Sackoff. That was Starbucks from Starbucks uh, from um, oh. Battlestar. Wait, yeah, it was look, her. Look that up real quick. I'm about to look it up. Yeah, she got old. But I mean, she was good. I, yeah, she I thought was good. She, she was like the strong, one of the strongest parts of the episode. But the whole premise is she's beating the shit out of this one metahuman who cries tears and are like a delicious. It's yeah, a delicious yeah. drug. It's it is. She, she got old. Like, you see wrinkles and she, she lost okay. literally. But that's why she was good. I really liked her. I liked her too. I just thought it was mm-hmm. stupid that she carried around a fucking bucket with her. It's like <laughs> her. Like, who the fuck carries a bucket? I can't get off that. Did you watch uh, Avatar Last Airbender? Yes. Uh, the movie or the or the series? Oh no! God, no, the, not the, the movie doesn't exist. No, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> there is about. no movie. Unfortunately, I've only seen the movie. Um, so oh. I don't... oh! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, your homework is you, to watch the series. You have failed this podcast. <laughs> oh no! What have you done? But oh. if you if you see the metal benders of that series, it's kind of the same thing. They they, mm-hmm. they they use some type of metal on them to create weapons and like throw them and stuff. So the more you have, the better it is. Yeah. But I mean, like, can't you make a bandolier or something that you, like you know? Yeah. Like, ca- like arrow carries a fucking quiver. Carry the shit on your back. Don't like carry a bucket and set it down like you just got finished shopping. That. I don't know that. She needs enough for like the the machine gun yeah. fire she was doing. But that was so cool. Though. It was it was cool. I liked how she used her powers. I, I but like, like she, yeah, but fucking. Oh, but, but like I was saying, like the. Get a Cisco. Get somebody to make you some accessories. Exactly. But uh, the the tears. <laughs> the tears that the metahuman cried. Yeah. The, like became drug? like an amazing drug or whatever. Yeah, you get a super high. Yeah, but like. So toward the end, the the the, the emaciated oh, poor kid no. that got beat the sh- basically she beats the shit out of him to make him cry. Uh-huh. But I'm like, there's easier there's easier ways. Like get some onions. <laughs> like, 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 tell him some sad stories. Why you gotta kick him every yeah. time? <laughs> Yo, watch the time traveler's wife on repeat, and you will cry. <laughs> Just keep crying. The Notebook, Titanic. Yay. Although Atonement. seeing that, seeing that, I was like, y'all stole this from Angel. When was that in Angel? Because in uh, the season, the the last season of Angel. One of the demons of the Order of the Black Thorn, he had like a servant that he would like drink drink his blood from. Like uh, I can't remember the de- I can't remember the demon's name, but the demon that Illyria killed, he was like an old demon man. Okay. 
And yeah, basically his servant, his blood, came, it was the same exact color, the blue, and it would come out his blood and he would drink it to like sustain himself and get high. Oh, okay. So that's how they poisoned the guy. Like Angel like stuck him with a tack or whatever and it like poisoned his blood. I'm like, y'all stole this shit from Angel because I'm like, it's the same color, same concept. You know what's funny? Like yeah, once I'm, again, the Flash keeps doing looking, things from J- the Joss Whedon verse and does it wrong. I can see Michael get happy when he thinks of the Buffy reference. He's Buffy about to come <laughs> Like I can see him visibly start smiling. Like oh, I'm about to get him with this shit. Yeah. <laughs> see now he's that visual representation, which you like. <laughs> don't don't tell my tells. <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. I just saw it. I was like, oh shit, he's about to hit him with it. He glows, <laughs> but but the, the point of the whole story was basically by the end of the episode, the, the kid that cries tears once he's free, he just runs away for whatever reason. With no, shirt but they on. show the they show the thinker at the end. Oh no, floating my, on the chair. My dude is floating on a giant robotic chair. Mm. <laughs> like, oh, no. he, like he shoots a laser and he's like, "You are not going to get away before you are, my plans are fulfilled or whatever." I'm like, I'm not feeling you, man. You don't feel villainy. You don't look threatening or intimidating. You don't sound smart with honesty either. I'm not seeing the intelligence. No. Like he just throws out one-liners at the end of every episode. I'm not feeling this. I mean, I thought it would have been better if he stayed in his lair and sent the minion to go do that. Like, why you gotta go? Like, it makes you... Yeah! Like, bosses don't go out to do shit. You know what I mean? They sit there. He should be there thinking. Like, it just... (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He said thinking. That skinny guy couldn't have ran that fast or far. So, like, when the girls came out, they're like, hey, you see that floating chair? (laughs) No one thought to give him a shirt either. Yeah, right. He's like, fuck you too. Like he's just been tortured and he's naked. You don't think to just give him your your sash, your bachelorette uh, sash or some he shit. He was running pretty fast. Yeah. And climbing things. The one positive thing I'll say before we end this though is just that the fact that they do keep continuously making Barry the source of good advice, at least to Joe. <laughs> so they do make <laughs> make him seem a little bit more, I don't know, mature, wise. Compared to Arrow? No. Okay. He, he's still, like, he's, it's just a pale imitation of what they're doing on Arrow, really, which is sad. That Supergirl and Arrow are doing Flash better than Flash right I now. I don't even know if it's, like, the advice that he's giving, or maybe it's more like Joe's venting to Barry more. Yeah. There's a difference between, you know, like, hearing someone vent and then give them feedback versus giving them a genuine advice, you know? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And what I feel like Arrow's doing, like, Oliver Queen's doing better. Barry's just, I'm sorry, I don't like Barry. You know that. I've never liked Barry. You don't like Grant Gustin? Oh, from the get-go. She doesn't like like Barry. I don't like the Flash show in general at all. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's been an upward battle with her. I feel about Flash the same way I feel about Legends. Oh, Legends are trash. Whatever. I don't care about that. Okay. (laughs) Damn. You feel equally about? Damn. Okay. (laughs) Speaking of which, Mm -mm. let's talk about Legends of (laughs) Tomorrow. (laughs) Another vampire victim. We're gonna need vampire bait. Did you hear that? Kill it! Body's drained of blood. There's no such thing as vampires. Astonishing. Return of. Return of the Mac. Say it again now. Return of the Mac. Come on, Michael. Return of the Mac. (laughs) He's walking away. Come back. No! Everybody walked away. It's just me and you now, Glenn. We're the new podcast. I, 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 uh, so you, you can say the whole, you can say everything about it because I didn't, I didn't watch Legends. <laughs> oh, I am alone. <laughs> I am truly alone. 
right, so this week's episode of Legends Tomorrow, like I said, Return of the Mac. The synopsis for the episode is... Nate thinks he has found a pattern to the anachronisms. The legends hunt a time-traveling vampire in London. Amaya tries to connect with Zari, and Stein is not pleased when he discovers what Ray and Jax are up to. Mmm, there's some mystery... Wow, okay. <laughs> I don't care. Fine, be that way. <laughs> well, some people did care, like me and Jamie. Right, Jamie? What do I care? About Legends of Tomorrow, Return of the Mac? No. Well, I had no choice. No, okay. Like, that's the first thing that was on the TV. I was like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so, I guess I'll start this time, since I'm the only one that actually cared about Legends of Tomorrow this week. I'm going to be honest. I only cared just because of that running joke of Return of the Mac. Because of the song. The song. Really? That song is catchy as fuck. They, they played that song once, and I was like... I'm feeling return of the Mac, uh-huh, return. Uh, that's all the words I know. You should take a video of you dancing. You really should. It's hilarious. Uh, it is. <laughs> you have no written. But spoilers: the the Mac that returns this episode uh, is Damien uh, Dark. <laughs> because yeah, there you go. Living after dark. <laughs> uh. See, Glenn's bobbing his head. <laughs> I mean, it was a throwback. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it plays three times, like all good running jokes do. <laughs> the first time being when they're searching for this uh, this vampire in London, there's a, fu- oh, a watch from the future they find on a dead watch. body. And I watch that plays that song. Then Captain or Citizen Steel sings it to himself while he's <laughs> <laughs> he's laying on a table or whatever. Yes. And then at the end, they literally play the, the song while Damien Dark is resurrected and killing fools in a fucking warehouse. It's so dope. Like he's no, no, he's dancing. He's killing people. Return of the Mac. Like, Damien Dark is a giant cartoon and that's probably the most cartoony they've done with him. Mm-hmm. And it, it fucking nailed it. <laughs> yeah. That, that's really my only real positive I, for the episode. I, I feel like this, this, this is the first time because usually they play him seriously. Really? <laughs> Yeah, for the most part. If anything, I suppose. Like he's they the play most him, like they play, they but play he's not him, comical no, like this. No, but yeah, he's never been comical. They play him as like the mustache twirly villain. I'm going to destroy everything. Wow. Yeah, cartoony. <laughs> it's not cartoony. But no, but it's not. not car- yeah, it's not. I I would say over the top, but not necessarily cartoony. Mm, I'd say over the top is cartoony, but yeah, I, I, okay, I, I understand what you're saying. I, I understand what you're saying. But this is straight up like Looney Tunes, like when you're dancing to a song while you're killing people. <laughs> But I like how they did the choreography and stuff for that scene. So you mean like Hella, how that. she was getting down? <laughs> yes. Was that the same? Uh, I mean, you know, they had the side stories of like you know Ray and Jax and them trying to find a way to break the psychic connection between Jax and Stein. Yeah, and, that's... and you know, finding like Stein's like ancestor, like ancestor, like great great. Yeah, like great great that's great great grandfather. Like, oh, you know, it's such a rare thing. Like, okay, I didn't get the point of that. No. I was like, all right, what's what's the dynamic on Legends now? Like, who is who is actually on the show? Because I know they took out characters and put characters in, and like, what is happening on Legends since season one? No, I mean, well, everybody's I mean, pretty. This season, everybody's pretty much there. Everybody's it. pretty much still there except for Captain Cold, uh, Hawk Girl, and Hawkman, and then they they just replaced. And yeah, and Rip, and they just replaced them with uh, Vixen, and now there's this new girl with a talisman, Zari. Zari. Yeah. And speaking of Rip, and and that's yeah, the, one of my negatives for this episode. I mean, a lot of things were kind of like mm-hmm. whatever too, but mm-hmm. they've destroyed Rip Hunter's character, mm-hmm. destroyed it. Like he used to be, Stupid. he was played as a badass in season one, and they used him less in season two, and now in season three, he's just a straight up like. 
if not an antagonist at times, now he's just treated as like an outsider to the group. Which is like he made the group. He made the time bureau. With I mean, spoilers, but he I was gets kicked say, out of the time bureau. I'm gonna say technically that's his fault though. Like he shunned them more or less. But I'm saying like that his character is like taking a nosedive in season one. At one point he was like altruistic and noble and like you know a, the one a, that they all looked up to. Yeah. Now it's like they literally sold him out this episode. He was like, we can't trust your ass. You're a bitch. Peace out. It's like you know, deuces rip. It's like yo, what happened? Like they used to be like a team. And I guess it's just the... I, I don't think he wants to be... Is he going to be on the show? That's what I, I was just thinking. I was like, maybe the actor doesn't want to be in the show anymore. Yeah. Because they keep doing a thing where they keep putting... Uh, what's his name? Not Laurel. Wow. Sarah. Sarah. They keep putting like, Sarah on a pedestal. And now she's like the true captain of the ship. So I guess that's what they're doing it for. Sacrificing him for the sake of her You know, it's kind of weird though because he's in love with Gideon. And Gideon's kind of in love with him too. And in love with him too. Yeah, because they had this yeah, whole the episode. They had this whole episode where he imagined her as a real woman or whatever, mm-hmm. and they like kissed, and yeah. then they came back to the real world. And Gideon said she remembered the kiss and she liked it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Yeah, it's stupid, dude. Like I said, we can't. We I cannot ever recommend Legends of Tomorrow to anybody. If you're not already watching it, there is really no reason to try and catch up on this thing to figure out what the plot is right now. All right, so it's, it's not like. It's not like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where I've told people, like, yo, just sit through the first two no. seasons and then you'll be all right, like, after that. It's not like no, that. No, no. It's like, it's not, even, not even close. <laughs> for Legends, it's like, yo, sit through way, the first two the seasons and you'll still be mad. Sad again? What did y'all think of the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I love the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, we yeah, loved it. we loved it. Oh, yeah, I got them to watch it. Yeah. It crazy. Yo, wait, did y'all, really did y'all cry on through, the last through, episode? Through blood, through blood sweat, and tears. Because <laughs> I've been trying to get that. I was like, yo, watch season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. They're like, no, no, no. Then finally, thankfully, a fan asked for us to review it, and that's what finally got them to watch it. I'm like, I told you. Right. <laughs> yeah, we did actually review on it. If you go back to our backlogs. Yeah. I think it's titled Aces of Shield Recap or something like that. Like yeah. Season recap. Okay. All right. Actually, I think I might have heard you guys say. I'm just saying I cried like at. The, I mean, not cry. I mean, because I'm a, you know I'm I'm a strong dude. I don't cry that much. <laughs> <laughs> but I, yo, that Mac that Mac episode with his daughter when like the framework was collapsing or whatever. I was so was mad left, about that. I think we argued about that. See, I yeah. was like, why did he just go? It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he like felt so much for that little kid and like I had a tear. I was like, yo, that's that's deep. That's mad deep. <laughs> she fake. She was fake news. <laughs> she was real. Whatever. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I, I, I would give. This is how much we didn't like Ledger's. That we put <laughs> this hard work my agents of shield. <laughs> I mean, I give Legends like a low passable, like, and that's only because. What the, you, really? What'd you like about it? Return of the Mac. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Damn. <laughs> like, I don't really care about Damian Dark, but like. This, and that's another thing. Like, fun. why are they bringing him back? I don't know. Mm. Again, right? Again, like we are, we've already had him on Arrow. We've already had him last season. Why? Are you right? Less impassable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the return of the Mac. Uh huh. Return. And that's why it's not for vision. No. <laughs> okay. All right. What do you think, Michael? Ha. <sighs> Less impassable. I, uh, I don't know. 
That's how I feel about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've lost the ability to speech. It's so bad. <laughs> I have a peanuts from bar. Mike's <laughs> having a stroke. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's all I feel about this episode. I don't care. All right, all right, Jamie. How'd you feel about Legends of Tomorrow? I was forced to watch it, and I don't remember half of what the show was about because I wasn't paying attention to it. You weren't like gripped by the mystery of mollusk, not mollusk, mollusk. I don't. So not not shellfish, the evil entity that is traveling through time that Rip Hunter is hunting down because its name is whispered through time. But I have to say Apparently. real quick uh, in terms of scaling because I gave Flash a less than passable too. My less than passable for Legends is higher than my less than sure. passable for the Flash. Sure. Huh? I was saying for the purpose. I said for the purpose of scaling because I gave Legends and the Flash both a less than passable. I was saying my legend, my less than passable for Legends is higher than my less than passable for the Flash. So Flash is that. lower. So Flash is yeah, lower. I wow. Michael's like not all less than passable was created equally. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Damien Dark was being res- resurrected. My question is, Rip. First of all, wasn't shooting at all, just waiting. Oh my waiting. god, I forgot Did you about, forget that. about that. No, it's not. That's not just it. Remember the they, time bomb? It was a time bureau. Their whole room was filled with members of the time bureau, which is basically like the MIB of time. They all had their guns pointing at Damian Dark as he slowly flies up, like 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 levitates upward, like Dracula or something, because he's a vampire. Yeah, I feel like, and he has definitely, he definitely has more power now. But it took like. 30 seconds. Like, literally, while it was happening, I was like, yeah, kill, shoot, him shoot him. kill him now. Shoot him. Kill him now. Kill him now. Kill him now. All right, maybe not now. No, he's now. still talking. Kill him now. <laughs> like, there was so much opportunity to kill him, but they just didn't. So. And on top of that, like, even after that, they started fighting. Rip pulls out this time bomb that stops time. Yeah. Kill and him then. No Ew. one else had it. No. No. Just him. It's not a thing. Uh, high more than passable. Because Flash was less than passable. Wait, you said high you, wait, more than you passable? Said more than passable. No, sorry, high less than passable. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm like, I don't even know you right now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> me on there. Come to me. <laughs> so high less than passable. High less than passable. Okay, so you're like Michael. Actually, mm, no, I give it less than passable. It's just as bad as the Flash. Oh, so like a straight it, I say this was just the same. Okay. It was no better. <laughs> it was like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going on with the show anymore. I don't understand where the character development is happening anywhere at all. It's inconsistent. It's never been character it's development. Boring Legends. as fuck. Yeah. We were in our phone a lot for that episode. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't watch it, but I'm just going to give it a poor vision. <laughs> <laughs> because it's never like, grabbed my attention. And, and it's always made me actually want to turn it off every time. I When I see the commercials, I turn those off, too. Like I want to commercial. Oh wow! I'm not a fan of the show right now. Or At least ever. you're consistent. <laughs> he was like, "I am not a fan. I do not support the show in any form or fashion." <laughs> Shut this shit down. And I wanted to. I started out like a big like support, like wanting, like nah, give it a chance. And I was like, nah, y'all are stupid. Same. This is dumb. Same dude. I I was a big. If you go back to the very early episodes of the podcast, I'm talking like single digit episode numbers. I was like, if you hear me, I am literally like, yo, Legends Tomorrow is fucking great, and I love it. I want to go back in time and smack the shit out of that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, you fucking idiot. You don't know shit about shit. 
I was defending hot girl. Like, oh, it's bad. It's so bad. When I go back, I'm like, oh, what the? You don't know what the hell is good. <laughs> all right, let's let's move on. So no one gives a crap about. Let's just so tomorrow. Just, no, not at all. We have to no. Can we drop one show? Like, can we drop? This well, we show did. We watched. We watched Inhumans. I mean, we dropped Inhumans. Well, can we drop this too? We need to drop because I want to talk about Gifted. God yeah. damn it! Yeah. <laughs> all right. We're next really week. Behind. Okay. All right. So starting next week, we're going to officially drop Legends. Unless, unless this is an amazing episode, we're not going to talk about Legends. And for now, we're going to cover Gifted. So wait, this place. Yo, did I? It? Did I have part in this? Did I? Did I create yes. a coup? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> you created a new mandate on the show, Glenn. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's like I have power. <laughs> All right, let's finish off DC coverage with Arrow. I need you to help me find my son. Your boy was snooping around some not so nice guys. Where is my son? The situation is complicated. Trust me on this one. Don't make this man angry. Episode titled Deathstroke Returns. Thank you, Jamie. The synopsis is Slay returns and asks Oliver for help tracking down his son. The rescue mission gets complicated by a terrible revelation that could shatter Slade's hopes of reunion. And Mike ruined this episode for me. Yeah! My bad. Because spoilers, there's one point in the episode where they think that Slade's son is dead. I'm like, oh my God, oh, no. they, they really kill Slade's son off screen? Like, that's crazy. And they play it like it was real for like a, yeah. like a couple, like for a little bit. And Michael goes. But I mean, technically, I mean, not technically. Yeah, technically he is, he is dead because, you know, that sweet boy or like the young child that's oh, Slade. Oh, He's like, the child is dead, guys. He's dead metaphorically. <laughs> No. Got real metaphorical I'm, all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so the these return. two, these two thought the, the the kid was actually dead. But I'm like, but no, I told you guys during one of the news segments that the actor was actually cast, so I knew he wasn't actually dead. Well, They're we like, did it. Okay? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my bad. <laughs> you destroy all sense of tension. Thank you. <laughs> but yes, this is the return of Manu Bennett as Slade. I mean, fans have been wanting this since Slade's departure in the end of season two. And, I mean, Manu Bennett's been complaining that he wanted to see Deathstroke done right in the show. So, they, basically, their way of getting, like, him back. Yeah, he's actually, the, he's actually trying to push for a Deathstroke spinoff. That's too much. <laughs> I no, don't know all that. that is dope. Yeah, Apparently, Glenn thinks it's a great idea. But <laughs> I highly doubt it's going to happen, especially if they're going to do the Deathstroke. Because, I mean, they killed off the Suicide Squad from Arrow yeah. because they did a, they were doing a Suicide Squad movie. So, if they're doing a Death, Deathstroke movie, I highly doubt they're going to yeah. do... Now they are. I highly doubt they're going to do a spinoff. This is why DC makes no fucking sense. Why would you kill off your TV universe Suicide Squad for a totally unrelated Suicide Squad yeah, that's never going to cross sense. over? That don't make no fucking sense. Yeah, because Greg Berlanti came out and said like, he had major plans for that version of the Suicide Squad, but then they had they got a mandate from Warner Brothers that they had, they had to get rid of him. That's well, why that they was, killed Amanda Waller and all of them. But that was remember, that was in the golden age before they, people realized DCE movies were kind of sucky. <laughs> so they were expecting, like, like that was back in the time where they were like, we can't have a version of Superman on TV with a version of Superman in the movies, because if we do that, it'll confuse but it was, the audience. But it was still <laughs> stupid, because The Flash was still running, so... Whatever. <laughs> yeah, I know. The logic was dumb, and they, since then, they've kind of, like, doubled back on it anyway. Yeah. But mostly it's because, like, you know, once DCEU started kind of going downhill, they're like, eh, 
I don't think people will mind if we have the same. I mean, have a stiffer Superman on TV. You know what I'm saying? There was a moment in time where they had a chance to like uh, tie in their DC TV universe with their DC movie universe, and kind of do what Marvel is doing. Um, and they totally kind of squandered that opportunity to. Or what Marvel pretends to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kinda. I mean, they play, they play enough lip service to it where you're like, eh, okay. I, I just say all is forgiven if they have one like one minute sequence of the defenders. They're not in the Infinity War. They're not. Just show me the defenders defending people in the streets. They're not in a big epic sweeping shot. No, nothing. They're, they're no. not. Okay, fuck you. <laughs> but how did you guys feel about this episode that focused a lot on Deathstroke and the B plot being the revelation of who the vigilante actually is? I was kind of disappointed by the revelation yeah. of the vigilante. Yeah, is. I was disappointed. Okay, so we're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. What about you, Glenn? How'd you feel about the vigilante revelation? That spoilers is actually <laughs> a very side character that was very. a mention in the previous season, which that no is no one remembers. Yeah, Black Canary's old partner slash lover. I, Who I got don't know. shot in the head. Yeah, they been they've been building this. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Weak I don't sauce. know why that would be the choice of who. First of all, there's been too many like random vigilantes. You know what I mean? That are like coming back and haunting the Arrow team. Arrow, like they have Prometheus, and then they have this dude. You know what I mean? They just have like too many of like mass vigilantes who are taking up arms against Team Arrow. I'm, you know, I'm kind of getting confused, but I, I don't know why that was <laughs> the choice of the character there. But I love Deathstroke. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to see more of him. I mean, you said you would like to see like actual. So you'd be down for a whole spinoff about Manu Bennett's Deathstroke. No. Yes, with Speedy and Kid Flash. Oh, oh so you want him on that team? <laughs> you want no, him on that no, team no, as? No. Oh, not even that team. If he, if it's wait, do you want him as a villain or as a hero? I mean, I think they could all be. You know, like they just all would be on their own team. You know what I mean? They're all like kind of in each other's way. You know what I mean? Like trying to accomplish something. So they're not Honestly, like teaming up, but. You know what I mean? They all have different goals or whatever. And I just think it would be really cool to see Speedy fighting Deathstroke and then Kid Flash in, you know, in there too, um, going back and forth. I think that would be a much better show than a much better ensemble show than Legends or, you know, whatever the fuck they're doing now with Agreed. I agree with that. Mm, like Speedy I, shouldn't fight Deathstroke. Why never Speedy again. and Deathstroke? Oh, yeah, never, never yeah, again. Never again. No, never they, again. they shouldn't. If they do, she why, can't win decisively. What happened the first time when they fought? Oh, you didn't see. Oh, you didn't the see the first. I just was... don't remember. I saw it, but I don't remember what happened. Yeah, they fought and like she fucked him up like easily, and I was like, "What the hell?" Mm-hmm. That's when Manu Bennett was kind of done with the show. He was like, "No, you fucked up Deathstroke's character. I'm done yeah, with this." They really did. Oh, shit. They did. I mean, but that was in... not taking her seriously. They could, you know, they could fix that. How? Just no, that was the... real hard. That was first season <laughs> four. That was season four. The worst season. That wasn't like two. Like that wasn't like old season. So like even then. No, just like. Or was it season three? I don't remember. Wasn't. Might have been three. Shit was bad. Or three and four was bad. Yeah. So what? <laughs> it might have been three. Is that Donnie? 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 Uh, or what's it? Uh, what? Damian Dark was that that season? Four was Damian Dark. Four was Damian Dark. Three, three, three was, was Rage. Yeah. I think it was the Rise of Ghoul season. So what I do think, you guys yeah, think, think about so. this? I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know how you're gonna feel about it. But at the end of that Damian Dark season, right, there was a moment in time where Arrow's like, I don't know how to beat this dude. He's he's fighting with magic. I can't beat him, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, they're just like, actually, look into Felicity's eyes, and now you can beat him. Like some weird, you know what I mean? Like 
Oh yeah, oh, that's that? when he learns yeah. like the weird magic yeah. to defeat I him. Thought yeah. That would have been a perfect opportunity to use Felicity and like make her more of a stronger character by being like, "You can't do it, Oliver," but Felicity has like, and you know what I mean? Like she can use magic or whatever or something. You know what I mean? Like it gives huh. it, it changes her will. character a little Ow. bit <laughs> and gives her a little bit more. Like, because it made no sense. I was thinking, how's he going to beat Damien Dark? And it's like, just hang out with Felicity. She makes you stronger. And then he beat him. I was like, yo, give Felicity something to do. Well, I remember Constantine gave him that tattoo. Off screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, by being so, like, a lot of times Felicity has been a pillar for Oliver is that many times when he wanted to, when, when he quit, the, the reason why he came back was Felicity. The reason why he became from Arrow to Green Arrow was Felicity. Mm. Like, she was always the motivation. She still is the motivation. And I don't necessarily think that the character has to have some kind of ability to be a strong character. Like, she did have a really bad season. Granted, bad writings, but overall, I think overall she is like she's a pillar character. Mm. Drop some good words, and it's a motivation right there. I just felt like she always gives him the motivation, but give her something to do, like because she just sits at the computer and tells him like, "All right, turn here, turn here." And I feel <laughs> like if she role. was actually yeah. able to use magic, it would have been a perfect way to how they can defeat a character that. Oliver can't defeat like you know instead of giving him a dose dose x machina type of ability like give her like some you know give her something to do you know what I mean as opposed to just I think they're doing a pretty good I think they're doing a pretty good job this season of having yeah, this season yeah but I just thought yeah, the that things that she season four well, that was the worst season man like you can't compare yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the David Dark season was like the trashest season mm. so they're, they're doing a lot to kind of retcon and build off of that so this season I think she's doing a lot because the things that she's involved in are consequences mm-hmm. from the things she did in the, yes. in the last season right I like I like uh, what they're doing this season with crap what's the organization's name not hot it's not hive not hive, not hive. Uh, what's it called what was it called the organization the, 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 the Skynet no, no. <laughs> the I don't remember oh, I don't remember either but anyway you know like she has her own side mission and I think was it um, Mr. supposed to be like the it starts with an A Helix Helix, Helix. Helix. yeah and speaking of oh, Mr. Terrific, isn't he supposed to be like the third smartest man or like? In D- well, in DC Comics, yeah. Right. And the thing is, like Felicity can't have a have any kind of intellectual conversation with him, meaning she's hella hella smart. Right. Right. Mm. Isn't that an ability? I mean, she's a smart I guess. One. I mean, all right. So let's just go. Let's give our ratings real quick. I, <laughs> I would say that I would give like I'm, I'm kind of waffling between a high passable. And a low more than passable. Yeah. Mm. Uh, You're being very generous today. I, I'm, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, I see that. Um, Drink more. That <laughs> <laughs> to be in a better mood? Yeah. Uh, I think what was holding the episode back was for me the big letdown of the vigilante being and like what his identity was. Yeah, like, I mean, he wasn't random. Technically, he, he's a he's not a character we knew. But he's a character that's been mentioned before. <laughs> that don't remembers, yes. But it was just such a weak revelation to me because, like, that doesn't do anything to kind of move Black. Can- I'm sorry, the, the new Black Canary story forward. We don't know that. As of this episode, it didn't really do anything to do well, that. It just made her know. super bitter and like filled with I want to have revenge and kill this guy because I trusted him and blah 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 blah. But it just seemed like well, overly it's, well, it's, yeah it's set up yeah it's just overly convenient. 
It just seemed, and like from all the other people that it could have been, Michael, you even joked that it could have been. It should be Roy. I mean, Roy, no, Roy, I wanted no. to be Roy. I, I wanted to be Roy. I wanted to be Roy, but you joked it was gonna be Moira's uh, ex-husband. Yeah, yeah, the black I guy, said Walter. Yeah. yeah, Walter. Oh, even if it was the black guy. Like I'm like, oh yeah, okay, Walter. He's evil. Like oh, Moira left me. <laughs> I couldn't handle it, so I became a vigilante. Yeah. Like even that, I would be like, okay, that's kind of cool, but like. This guy was weak sauce, especially for like how long they've been teasing out the identity of this guy. Like at one point, I, since last season, and I even said I was like, "Where the fuck has Vigilante Thea. been?" At one point, we thought it was gonna be like, like Thea? it was a uh, Thea. We thought it was gonna be Thea at one point, didn't we? Like, well, I mean, there was yeah, a theory that we really liked. Yeah, at one point we thought it might have been Thea. At one point we thought it was gonna be uh, Chase, Adrian Chase, yes. but it ended up being he was Prometheus. We were so wrong. But for all these other candidates to be so much better than the person it actually ended up being. <laughs> It just felt like they didn't really have someone in mind and they just decided to make it this person like afterwards. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like this was like their plan all along. Do you, do you feel that way? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or like how awesome would it have been if it ended up being Quentin? Yeah, or oh! even Quinn. Yeah. yeah. See, all these ideas That's are interesting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so wait, no, know, fuck that. Hi, I guess pass. face, right? With the bullet, it went through his yes, ass. Yes, yes. And then he still lived when it got shot in the face. Yeah, yeah, they're making him Deadpool. Basically, he yeah. can heal. He's a healing metahuman. Oh, like that said, would can... happen. I I think I missed that part. I was like, wait, wasn't he just dead? Yeah, <laughs> it's convenient as hell. That's why I'm like, Bleh. <laughs> but what did redeem the episode was all the badass deathstrokeness. Except all... for that one scene. Wait, what? What one scene? Oh, the, the stabbing! Hey, give, hey, give the stunt hey, team a break. That, no. that whole sequence that was, was dope. That, but that was like a half a second. That was like yeah. a half a second. I'll That's get... only because they kept slowing everything down. <laughs> <laughs> but my man Spartan kicking the entire warehouse full of like jackals God. and super assassins. Yeah, that was dope. And then like I don't know, if this is, it was a nice little redemption from Nubin Slade. Mm-hmm. So like that whole that whole sequence is badass. And I just felt like the the plot itself for the Deathstroke story was like taken. So it was oh, like, yeah. so it was like Slate Wilson has a particular set of skills. <laughs> but yeah, I guess high passable. What do you guys think? What do you think, Jamie? Passable. I mean, I want to give it high passable, considering. Oh. Hey, 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 don't give me that. Considering how well it was doing, um, it was a nice break. You know, instead of following the Arrow team, we followed Slade, and we got to see a glimpse of his past. That was nice, you know. Him talking about you know struggling being the father figure with Oliver and actually bonding over that that was nice. Mm. Um, that the, the being the villain being spoilers, his son. And I'm like I, I mean I guess what's happening, but then I don't know where they're gonna go with that. Yeah, I mean it, we should have known Joe. Yeah, Joe, Joe Wilson is, is Jericho. Jericho. But how is Joe and Jericho? This, I who called Jericho Joe? I, don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I guess it's, I guess it's the same thing where like Richard is Dick <laughs> or William and Bill. Well, at least that's known. Is Jericho Joe? Jericho is like his like his villain name. Yeah, maybe that's. I think that's probably his superhero name. Oh, yeah, that's that not his name name. No, no, no. Jericho is like his villain name. Whatever. Yeah. Let him be villain. Sure. I mean, it was okay. I didn't really. I couldn't get into it other than the action scenes and the fact that Slade had really, really nice. Handwriting. You know, like the conversations with uh, Oliver and his son. That was nice. That was yeah. cute. That's why I give it passable. Yeah, I think it's cute. Like they right keep the going, middle. like tying back. To yeah, that. Like, he was like, you know, hey, I'm just calling to, you know, check in. Yeah. Everything alright. Which shows he's actually warming up to his father now. Yes, yeah. which is beautiful thing, you know. William is opening up, and you can kind of see like the actors, Stephen and uh, Stephen Mel, 
being like really himself, being comfortable being who he is because he's a father of a little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Was it a little girl or a little boy? It's a little, it's girl. A little, girl. A little girl. Yeah. So he's being a good dad. Okay, so passable. Just passable. All right, man. What'd you think, Glenn? Uh... I gave it a high passable. I I'm all right with me. <laughs> I, yeah, I really I liked it. I think the stunt choreography in Arrow is like some of the best on TV. Like yes. they always find a way to do something interesting with like their fight scenes, and the Deathstroke scene was definitely like a, a like a showcase of that. Um, I mean, I also like what they did with the with the Sun character because Oliver being with Deathstroke kind of it kind of mirrors what like what is going to happen. Or what can happen to Oliver's son? You know what I mean. So it's mm, like yeah. you know, Deathstroke leaves his second life, and then his son all of a sudden becomes like you know a villain. And I think that's going to play into how Oliver interacts with his son, like seeing that. You know what I mean? It's Good point. Have, yeah. Like some bearing on how Oliver interacts with his kid. But I thought they did a, a pretty good job with it. I enjoyed uh, watching um, everything that that went on i agree with you on the whole reveal of who the the other vigilante was like that was kind of eh but i mean yeah. i, I kind of like what they're doing where they're you know they're giving john diggle a little bit more to do yes. making him green arrow and and um you know giving the team a little bit more to do giving felicity more to do i like all that so how to pass well i think i think uh the episode was pretty good and the season's been pretty pretty solid so far in my opinion same, same. All right, Michael, finish this off. Uh, oh. I knew you were going to do it. I knew you were not going to do it. Like, as it, left, it. My, as it left it. my mouth, but you I'm said like, it. oh, I can be taking it so wrong. <laughs> you, you build it up, I knock it down. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I give this episode a passable. Okay. There we go. So... Yeah, for the most part, I was kind of bored this episode. Like I was, right? I was on my on my Facebook. I was like, I'm gonna get the news together for this episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't really care what's going on. <laughs> like, oh I'll man, play, I'll play my game. Sorry. Oh, wow. oh, I was the only one watching the Slade Spartan kick people. No, I saw that. Sparta. I saw that. Yeah, the Slade stuff was the most interesting part of this episode. Had that not been in this episode, I probably would have gave it a, a, a less than passable. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Um, yeah, I, I love I love the dynamic between Slade and Oliver now. Like you kind of see like they're kind of building like this not necessarily mentor mentee relationship, but it's more of a uh, ambivalent comrades. comrades. Like yeah. I kind of want to trust you, but I know, but I don't. Liar. Like Professor X and uh, Magneto type of relationship. Yeah, yeah more yeah, or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like a young Professor X and Magneto. Yeah, that that was a good analogy. Um, so I like I like seeing that, and I always like the moments where they introduce or they uh, have Oliver and his son because that's like the best parts of the season mm-hmm. so far, and like I find it interesting. And I wish the Flash, I wish the Flash has, uh, did this. Like, yeah. they're still going. Like, I thought like the whole thing about Diggle being the Arrow. I thought it was gonna be like, like one episode, yeah, like yeah, one or two, ep- one or two episodes, and then it, it was done. It. But this is like four, four episodes in, and he's still the Green Yay! Arrow. Yeah, they're really and it doesn't look breathe. like, and it doesn't look like it's being dropped even in the next episode. Like, I love that. No, yeah, like. 
A, to show something different, you know, let the show get a different vibe to it. And then also let the actors do, you know, try different things. Mm -hmm. Let them let them express themselves differently and not play the same type of role over and over and over again. So that gives that gives the show a new life. It works for the plot, too, because you're giving the main character a different path to take. This is something that he's never done, you know, working away from their team yeah. and being the mentor. But like, that's a good experience for a character. That's a good growth that we're gonna see. Like, yeah, I feel like there's real like character evolution. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. like things are actually changing. Yes. The status quo is different right now. Like, you know, on the Flash, Wally. <laughs> what, what consequences? <laughs> I'm leaving. Okay, bye, Wally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I like that they're still going with that. But at the same time, like this episode here, because I'm just talking about the season overall. Well, yeah, this episode, I wasn't a fan of the whole vigilante thing. Yeah. Like, so what? Who cares? Yeah. The flower uh, was cute. You know, he pulled a little flower and left it in it. What did that even mean? Like, what is the purpose of that? You know, that he That's, still cares about I her. I never knew they even, was that their thing? Her. I never knew they had an established relationship before this episode. Yeah, so you remember, like, like, Curtis asked her. She's like, oh, were you guys partner or... Partner. No, no, no. I knew that, but I mean, like that—the the little flower thing. Like, I'm like, I Who feel like left it there. That would have been better if they—if I had seen an episode before where he. I think they did. They showed. Evil. They. I think they showed those two as like uh, together. In like the, she the loved him episode? or something like that. Did they show like a, whole, a lot of that in the episode? I don't, I don't remember. remember. It was yeah. just that like was a one. Season. I, I I just remember like her partner dying. There was like maybe like one line or something about like she really cared about. Like I think it was said. I could I could be totally making that up and just have gone gone with it. But you know what this is? You know what this feels like? Diggle's brother. Oh. Like it just feels like something that's supposed to be emotional for one of the side but characters. But you don't feel the connection. But you feel nothing. More. Yeah. And I hope they don't tease it out as long as they did with Diggle's brother because that was like. That was too much. Yeah. <laughs> By the time Diggle's brother died, I was happy. I was like, glad. I am glad my brother's dead. <laughs> so, yeah, considering that was like the other, you know, main plot of the episode, it was like, I didn't care. Then I feel like the, even the whole thing with the congresswoman going after her, it was like. The FBI agent chick or whatever she is. Like, I don't care. Yeah, and the whole she FBI. Said something about her being like. Misty, Misty Knight. Knight. She doesn't yeah, like I said Knight. Yeah, I said she's a low rent version of Misty Knight from uh, the Luke Cage Defenders. Series, right? I like, I like the I like the FBI chick. I think she's kind of like her not giving a fuck attitude is kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, you miss a peanut, bitch. <laughs> I, yeah, right? I think that's overplayed, though. Like black woman having that kind of attitude, I think that's way overplayed. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. I was like. Am I thinking too much? Because I feel like the same. I was like, I feel like she's yeah. coming no, off as like. No, you're not a, wrong. It's bitchy. Yeah, I feel like she's coming times. off as a stereot- yeah. a stereotypical black woman. Like yeah. what people see uh-huh. is a stereotype. And I'm like, maybe that's just me thinking that. And I'm like, no. no but I'm, but is it though? That. You just explained her as another character. And she's almost exactly Misty Knight in that season. Stereotype right there. Yeah. Well, no, I don't necessarily think Misty Knight. I don't think Misty Knight is a stereotype. No, no, no. Just in the Defender. Not in Defenders. Luke Cage. Her role in Luke Cage, where she was kind of the same thing, where it's like, I know something's going on, and I'm going to find out. I'm going to be, I'm a no sass attitude type of person. Like, you know what I mean? Like that type of character. Yeah. And it's so the same does, kind of role. I don't understand why, why is she so angry about someone who's like solving crimes? You know what I mean? Like, like I'm going to no, find because... out who's helping me stop assassinations and shit. You know what I mean? Because well, like, technically, technically, Arrow or Green Arrow is still a a fugitive because he mm-hmm. killed because he killed that cop from last season. Yes. Or they, 
Felicity. Uh, Felicity. Felicity. Oh. Felicity's yeah. boyfriend. Adrian Freeman. Roy. Yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, Fel- yeah. Felicity's boyfriend. Yeah. Yo, but wait. <laughs> the, the one thing about Arrow that's kind of crazy to me is like the first, what, two seasons where it was like, I'm very conflicted about killing or whatever. And now it's just like, nah, fucking murk them dudes. And they're just like coming out with like shotguns and fucking... And, like, <laughs> assault rifles. Like, every other villain is just getting shot. Like, every other henchman is just getting shot. Like, there was a whole thing about, like, I shouldn't be killing people. I need to stop killing. And now his team is just like, all right, we're just taking out handguns and just blowing people away. That's always been the thing. I mean, aren't they, like, tranquil? Like, they say there's tranquilizer darts in those guns. But it's like, they look like bullets. Yeah, they look <laughs> like, like bullets. They look like, every time Diggle shoots somebody. They have not revisited. Like, Diggle or even Wild Dog. In Wild Dog, yeah. Well, now um, Diggles doesn't use guns anymore. He has his crossbow. Yeah. Remember? You know, well, that's, I mean, now. that's now. now. We had the gun. Yeah, but even then, Wild Dog like... still has a gun. Yeah. If you I feel like they're the, like, dudes. Are they parts, not shooting them with like, actual bullets? They've no, said they, before. They say, they're trank, they say they're trank darts, but no. Don't know trank darts shoot like that. Where you, see, where, you see, like, where you see like gunpowder and shit. Like you see the explosion. It's like they'll get shot and like they'll, they'll be recoiled. They'll, they'll fly backwards like the they same got way shot. how cold powers or, or pushes you back. Or maybe it's a rubber bullet. No, these had trank darts. Maybe yeah, Diggle said, yeah, yeah, Diggle said trank darts. Like how instantaneous do those trank darts work too? It's like shot, oh, sleep. <laughs> like instantly. But like Cisco made their it. armor and shit. Because the henchmen are wearing armor and stuff. Yeah, facts. <laughs> yeah. Don't think too much about it. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but I just thought about it because they're using, like, shotguns, too, right? Like, assault rifles and shotguns that they're coming out with. It's like, what? Really? No, cool. no. I remember no. Not, not Team Arrow. Yeah, Team yeah. Arrow doesn't use shotguns. The villains do. Yeah, the villains do. What is, uh, what is Wild Dog using? He's using Wild Dog handguns. used, like, regular, like, regular. pistols, like, like Laura Croft. Mm-hmm, handguns. Okay, well, maybe I'm crazy then. All right. Belay that order. Forget it. <laughs> Forget I said that. Wait, wait so what was the rating? Uh, I think you said, said it. I said passable. Passable. Okay, so we've got two less than, I mean, two passables and two high passables. High okay. Yeah. All right, I mean, that's high. fair. I mean, for Rehab Arrow, though, there was one line I really liked from Deathstroke. Which was? Uh, I wrote down. Arrow's like, these jackals are stone cold killers. And Deathstroke turns around, he like, he like cocks his gun, and he's like, what do you think I am? I'm sorry, I like that. I, I bet you do. And then he like he does the Vegeta and like knocks him out. Yeah, He's Vegeta. Like, like <laughs> at least in the really well written hand note. <laughs> yeah, extremely well written. I was like, whoa, even like I your, can't write that. Your penmanship is amazing. <laughs> Where did you learn that from? Spent a lot of years in the island perfecting my writing. <laughs> I write poems. <laughs> All right, let's go. Let's move on. Let's talk about some anime with Jamie. Uh, okay, first of all. Let me ask you, Glenn, how are you an anime fan? Um, like old, like way back when. I haven't watched new anime in a really long time. That's fine. Like, what was the latest anime that you've watched? Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, I Jesus. mean, does, does like the, the DC comics and like Marvel Marvel stuff, does that count as anime or are we talking? Because I think no, the they're... last one I saw was, um, what was it? The, the one where like the giants like eat people or whatever. Attack on Titan? Yeah. Like, I okay. think that was, like, the last, but the first one, like, the early one or whatever. Because I watched the, the movie, one. and I watched the um the anime to prepare to watch the movie. Oh, you watch a live-action movie first and then the anime. 
Uh, no, I think I watched the anime first and then the live action movie. Like I watched the anime okay. to prepare for the live action movie. But then I watched the live action movie. I was like, yo, why did I watch this late at night? That shit is so creepy. <laughs> this is the yeah, creepiest shit ever. Really bad CG and just overall it was very disturbing images about, you know, yeah. human looking, giants looking humans. Like, mm. Yeah, I saw yeah, I saw the trailer. I didn't actually see the live action one because just looking at the trailer, I was like, this looks bad. Yeah, it was really <laughs> bad. So you watched the Tekken Titan and I'm... Um, May I assume that you are a big fan of, you know, Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z? Um, I've, nah, I'm, nah, I'm gonna disappoint you. I have not watched Dragon Ball. Dragon <laughs> no, Ball you're not gonna disappoint you're her. You're not gonna disappoint <laughs> She's just happy about that, probably. Me no, Dragon, Dragon Ball Z, I said. Oh. Nope, I've, I've missed out on all the drag. Like, so anime, I haven't watched, I haven't been that diligent in watching anime, uh, you know. My my nerd card has a don't hurt because you because of that. Don't. <laughs> you're, you're hurting her feelings right no. now. <laughs> I know. I'm Thanks so sorry. So I feel the pain with every word that I'm saying, Jamie. I really wish I would. I could tell you something different, but I can't lie to you. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't been keeping up on my anime like that. That's okay. Um, well, after this episode, I we're gonna change you. I'm watching. Uh, Food you're watching Wars. this anime. Food Wars. You're I'm watching. watching. Yeah, you're gonna watch Food Wars after this. Oh God. <laughs> uh, maybe this. <laughs> So yes, Michael mentioned it. I am going to talk about Food Wars today, and Glenn, since you didn't watch it, um, I will try my best to use less anime-related words and plot lines, but I can't guarantee. Don't you because don't, talk like, down don't, Glenn. Glenn. Do, yeah, don't, don't talk down to Glenn. Yeah, don't talk down to Glenn. He knows what you're talking about. Glenn's a smart guy. He'll figure it out. How far did you watch? I'm still, I'm still, I'm still not that far. You're not that far. No. Because I want to spoil it. That's that's fine. Okay. Because... I'm caught up, so... Yes. We are caught up. Um, so, well, today we're talking about Food Wars in details because I believe this is an anime that we really should be talking about because this has... Every time it comes out, people may not talk about it, but this anime has been a huge, like, it. Like it anime. Like, yeah, I didn't who, talk about it. <laughs> but even still, I'm, I'm not caught up. But I still seen a couple episodes, several six. Yeah. But I'm no, I'm up to episode seven. So, but I'm just like, who would have thought uh, anime about fucking cooking would actually be so riveting? Like I've told you before, it came out in nineteen, like late nineteen nineties. Like there's one food anime, and he was really popular. I remember that. It's, it just it wasn't as erotic. I see, I see, I see you making a, a, yeah. a, a, a weird face. because <laughs> well, I'm like I'm I'm actually going in and looking oh, at rolling, like looking at the reviews of some of the episodes. <laughs> like, what is this? What am I about to get myself into? What did I just agree to watch? Do okay, just go uh, to YouTube. You need to tell. You need to like send us a message or whatever after yes. to let when you actually watch it. Yeah, yeah watch episode one and tell us how you feel about it. Yes. <laughs> All right. So I mean, I'll get again. through it. I'll work through it. Okay. Just to cover a you know, quick plot, you know, Food Wars, Shukugeki no Soma, is about a story of a boy named Soma Yukihira. Soma. Yes. He works at a, he were, used to work at a diner with his dad, and then now that he's entering this, a legendary um, <coughs> cooking school, he's learning how to, you know, cook, learning how to develop new recipes and as he's going through this there's a plot happening and remember jordan we watched this anime for plot and only plot <laughs> yeah i watch <laughs> food wars for the plot and nothing else nothing fucking <laughs> else because nothing else is there in that anime other than plot nope no nope. fan service whatsoever no not <laughs> yeah. at all and <laughs> today 
I was thinking what I should say about ass, this anime. Ass, titties, titties, ass, ass, titties, titties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it, there's a lot of it. And yeah. A lot of, you know, Japanese moaning. Can you make one example for me? Moaning? Yeah, it's like, as the clothes are being, getting ripped off from the flavor, the, from the umami of the food, they go. Oh, the umami! There you go. <laughs> yeah, if you're a girl, that, you'd sound that, like. that Japanese moan. <laughs> This anime is literally about this. There's a lot. Like, you shouldn't really... You shouldn't watch this in public. Yeah, Absolutely don't watch not. it. Don't watch it if your mother's in the room. <laughs> you say it like that's what you did. <laughs> oh, no. no, no. <laughs> don't look, mom. It's a Japanese anime. <laughs> My mother be like, what the... F- what the ass you in here watching? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm gonna watch this at work. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hopefully nobody's okay. looking over your shoulder. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. Don't right. get fired. They're gonna. Get a word. They're gonna look at you real funny. <laughs> I want to make a very serious statement. Okay. And I dare say that Food Wars has a very almost identical or very similar structure to My Hero Academia. Wait. What? You're not wrong. I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. even argue that. Yeah, you can't argue, can you? No, it's she's just got a very similar structure to My Hero Academia. And remember, My Hero, My Hero Academia is you know they have they have an equivalent of the You Say Run, yeah. like the epic My Hero song. My Hero song, similar arc, similar character development. I can't do it. It's not, it's not as easily hummable. But like whenever it's like na, a. Na, 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 na. Which is a song in my in Hero Academia when anything epic happens and like it's like the we have to push harder than we've ever pushed before. Yes. That song. And it sounds we like we have to cook even harder than we've ever cooked before. <laughs> or like there's epic cooking happening. Like there is a whole theme song about it. Like when that song plays, you know it's just it's just about to happen. Yeah. And a long explanation about how they cooked a certain dish is about to ensue, even if you don't understand what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> so oh, wait, silly. are these real? Are these real recipes that you can use yeah. to yeah. 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 cook? Yes. So I could I could use word I could use this to actually cook food. Yes, you can because Yuki Morisaki also worked as a collaborator providing the recipes for the series. And the thing is, I've cooked a couple of dishes. But I feel like they the, make it. They anime. make the dishes sound way more delicious than they probably would be in real They're life. Of course, good. of course. Have you ever eaten something and your clothes just blown off spontaneously? Has Actu- that ever happened? To you? Actually, for real. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's, how, that's usually how my dates go. When I cook for my dates, that's what happens. They clothes blow off. Ah! Like, I'm like this steak. <laughs> that's the level of 
comedy you guys are going to get if you come to my show. I'll be like, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked it. <laughs> oh, Jordan. What? <laughs> um, so for... I know I convinced Jordan because we had this conversation before. I'm going to say, yeah, when I cook for people, they leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> they like my baking. But so I'm going to convince you, Michael, and the listeners, and Glenn, you two. Have you watched My Hero? No. No. Oh, man. That okay, is like. That's. That yeah, is that's an- another one you need to watch. <laughs> if you like superhero anything, you owe yourself to watch My Hero Academia. Better Superman than Superman. Dude, it's y'all, oh is, y'all do ugh, those so reviews of that show, and it makes me want to watch it so much because I'm like, damn, these characters are real intricate, and there's like so much to them and their plight, and like you know the whys and the hows behind what they do. It makes me want to uh, to watch the show more, but alas, I have not watched it. So, but I I feel like I'm going to get into it mostly because of your reviews. Well, you now have more homework. <laughs> yes. I was going to keep a piling lot. on. <laughs> catch up. A lot of catch up to do. So let me explain by saying that my academia is about school life too. Same as Food War. Yep. Where they both are about school life. And think about how the My Hero started. It started with the entrance exam. Remember that epic battle where Deku, you know, lost like he's like two legs and one arm. Yeah, he punched the robot and his arm became a noodle. (laughs) Yes. So he actually showed a skill where no one has expected him to show because everybody kind of looked down on him thinking, you know, he's a frail kid and he was actually made fun of at the beginning of the orientation. Mm -hmm. Well, same similar thing happens in Food Wars too is that Soma makes a dish and the judge... Who is so arrogant? She felt she felt the food. <laughs> the gato. The, the gato, because yeah. this girl owns possesses this thing called gato because she can taste everything and she can name any. Nakiri. It's called the gato. Yeah, nakiri. The god tongue. Yeah. 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 God tongue. This is anime, bro. So you know everything has to have like an epic Epi- name. Epi- so <laughs> like, she got a nickname for being called the god tongue because she can literally taste and like differentiate between all ingredients if she eats something. Yes. Like she can, like just everything she can taste. And the thing is, no matter how small, like like a, a little amount. Like she can tell if you put like cook something for two seconds too long. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yo, and I'm also about is, to hit my dates with the god tongue after I cook for him. Keep <laughs> 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 coming back. Yo, that, that's a dope ass nickname for a dude. It'd be like, yo, they call me the god tongue girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you would interpret. Anyways. <laughs> 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 get away! So I can't get a date. <laughs> I was gonna say for for me it would be. Oh God! Oh, oh damn! That's that unfiltered rawness that I said in my in my review. Oh, this happens a lot. Yeah, this happens a lot. <laughs> like so much dish was so good that the got tongue imagine like her image of eating food was having little angels coming to her. But then those angels had so much face, and they were tickling her naked body. Oh God! With feathers, remember? Yeah, the little cherubs. Yes, dude, you need to watch just one episode. Or- just one. Just watch the first episode of this, this anime. You'll understand everything we're saying. Yeah. I remember when she was in like a hot tub, and then she looked over, and it was like a bear. Oh, like yeah. a, it was a gorilla. Yeah, there was a gorilla in the water. Or like the what? train passes, and there was like something like elephant behind. Yeah, it's weird. It's really I was weird. like, what the hell? 
But once again, like the similarity between you know school arc and entrance exam, and they both showed exceptional skill set. And after that is a. Uh, the first exam or first competition that they have to go through was for Deku. It was a um, rescue training. Remember, like they had to go into different field mm-hmm. with um, what was it? What was it? seven? Seven. The, the, seven. Yeah, seven. Right. No, what are you? The well, seven hero what? named a hero with a spacesuit. Oh, 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 thirteen. Oh, thirteen. Thirteen. So, you know, with 13 and from there, you know, they experience, they get to learn how to utilize their experience, um, skills more, I guess, adequately. And the thing is, the four that happens to Soma too is called first year camp where we see an epic omelet <laughs> flipping. Remember that? Yeah, that was a really dope episode. Like you have to flip like 200 omelets. And then like the, what the episode Food was Wars, this? this is toward the end of the first, first season. season. Yeah. It was, Food Wars is a really cool thing where it makes me appreciate cooking. Yes. Like on a new level. I, it makes me appreciate chefs and like what they had to do to with forethought to prepare certain dishes. Because basically the twist of that was like he made a great dish, but because it was like a buffet style, the dish he made wasn't like built for that where it would become like – because like the, the ingredients had to like uh, – if, if it was left too long, sitting too long, it would mix together in like a weird way. So like, it would change the taste change the and it texture. wasn't as good. It wasn't as fresh. Mm-hmm. So you had to figure out a way to basically cook them in a, in a sequential or First, to be have the showmanship to get like an audience to actually mm-hmm. sell his stuff. But then on top of that, to build, like, to make a system where he could actually like make them as people were ordering them. Mm-hmm. So they, they would stay fresh. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, it's so fucking layered. <laughs> like, it's all cooking. He has like twenty pans in front of it. He's flipping all of them. Yeah, it's. It was like the timing of it. He had to do. Mm-hmm. It was like it was really cool. So from there, like we also learn how they go through struggles and how they kind of feel the limitation of their power, but still overcome it. And then we, of course, because because it's a school, it's shown an anime. They're not always gonna win. They always lose at least yeah. once. For example, Deku loses to Todoroki because. Yeah. But even when you lose, you learn in some something. ways you win. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas also for um, Shoma, his first defeat actually would be against an alumni who was a judge for the camp. Mm, yes. And because he wanted to protect, because his friend was about to get expelled, he challenged the alumni named um, Shinomiya for a food war. And sadly, technically, they lost. Mm-hmm. But then because somehow through the cooking, the alumni learned how important it is to put your heart in the food, mm-hmm. they let it pass. But technically, still is feed and curse Shoma, Soma's But also, pride. it built her confidence. Exactly. There's always something good about good coming out of the, the defeat that yeah. they experience. Maybe bitter, but there's something coming out of it. <laughs> I'm fucked up right now because like you're beat yeah. for beat. This is kind of like my mm-hmm. hero. You're right. And of course, because this is school life, there is such thing as school festival. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. My hero. We we have sports. Events. Wait, 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 wait. Let me just ask. Let me just interject real quick. Is it that these things are similar, or is it these things are both similar to Japanese school life? Is are these like the seasons of like what you go through in a Japanese school system? I'm gonna assume because I know that for I don't know about middle school. I, I also, I don't know about Japan, but I know that in Korea, I know that you have to take exam for the for the high school. I think or college, yeah. you have to take certain exams if you want to go into good school. Okay. I know you have to take an exam to go into like a private 
or okay. like specialized high school. You're okay. taking an exam. So it's, it's borrowing elements mm-hmm. like the, like the exam. entrance exam, the festivals. Yes, that's the festival. All. There's always festivals, schools. Okay. okay. Like it's like a homecoming week basically Okay. for us. And fest- school festival, like I said, my hero has sports event, whereas um, in Food Wars, we have the Moon Festival, where the entire school has food booth. Mm, Everybody competes. The recent okay. competition. Yes. Um, and then we also have the previous rivals all of a sudden working together for the greater cause or for the sake of friendship. <laughs> yeah, that's just shonen. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. That's all about When you beat it. enough people in the submission, eventually they start to like you. <laughs> because apparently, according to shonen, boys tend to bond over fighting. Yeah. It's like, I'm your rival. Oh, you defeated me. Now we're friends. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Like, you're the boyest boy that... Well, yeah, when I met Michael, first I defeated him. Actually. <laughs> or you got defeated. Actually, I, was gonna say. I won the battle. Okay. <laughs> Thor? Yeah. Is that you? That's actually how me and Gary became friends. I, I like, bested him in combat, like, three or four times. You bested Gary. No, it's funny. If, you, if I okay, said Thor. that to Gary, Gary would not take that. <laughs> he would not take that lightly. He'd be like, I'm flying no, up to Gary. Atlanta to beat your ass. Oh Gary shit! On like challenge, <laughs> <laughs> whack. <laughs> challenge accepted. I'm glad that this is buried deep within the episode. Like maybe Gary won't hear it. <laughs> nah, Man, Gary might hear. Um, does he listen to podcasts? I, I don't know. Assume. Gary could bench press my whole body with one finger. <laughs> like, I mean, Gary made you look small, and you're not small. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yo, Gary Gary's made a you look big small. ass dude. Yeah. Yeah. He probably can like lift me with one hand. Yeah. I could probably like hang on to his one finger and he could probably like Forget it, Gary's awesome, alright? Okay. God. We love you, Gary! <laughs> I'm the one who should be upset. Y'all were all depressed and shit when you heard that I was gonna be on instead of Gary. Maybe we should just cancel the raffle, guys. <laughs> we're just confused. I'm sorry. It wasn't like that, Glenn. It wasn't yeah. like, I it felt was I felt it in your voice, Jamie. You were just like, fuck. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was excited it might be okay, it's not that I wasn't excited it was gonna be you. It's just that if we were to be why am I doing this? I was more embarrassed that we were just saying it was Gary the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, wait, what if it's not Gary? <laughs> it was just like kind of like a passing thought, like, ah, that's not gonna happen. Anyways, yeah. Gary <laughs> <laughs> Cut to it wasn't Gary. <laughs> <laughs> So no, but you guys should have. You should. Uh, I'll talk to Gary. Like maybe he, he can come on there, and then you guys can talk about stunt stuff. Because Jordan, he you did get, say you he's get, gonna. You, let got, us you know. and Jamie can get your stunt stuff in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and talk a little bit more about that with them. Yeah, that'd be cool. Could do that. Yeah. Could do that. No, I mean, sorry, sorry, what was I saying? Oh, you're talking about food and wars. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. Way off track. So, oh, you, you talk about you, rivals you were saying, working uh, together. Yeah. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. rivals. You, you, know, like, you start off as rivals, you beat each other up, and then you're friends. Like now, okay. when you beat the shit out of Gara, and now Gara and him are buddies. And we always Goku see, and Tien, Goku and Krillin, Goku, Goku and everybody. And Vegeta, everybody. You're, usually, your your team ends up being all people you beat before. Exactly. Like we see that all the time, which makes me wonder: like, should I fight with people more? That way, I can make friends. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly, come here. What? <laughs> and the last, um, because so far we just caught up to Food Wars, and based on the latest episode, we also see there's always an introduction of a new wave of the new villains, like mm-hmm. the Vanguards. We saw two members, Dobby, and um, that girl. That girl. Oh fuck! I forgot her name. I, don't I really her love name. her. Anyways, yes. Yeah, so we yeah, see new them villains. introduced, and we also see. 
spoilers in case if you care about food wars there is a new villain that comes back to school. So there's there's villains in Food War? Like, do they just- Absolutely! No, no, no there are. Differently or something? Like, they use olive oil instead of canola or the, something? Like, <laughs> well, okay. No, but he's not wrong. Because, like, when you say that, it's like, how is there villains in, in a show about cooking? But there's, there's people who have, like- they're ill-intentioned. Like some people, like their their reasons for cooking are fucked up. Like there's one guy, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. There's one guy who like he'll copy your techniques by oh, profiling yeah. you, which basically means stalking your life. Yeah, he stalks your entire life, and by essentially becoming you, he can cook like you. But then he's created enough, creative enough that he puts a twist on it. Mm -hmm. And then if he if he matches you in a competition, he beats you. Because he takes what you do and like does it better. Yo, that's like people stealing jokes in comedy and shit. Like yeah, watching yeah, your yeah. set and then trying to Yeah, that I can I get that. I'm with it. I can feel yeah. Mm-hmm. So basically beating that guy is like you you don't really know the real like reason to cook. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, I was like, you're not your dreams aren't correct. <laughs> like, it's more about your the, aspirations are wrong. Your motivation for the cooking or like the philosophy behind your cooking. Exactly. Like a lot whereas our side the the hero side would be more about you know it's about the heart it's altruistic it's about, yeah yeah versus you know personal gain, personal gain or, or like just extreme um, like narcissism narcissistic, yeah. yeah narcissistic view so that is opening the whole new era for the food wars and once again if anything if you like shonen this is exact typical shonen that we all know about yeah it's just it's subgenres completely different cooking so was this whole thing just to, to prove that yes. Food Wars is not just fan service? It's not. It's, because, no, okay. remember, I remember No, that, you're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Because at one point, I remember you mentioning that all of a sudden, like, the plot was happening, but less fan service was happening. Yes, there was a lull in the fan service. I was mm -hmm. like, wait, wait, wait. I haven't seen a titty in, like, two episodes. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, hold on, wait. <laughs> Maybe you see a lot kidding. of there's titties in this. Wait, what? there's titties. Oh. There's titties. There's ass. Yeah, it's not full nudity, but it, it's damn it's close. Close enough. And it's like jiggling and like a lot of yeah. They zoom, they zoom in on women's breasts a lot. Like a lot just, of Japanese moaning of like. Ey! Yeah, it's a lot. Like, it's a dude. Lot. Just watch. There's lady ass. There's man ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo, Glenn's face is exactly yeah. how I imagine trying to explain this to somebody. He's like, what are you talking about? What's going on? What is going on? Oh, it's, shit. it's good, man. It's good. I'm, so, good. I'm confused yet intrigued. <laughs> I mean, I like, like to cook, so that so that is really If you like cooking, yeah. you'll definitely appreciate this anime because it does talk about like the process of cooking and like the recipes and the, the mindset behind cooking. Like, it's fun. It makes you cook more. I don't know. I felt that way. So, like, I used to, I cook okay. more now. Yeah. So, like, I just basically went through school arc. And if anything, there's one more thing that I want to go over was the mentor. Like, even, once again, Shonen is all about rivals mm -hmm. and the mentor. Yeah. Or your goal. Like, your, like, ideal person that you want to be like. Shoma, the main guy, he wants to be just like his father. Mm -hmm. And also, that alumni... Who graduated before him and then, but also he changed so much. There was so much. The main guy changed this alumni's heart about cooking. As the main character in the show yeah, does. Absolutely. <laughs> your ninja way is, I mean, your cooking way isn't correct. <laughs> 
and also not to mention that the main guy wants to be the top chef of the school because they're top ten um group of the students mm. called elite. 10. Yeah, there's always an elite group. You gotta have the yes. Kotsky of even cooking. Elite <laughs> like, 10. Somehow. The thing is that they have so much power to the point that any kind of decision that they make, the students make, even the director can't go against. That shit makes no fucking sense. I know. The students have more power than the principal, yes. basically. I was like, basically. what? <laughs> Who but, made that rule? What? <laughs> but the main guy, Soma, wants to be the seat one, the top figure of the entire school. Mm-hmm. So that's his goal, whereas we have rival to the mentor figure. The, the basically the head villain guy which I can't name because I don't want to spoil it because I don't know about you like I thought that was a pretty good twist yeah I didn't I really see that coming like I didn't really I didn't think that character was going to make an appearance even though they were, he was talked about throughout the entire series mm-hmm. and then I didn't know how he was going to be that sinister yeah you know? like he makes cooking like, oh. <laughs> like he's like oh. the Sephiroth of cooking yes exactly <laughs> rivals name it they're all rivals and we have crushes you know it's especially nikumi yeah the characters have depth I, I like the characters a lot in the series and the thing is that this anime does just like naruto did this anime does spend enough time on the side characters to know mm-hmm. what they specialize what they are about yeah because you get you can't you can't put all your chips on the main character in an anime. If you don't care about the side and supporting characters, mm-hmm. like, it, not only does that do a disservice to, like, the world, because it sacrifices, like, you need those side characters to flush out your world. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have that, it's kind of like you don't, like, once your main character is, like, you know, off like off screen, mm-hmm. you don't care about the anime anymore. You need those other characters to be strong, too, to actually care about the mm-hmm. world itself. Like, which is happening right now because... If you look at the opening for the season three, is that you see the core side characters who are soon gonna be working with Soma to achieve something that I, I like that you say, say Soma like the anime Soma Soma. <laughs> Soma. Well, because unlike you, when I speak Japanese words, I don't have English accent. Oh, well, okay. I have to force it. <laughs> I saw a preview. Didn't it say something about like it turns out the backstory of his father? He was one of the elite. Yeah, the father yes. was the, the second elite. seed. The father was the second seed. The first seed was um, the eyebrow. Do, guy. Yeah, the eyebrow guy. Oh, what was his fucking name? Uh, Dojin, Do, Dojin, Dojin something. He's a badass though. Yes, he's a badass. Badass so guy he was with the first seed. The mustache guy was the first seed. The second seed was the Sochiro Yukihira, which was um. They could be a whole like freaking prequel mm-hmm. anime just about that group. And the third seed was somebody that I cannot name. That's the the villain. The villain. Yeah. Sephiroth. <laughs> Fudoroth. <laughs> Fudoroth! <laughs> but overall, the reason why oh, I... Oh, yeah. Sephiroth. Ah! 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 Get it? I don't want to prove this, but I have no other choice. It's Sephiroth! So, it's so lame. <laughs> I don't want to admit this, but it works. You know it does. <laughs> but once again, trust Jamie when it comes to anime. If you liked My Hero, you will like this. <laughs> you have to like this. It says you have to like this. Like You this, have this, no choice. This is so outrageous, just like me, but you'll get, to, you'll get to love it. Oh, wow. Just I, like the way you get to love me. Aw. We haven't brought that back in a while. Truly outrageous. Truly outrageous. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. All of the future. Nice, Glenn. All right, let's move on. 
<laughs> Watch Food Wars. <laughs> All right, Crunch re- Roll. That's uh, Jamie's recommendation of the week. Let's move on to anime. Wait, no, we did that. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got my, my twos mixed you up. You forgot me. <laughs> oh, God. It's oh, my it's turn, turn now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael News. Uh, I'm going to start with the big thing first. Comic book news. All right. Apparently, Brian Michael Bendis has left Marvel. What? For, for DC. Really? Yes. Wait, what happened to Spider-Man? That is a great question. <laughs> Wait, what now? Like we've been covering Spider-Man and there are like three issues in. I mean, I'm pretty sure he I'm pretty sure he wrote it already, so the issues are gonna come out because it's only six. Oh, okay. All right. Like, just drop it mid-book, like I'm done. <laughs> Peace yeah, out. Yeah, he left. He's gonna do DC now. What is wow, he gonna do at okay. DC? What, 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 um... they, they haven't they have said what book he's gonna write. Yeah, okay. he hasn't. No, but they they come out said like he's officially he's done with Marvel, and he's moving on for an exclusive DC contract because you know sometimes so paying them <laughs> so because you know sometimes the writers will go back and forth and do both like Stan Lee even wrote for DC mm. at one point, but no this is an exclusive contract, and wow. yeah so it makes me wonder because like he he's writing like the Defenders right now. The Invincible Iron Man, Riri Williams. He created Miles Morales. He's writing a Miles Morales Spider Man. We talked about how he's been spreading himself thin and writing a mm-hmm. bunch of Marvel books. So. so it makes me wonder, like, what's going to happen with like Jessica Jones when he goes? Like, is she going to fall? Is she going to disappear in the ether? What's going to happen with Riri Williams? Is she going to disappear into the ether? But what's going to happen with Miles? Is he going to disappear into the ether? I'm more concerned about the characters that were specifically his voice, like Jessica Jones and Miles. Like, those are his characters. Yeah. I mean, Miles is gonna go anywhere. Jessica Jones, I could see being affected by it, depending on who takes up like the writing on it. But I mean, I say it's big news because if you really think about what Marvel is right now, it's pretty much. Granted, it's been other writers, but everything that Marvel is right now is pretty much Bendis. Yeah. Like he wrote Avengers Disassembled. Like what we know of the Avengers now, that was Bendis. He wrote House of M. He wrote Siege. He wrote. Uh, uh, Secret Wars. He, like I said, he wrote all of Ultimate Spider-Man. He created Miles, Alias, Jessica Jones. Yeah, he's like, been the voice. Of he's Marvel. the reason like Luke Cage has got more of a resurgence because he made him the leader of the Mighty Avengers. And, and, and then on top of that, like yeah, like Bendis is one of the one the few creators at Marvel that's been pushing for diversity. Yeah, making Iceman gay. That was him, right? I'm not yeah, crazy. that was Bendis. Yeah, yeah. yeah right, making cool. Iceman gay. The, the thing that I'm most sad about is the Riri Williams uh, portion. Yeah, I feel like at once Bendis goes, she's gone. She's no gone. No way. She really? be like... She's gonna, I feel like she's going to disappear. Like, nobody's going to touch. Because, I mean, if you think about it, Jessica Jones only shows up in the comics when Bendis makes her show up. Nobody else touches her. I mean, but now she's lucrative because it's kind of the same with Miles, though. Like nobody touches. Like Miles doesn't show up in the comics. Bendis when Bendis writes him, but he's been like the one exclusively writing him. So it's like yeah, but that doesn't mean it. Like other characters will use other like like other people. Like Dan Slott is writing the main Spider-Man book, but other people will use Spider-Man. But isn't he in uh, what you call right now the Avengers? Who Miles Morales? Uh, like he's in the no, main he's main in the champions Avengers? right now. Oh, yeah, champions, champions, really? yeah. Oh, I thought he's in the main Avengers now. They they, they broke. They Nova, left right? after Civil War two. They uh the the younger event the younger mm-hmm. like uh, Kamala Khan and Miles yeah. they left because they didn't Nova agree with uh like and... yeah Miles Nova oh. Vision 
Vision's daughter, I mean, or uh, and uh, Amadeus Cho. Right, okay. Hopefully it's, not the, hopefully it's not the case. I mean, especially these characters that he's already built up. Like Jessica Jones, she's got the backing of like Defenders on, Net, on Netflix now. And Miles Morales is like, you know, he's a big character now. So I'm, hopefully they kind of like, you know, in this one case, I'm like kind of like squeeze out every ounce of like, I'm like hoping the, the characters. The, I was, one of the main, I was hoping the main to see reasons, a re- oh, What are you going to say? Re- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, what are you going to say? I was hoping to see Riri Williams in like the Marvel MCU. So, it, you know, it would stand the reason yeah. that she needs to be in the comics like a little bit longer to make that actually happen. I hope so, too. True. But we'll, I mean, we'll see. We don't know. But they said one of the one of the reasons that he left is because he was a part of the what, what was called the Marvel Comics Creative Committee. Okay. And they had a role uh, overseeing the MCU. Like, he actually wrote the scene where Nick Fury approached Iron Man in the first Avengers movie. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh. So he had his hand in a lot of the uh, the movies, but once, like, the whole split between Disney and uh, Perlmutter and Kevin Feige happened, mm-hmm. like, that committee no longer has any power. Oh. So he no longer has any power. Okay. And then also, he's had a couple battles with... Uh, with uh with Marvel and this is why remember when I was reading I was like get the fuck out of here yeah, yeah. Really this is why oh no because there was <laughs> I'm scared because there was a decision made to give the title of Spider Man in terms of because you know Miles Morales' book is just Spider Man uh-huh. yeah and what what's Peter Parker's Spider Man called now it's just the amazing the amazing Spider Man amazing Spider Man right. so now they're saying oh well that's too much we don't want Miles because that that'll confuse people. So let's not give, let's not have it be Miles, let's not have it be just Spider-Man. Let's call it Miles Morales, Miles Spider-Man. Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. That's like one shade away from Black Spider-Man, you realize this? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and I remember, and, and it's funny enough, because I remember... Uh, but that was the original title of his comic, in, not the original, but uh, right before they did the, um, the Secret Wars thing and reset the universes... They did a thing where they changed the Ultimate Spider-Man comic book's name to Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. It was like for a hot second before it changed over to 616. But even then, I'm, well, Act 1 now. Because I was going to say, even then I kind of get it. Because Miles was still a new character by that point. But not everybody knows who he is by this point. Not really? Even back then, I'm like, the, the title of the damn book was Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, what more do you need? But it was like, yeah. no, 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 no. Rebrand it. Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider-Man. Like, oh, fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like the Captain America books. It was called Captain America, Sam Wilson. Exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's no, like you have to put... black characters, you have to put the name in because people might be confused. Well, you don't want to You don't want to shock people by like, oh, shit, he's black? Like, and then, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> it's like really frightened as they open the book or whatever. It's like... <laughs> he said, oh, shit, he's black. <laughs> so, yeah, so, that, so that's one of the reasons... <laughs> that, so that's another reason why he wants... Because he, dis, he doesn't... He disagreed. Like, he's been fighting Marvel because he doesn't want it to be changed to Miles Morales Spider-Man. Mm. And then also, remember uh, a couple weeks ago, like, one of the Marvel p- publishers or whatever came out and said... Oh, the reason our sales are going down is because of diversity. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. he had like an argument. He had an issue mm. with that too. So it's like a lot of stuff that's and the, and the truth of the matter is like I just feel like it's a lot of shit that's going on in Marvel right now because mm. a lot of the writers are leaving. Like they've oh, lost no. Jonathan. They lost Jonathan. They lost. They lost Jonathan Hickman. They lost Kelly mm. Sue DeConnick. They lost Jeff Lemire. They've lost. They lost Christopher Yost. They've lost Matt Fraction. Yost. Yost. Huh, Christopher Yost. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone. They lost Matt Fraction and, and a bunch of others. So it's I like, yeah, what the hell is you know, what if, going what on at Marvel Justice, right now? What if this marks the turn of where DC, uh, DC like takes over Marvel from from all the writers leaving? So the source material will be totally different. I mean, to be honest, I, I mean, 
I'm not a huge comic book reader. Not at not all. Anymore. But anything I am reading, it's DC. Like, I'm not really reading much Marvel these days. Oh. Like, yeah, I, I agree. Most of the storylines I'm just not interested in. I mean, like, Dark Knight's Metal, for as ridiculous as that is, that's actually a pretty decent storyline that's going on in DC yeah, right Yeah, DC now. has definitely been killing it. Like, once, the the comics, rebirth, yeah. Yeah, once Rebirth came around. Yeah, not DCEU. No, but, not DCEU, <laughs> no. <but> the comics, <laughs> DC is where it's at right now. And there's actually a rumor that Dan Slott is going to be next. What? Oh, he's going really? to leave, too. Fucking no, good. he can't leave. Fuck the Amazing Spider-Man. As, as much as I really... I, as much as I don't like him as an individual, writer, I, he's all right. The individual, I just don't like him because like there's a lot of rumor about him too, like him being sexist and whatnot. But like, man, if he leaves, then what's gonna happen to Spider-Man in general? Hmm. Yes, I don't know. So, so the mo- like I said, the the last twenty years that Bendis has been at Marvel, like you can call his whole run like the Bendis years of Marvel, because like I said, everything that we know of Marvel right now is because of him. The Bendis era. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so DC has jumped on the bandwagon with that, and they all they uh, because you know, like I said, Jonathan Hickman left Marvel as well, mm. and right now he's not doing any like he's doing his own thing. So they uh, they made him an offer to try to get him to come over <laughs> to DC. He's like, come on over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alone at home, babe. Yeah, we kept the lights on for you. <laughs> so so we'll see because they've been trying to get him for a while. Okay, all right. DC doing its thing in comics. Oh, boy. Anyway, uh, according to Wall Street Journal, they're saying that from now on, any new Marvel show that comes out will no longer go to Netflix. It's gonna what? Be or, any, uh, or any other streaming service. It will go to the Disney streaming service. When's oh, that coming no. Out? Uh, I, that I think shit? it's 2019. Wait, wait, so like two years from now? The Disney streaming service? Yeah. I think that's, it's I think it's 2019. Far out. So what about all the Netflix? Uh, the stuff that's on Netflix right now, like Punisher and all that stuff, they're they're saying that it's still gonna stay on Netflix because you know they have a contract. Yeah. But anything new? So after Punisher, Daredevil season three, if that comes out next year, well, that going I'm thinking Netflix? they still. I mean, they still. I, I'm thinking they still have a contract for a certain amount of seasons. Oh, okay. All right. So I get, but eventually, I'm pretty sure. Like maybe, like say they are, they say they have a contract for like five seasons. Once that's up, they're probably gonna be like, okay, fuck you guys. We're gonna we're moving it to. Like I'm okay with that with Disney, but I'm afraid of the domino effect it's gonna create. Two. Where now every every network wants to have its own service. And then, like the well, whole yeah, point, because that's because BBC took all their stuff off of Netflix because they want their own Sherlock, streaming service, right? yeah, like not Sherlock, uh, Doctor Who, Torchwood. <laughs> they took all their stuff off. Like at some point, it's like it becomes untenable. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, counter- what you'll have is just you'll just have to buy every like every medium that you want to watch. You'll have to buy it for like four or five dollars a pop. Like so, Netflix. The prices will probably go down for Netflix, but then you're buying a Netflix and a Disney and a HBO and a, you know what I mean. Like, at what point I'm is that sorry, more costly not... than having cable? But yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna <laughs> run into the same issue with cable because people are cutting the cord because they're saying cable is too expensive. Plus, they have channels that they don't even watch, like the the, the ESPN package and all that stuff. That's why yeah. cable is so expensive. I'm sorry if you think I'm gonna like buy every like single streaming service. You're mistaken. Err. No, Netflix is all I can afford, and maybe Crunchyroll. I'm drinking apple cider, right? Apple ale, so y'all are hard. Being a pirate is totally free. (laughs) We are the pirates. We don't do anything. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Disney has came out and said today, actually, that Ryan Johnson is going to be helming a new Star Wars trilogy after 2020. The move, like movie trilogy. Like a new a new trilogy. 
Say what now? They, like what, I, I, what number is it going to be? Uh, 10, I'm 11, guessing 12. episodes 10, 11, 12. Or it could be like an auxiliary thing like the Hans. They haven't said what trilogy. They just said a new Star Wars trilogy after 2020. And Ryan Johnson's the one. That he's the one that's doing. One. He's the one that's doing The Last, Last Jedi. Jedi. So I'm assuming because my question when they uh, said that J.J. Uh, Abrams is coming back to do episode nine. I was like, why don't they just get Ryan Johnson to come back? I'm guessing this is why. Because he's yeah. doing a new trilogy. Yeah. So, so they must like what he did with Last Jedi. Yeah, they said uh, we all we all loved working with Ryan on the Last Jedi. He's a creative force, and watching him craft the Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great joys of my career. Ryan will do amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. You know how you know they liked him because he didn't get fired. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Yo, Pretty did, much. I don't know if you were going to get to this, but um, did you have news about how like uh, Disney is looking at purchasing 21st? Oh, that's the very next thing I'm about to talk about. Oh, shit. My bad. My bad, bro. Sorry. <laughs> Into uh, it. You fine. Even I knew this news. I was like, I, yeah. what? I don't. I don't. What? what are you talking about? So the talks have died. They're they're mm-hmm. dead now, but they can also always kick back up. But Disney was in talks. Yeah. Disney was in talks to buy all Fox well, in terms of the movies, movie uh, properties, all of Fox. So basically, they'd have Fantastic Four, they have X Men, they'd have Deadpool. Yeah, they get all their. But not just that, but yeah, not just that, but like all of all of Fox properties, except for the only thing they wouldn't have is the Fox Network. They wouldn't have Fox Sports, and they wouldn't have Fox News, which nobody wants. Yeah, the oh, things no one cares about. Us nerds don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like they would have got, they would have gotten That's Fantastic crazy. Four back, X Men back. They would have gotten because Fox holds the rights to A New Hope. Mm. so they, they would have gotten that back so that's why they have it because a lot of people are asking could they do like a Blu-ray release of just the original without all the George Lucas edits <laughs> without Greedo shooting first or yeah. whatever the fuck. <laughs> but they can't because Fox yeah Fox owns that but yeah if they would have bought bought these properties they would have that back mm. okay so let's, let's pause here for a second because yeah. this is interesting as fuck though it's stalled how do you feel about that like how do you feel about the possibility of disney owning i want that but, want but that. not just but like i, I said not that. just x-men and fantastic it would be the simpsons like wait, 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 okay. unless the simpsons is gonna be in avengers i don't care <laughs> yeah exactly like, i don't care about like, let's talk about marvel property <laughs> how hilarious would that be if like <laughs> Thanos is about to destroy the world with infinity gauntlet and all here is you see bart coming with his little skateboard it's like oh shit bart's here Fucking got him. What you were saying? I'm sorry. I want it. Like, if anything, we've talked multiple times about how, you know, X-Men, like, if anything, the Gifted is doing a great job with Mm X-Men. The New Mutants is a different twist, but we've always wanted the new, renewed, better X-Men because let's be honest, like, what was the last good X-Men movie that you watched? Logan. Good one. Deadpool. Logan. X-Men. That's Fox. Yeah, that's Fox X Men. Now okay. you're saying the main X Men no, franchise. The X Men franchise. The last uh, stand, days, I think. Days of Future the, Past. Days of Future Past was. No, aight. that was ah, that was I. That was yeah, all that right. Was that wasn't good. Well, I would you say, say First g- Class. Well, semantics. See, exactly. Like, so okay, apparently, yeah, the best X Men franchise movie that you picked is that. But can you imagine what Disney and Marvel can do if they have the full rights to X Men? I'm I playing devil's that. advocate. I agree with you. Okay then. But what I'm saying, what I'm thinking. Uh, along along lines of what Jamie's saying is, I'm thinking about like new stuff like X23. Do you want that to be in the hands of Marvel? Do you want that to be in the hands of Fox? 
I say Marvel. I mean, if they go the same route that they did with Logan, I think that's cool. But, you know, you have, like, new X-Men. They could they could totally do a new, you know what I mean? Since they're going to come <coughs> up on the end of, of um, like, Infinity Wars and, like, the end of, like, Phase 3 or whatever, that's a whole new direction that they could go, and it could really kind of invigorate the series, you know? Because eventually, I think Marvel will kind of lose steam, you know what I mean? Um I don't know. This is different from the the Spider-Man Sony thing where Sony really just had the rights to that one property and like they were just they were milking for everything it was worth and were trying to churn out the Sinister, Sinister Six, Six the yeah. Ant-Man movie. Exactly. Oh god, the uh, Ant-Man movie, Jesus. <laughs> but like Black so and silver. So that was like more of a no-brainer where it's like they need help. But like Fox is all over the place. Like yeah, the, maybe the main X-Men franchise is lulled, but it's been it's been like hit or miss. It's been back and forth. But the other things, some of the satellite properties, like Deadpool's been good. Logan was really good. I mean, New Mutants. To I, some people don't like how it looks, but I think it's an interesting premise. It's actually uh, I think it's at least a different take on that kind of like genre. I'm a fan. Which, yeah, it could be great. I mean, if it, if it is good, that's another um, notch in the superhero genre of like you can just reinvent any genre with a superhero like a uh, veneer. <laughs> then tell me, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Well, see, I come at it from a different angle. Like as a fan of you know Marvel comics and stuff like that, yeah, I would love to see these characters together. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I don't know if I want it. I don't know if I want it what? because I don't. I feel I like if you. Disney owns if Disney owns Marvel, I mean if Disney owns X Men. I don't think we would have ever gotten a, rate, a rated R Deadpool movie. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't I think we would have. True. I don't think we would have ever gotten a Logan. So exactly. Fox the reason. The reason. The reason yeah. we've gotten Logan and Deadpool more or less mm-hmm. was because the X Men franchise was kind of failing and they didn't really know what to do with it. So we like. So they said, okay, well, let's try this yes. to see if it reinvigorates the franchise. Mm-hmm. So. Being that Marvel's pretty much on top, they don't need to try try something different to reinvigorate it. I don't want a, a, a Disney-fied version of Deadpool. And even Ryan Reynolds came out. This is going to be the next thing Did I you said. Did fuck that? <laughs> no, yeah. Like Ryan Reynolds... Was, would have deleted no, that. Yeah, like Ryan Reynolds responded to the whole news of um, uh, Disney possibly owning... Uh, Fox and he said if this is true I wonder how the fudge it would affect Deadpool (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's funny think about it because Fox actually laid a good foundation of those characters Logan like even if they renew the Logan I'm sure they know that there's different direction that they could yeah i don't think if, if, if i don't think if now disney acquired these properties they should be like all right let's make let's make deadpool pg-13 i don't, I don't They're think not gonna do that. i don't i think disney is smart enough to not mess with something that has worked exactly but so. it for me it raises the question of how they would handle having now the monopoly of all these major franchises because x-men is a franchise if done right that's a franchise that could be just handled by one studio yeah, separately. and it can stand on it, its it own. Could, it could be so many different iterations of it and so many different ways to interpret that that, you know, that franchise. Um, well, Fox but, has like, also been like a, a studio that always like pushes the envelope too. Um, like even even when back like Married with Children, putting that on TV or Martin uh, putting mm-hmm. that on TV, those are shows that kind of like push the envelope in terms of language and what they're doing. And they did the same thing with uh, Deadpool and... Um, and and Logan, um, because yeah. that that's the type of studio that they are. I don't know if Disney's like that. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. But no, no, I mean you make a good point. Uh, I, but I think Disney is smart enough that they wouldn't mess with something that's like already established to work. But like I said, so like it's like the team thing. So like that, Fantastic Four. I'm not like sure. Fantastic Four is juggle, what I want. I would. I definitely want Fantastic Four to go back. But to juggle those two 
Fantastic Four and X Men with the current lineup at MCU, like that will take like a juggling act to like have all those moving pieces on the board now with with just Disney and Marvel Studios. You know what I'm saying? And that also with that, I feel like if they would like say Marvel owned all its properties from the beginning, I feel like we would have never gotten to like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. No. We wouldn't yeah. get Inhumans we, either, we though, probably, so it yeah. kind of bounces out. Yeah. <laughs> but we probably would have never gotten a Doctor Strange movie. You don't think so? No, I don't think so. Why? Maybe not Why? as early. Maybe later down the road. Like, maybe in, like, phase three, he would have been introduced. Or, like, Ant-Man. We would definitely never have gotten an Ant-Man movie. No. No, not Ant-Man. They wouldn't need to, because we would have X-Men. In fact, exactly. Before, That's yeah. my point. That's why I'm saying I don't know if I want it. But even then, maybe they made a good X-Men movie, like, even better than Ant-Man. See, Fantastic Four, I want to go back. But X-Men, I feel like it's good on its own. And then, I'll t- and then even... You want, you want now, X-Men to die like that? Well, I, I think they need to do a thing that Sony did and have Marvel give input to these studios to make the movies better. Yeah, because so like, can... like The Gifted. The Gifted is a combination between Marvel and Fox. Yes. So they have the creative team at Marvel kind of work with Fox Studios to create a better X-Men franchise and then have that separate franchise crossover with the Avengers kind of like how Spider-Man's doing that I'd be fine with yeah. that'd be cool and then on top of that like getting out of the comic book realm like I don't want Disney to have such a monopoly yeah because like they got it all <laughs> they, yeah, they have it all yeah they already own everything and then on Yo, top like you look at you look at like like something like Breaking Bad uh-huh Every person, like every studio or whatever that the original creator went to, they all said no until they went to AMC and AMC took the chance on it. Mm. But if everything is owned by like the same six people and the same six people are all saying no, then you would never get something like a Breaking Bad. Yeah. If like say AMC, if like Disney owned AMC or something, or like you would never gotten a show like Legion mm. or, you know, shows like that where every, like the top brass are saying no, but then these people are saying yeah. Yeah. What'd you say? I was just saying, ooh, Legion, yeah, didn't talk about that. Yeah, Legion is fucking awesome. I'm just saying, if if this does happen, I don't think it will. But if it does happen, and Disney acquires Fox Studios, hmm. I'm going to put a timer on it. It's a little countdown. you got like five years before Disney's looking over. The, the mouse is looking over at Warner Brothers like, huh so I see you got uh, DC over there, huh? <laughs> We're like, uh... <laughs> play over here with this <laughs> like oh shit Disney bought Warner Brothers that's gonna make Disney DC and Marvel crossover well I mean at one point uh, DC tried to sell sell the rights to their all their characters to Marvel but Marvel was like eh, no I'm pass on it could you imagine if we live in a world where like Disney and Marvel control everything like everything that's what, said, that's what I was saying like I don't want it cause like what would fanboys do they just lose their minds like I don't know what to believe anymore yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to believe anymore yeah like we talk about like last week when I said like Lucasfilm is demanding you know theaters to give a certain percentage because they can I feel like if Disney owns everything they could like charge you whatever you can't say shit because there's no competition like you have no choice well shit to go bitch oh. <laughs> yeah exactly he <laughs> <laughs> slapped me with that big ass three finger glove Curry's um Pennywise. Uh-huh. 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 Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, moving on. Uh <laughs> yo, Mickey Mouse is like, they all float. <laughs> all <laughs> the franchises <laughs> float down here. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Someone needs to make fan art of Mickey Mouse's face opening up with the deadlights. It's like <laughs> with Fox and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Marvel, Fox, and Pixar. I'm not afraid. <gasps> you will be. <laughs> <laughs> You're terrible. 
Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, what I talked about, what was it, last week or the week before, uh, I said that Netflix has completely shut down production for House of Cards season mm-hmm. six because of the Kevin Spacey oh. yeah, allegations. Yeah, I was upset. Yeah. Now they're looking. I just saw him again in Baby Driver. Yeah. That shit hurts now. Oh, yeah. Like, it's weird now. I kind of like his character a lot I'm a, in Baby I'm Driver. Bring, I'm, bring, I'm bringing Baby Driver up next. Oh, okay. But uh, Netflix is now looking to, instead of, halting production because there's because it's not just Kevin Spacey on the like there are a lot yeah, of people Robin, yeah that oh, what was her name uh, Robin Wright she, Robin yeah, Wright yeah so uh, the person too. that played Ant- Antiope wait what yeah she's in it from she's Wonder really Woman good. yeah that's Robin uh, from House of Cards oh she's in House uh-huh. of Cards yeah. I thought you, okay never mind I no, thought you no, said not. she was in no Antiope is not in House of Cards no 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 I was saying not even just Robin Wright, but there are a lot of like I think they said like three thousand crew members and stuff like that. Oh, they're, they're, it's show. more than just Kevin Spacey. Like mm-hmm. there are other actors and crew members and set designers and costumes. So they still need jobs, and they feel, kind of feel like you know why should we penalize all these people for just this one guy? Mm-hmm. So now they're trying to look at possibly continuing the show without him. So they're looking at killing off his character and focusing solely on Claire, which is like, Robin Wright. <laughs> you know what they could easily do? Like, I mean, fucking I Frank. House of Cards, so I don't know. Okay, well, I'm just, he's killed somebody on the show. Like, he yeah, could just he go has, to jail for but... life for fucking murdering someone. Like, but that's an easy out right even there. then, he wouldn't get caught. You know his character. He's covered his tracks so good. Well, not not like, on that kid that he was uh, <laughs> <laughs> He covered tracks good enough. <laughs> well, all right, that's true. This is art imitating life. <laughs> but I'm okay. just saying, yeah. if the character like went to jail or whatever, like put him away. You know what I'm saying? And then you well, know, no, they're they're saying they're gonna kill. They're probably gonna kill him off. They're looking at see if, if they if killing him off if if. if that would still be tenable for continuing the show. I was, yeah, I'm just, I'm just, in my mind, I'm thinking, because I, I like write a little bit too, and I'm just thinking if they wrote it to where basically he's going to jail for life for, for the, the murder of that one dude, and then he just kills himself, you know, commits suicide, like, that's an easy Off way camera. to just write the character he out, you know? Suicide. He's a fucking psychopath. He wouldn't think of suicide. It's well, you're really talking Kevin Spacey. Like, I, I don't know. Kevin Spacey so much. She's talking about the character. No, I know, but like I'm just oh, saying, it's like no, the nigga's dead. He's dead. I'm sorry, I couldn't say the N word. Yeah, but it's the done. dude is it's, dead. Yeah, it's done. D E D dead, Jamie. <laughs> it's done. Well, yeah, but also with that, because of the allegations against Kevin Spacey and a completely unprecedented move, because he's supposed to be in a movie called All the Money in the World. <laughs> Uh, directed by Ridley Scott that's supposed to come out December 22nd okay the movie's done and it, like I said it's supposed to come out December 22nd oh, no. but now uh, the director Ridley Scott and the studio has and this is why I say it's an unprecedented move because like I said the movie's done but they're basically saying that all his scenes they're taking it out they're recasting him with another actor, uh, Christopher How Plummer. How is that possible? They're getting all the cast and crew together, and they're reshooting all of his scenes oh with God. the new actor. Wow! Is and they're still have and they're, sta- and they're still saying they're going to have the December twenty second release date. Wow! wow that's yeah, that's yeah, that's crazy. If and if they actually hit this, they still have the release date because they got to edit all that shit. Yeah, they got. Wow. Okay. I mean, at least they have like a like a canned list of shots they need. So it's not like they have to like guess. I, I'm assuming, uh, yeah, I'm assuming he must not be in the movie that much because that's a crazy mm-hmm. task. But I, I don't know. This might be controversial, but I mean, do you just erase someone from history? Like, what the fuck? 
I mean, well, well, I guess in this case, it's it's beneficial for the, the future, studio to make money back on their yeah, movie. Yeah, because yeah, because it's not like they're they're not necessarily erasing them from history, but this is like a movie that's going to come out. Yeah, and this is like fresh news, and they you know the studio wants their money. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. But even but I'm just like, but this is more money that they're putting into it because then they got to pay this new actor. They got to pay the cast and crew to come back. Then they got to pay to take them. That's Somebody why, did the math and was like, Kevin Spacey might hurt this movie so bad mm. that it would be more cost effective to film all these scenes again and edit it. That's another thing. Edit it and then redistribute it before the 22nd. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I said I was going to bring up uh, Baby Driver. Well, uh, oh, no. John Berthold, uh Punisher, Shane from The Walking Dead, he threw his hat into the uh, Kevin Spacey ring and because uh, they worked together on Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can't protect Rick! Yeah. <laughs> like what he said. And so he basically uh, said, going on to that set and working with him, I wasn't there much, but when I was there, he really rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, I thought, no. I thought he was a bit of a bully. I didn't care for the way he was behaving towards some of the other people on set. And he said, I remember at the time thinking, man, if that was a woman that he was talking to, I would have done something. I would have said something. I was really happy to sort of get out of there for that reason. And I just remember losing a ton of respect for him. Yikes. Wow. Words from the Punisher himself. Yeah. He's like, I punished the shit out of him if I had a chance. <laughs> It's like Rick <laughs> can't get the job done. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, a lot of people are coming out and say because it's like it's just like with the Weinstein thing. Like, like everybody knew, but nobody did shit. Yeah. Because everybody was scared, or like worried about their career. Because I mean, truth of the matter is, it's hard enough to get a job as an actor or crew member or anything like that as it is. I listen to and so you, many like podcasts and stuff, and like yeah. they they do have. There's a lot of people with Kevin Spacey stories. You listen to uh, uh Kevin Smith. Not Kevin Smith, Mr. Sunday Sunday movies. Yeah, but no, no, I don't listen. Mr. To Sunday it. movies. He's no. got like, YouTube account and stuff. No. no. Okay. Well, he he's told a story when we recent podcast about Kevin Spacey and like a, a friend of his. That's real short. Uh, he met a friend of his met Kevin Spacey at an air at an airport and allegedly the guy was like pretty good looking but he was losing a lot of weight and his pants were like like loose fitting mm-hmm. and Kevin Spacey was kind of like flirting with him a little bit and like he saw that his pants fit loose and he was like so uh, you lost some weight. And the guy was like, "Yeah, yeah, I lost, I lost some weight recently." And and apropos of nothing, Kevin Spacey opened, like, you know, grabbed him by the waistline, opened his pants, and looked looked down his pants, oh. basically, and like you know, did some flirty shit like that afterwards. But needless to say, That's not that okay. was like a really awkward story that That's the friend kind okay. of like kept under wraps because like I don't know if Kevin Spacey's gay or if he wants to be outed or anything like that. But now that also was coming out, he told the story, and I was like. Wow, <laughs> Yo, a lot of these weird. stories are going to keep coming out. Like you heard about, like now Louis C.K. has like the story. Yeah, yeah, Louis, yeah, yeah Louis C.K. I was mad. Yeah, we just we literally just heard about that before the podcast. No, yeah, right, right like before we started Louis. recording, it was on the news. I was like, yeah, a lot of people that a lot of celebrities that we love are gonna end up like this shit is coming out. I'm it not gonna it's, say, it's not gonna stop. I'm not gonna name names, but But I, I mean it should it needs to come out because I know I, some stories about some Power Rangers. Oh word that fucked me up. Yeah. Power like people What, what's up? No, I'm just saying like it's it's crazy, but on, on one hand it's like, you know, uh <laughs> it's gonna open up some opportunities for people who are who maybe are a little bit more moral to come into it. 
So, you know, Michael, get your resume mm. ready. Yeah, funny enough, I was saying that. I was like, I, I probably should make a joke about this, but I was like, you know, let me get my headshots ready because all these people in Hollywood, <laughs> all these people in Hollywood are going down. Let me, opportunistic let me slide up in there. Slide up in that joint. You know what I'm saying? Hey, look, you just looking for black. Now the next black actors that have bald heads, you looking for some of them to go down. <laughs> right? Let me, let me get... Creep on, creep on down. I can be the right? new Roman. That's right. I can be the new Roman. Shit. Roman, what is his last name? What Roman Tej or whatever? I don't remember. Yo, he fucked <laughs> himself up. They gonna fire him from that movie. He's like, yo, it's either me or the rocks. Like, okay, bye, Felicia. Like, yeah, yeah. that's not <laughs> pretty a much. It's like, do you do you know who the Rock is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, moving on because this might affect the X Men movies. That's why I'm bringing it up. Okay. Uh, new allegations have come out against Brian Singer. Oh god! Oh no, him too. Yeah, he oh, already my. had shit though. Well, yeah, he already had yeah, shit that got really? that got swept under the rug. Mm -hmm. But now because of this stuff is coming out, there's new. This is a new allegation. Uh, basically, the guy he he goes by the name. This isn't his real name, but he goes by Justin Smith, and he claimed that uh, Brian Singer asked to see his dick. When he was underage, and it says he quote tried to shove his finger inside of me. Oh, oh come on, bro! <laughs> all that That's not cool. all that black spandex, like in his mouth, black leather spandex. What'd you say? In his mouth or no? <laughs> no, I mean, obviously, I, definitely not. I highly doubt that. That's that. real cute. That's so like, cute. What the fuck? In his devil's anus. Oh, God. <laughs> Yo, the, the fact that Thor could make that reference, and, like, I'm having fun in a movie where they say, we're coming up on the devil's anus. I'm like, are you serious? Gotta pay the toll. I seek passage through the anus. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like I said, this might affect the X-Men movies going forward, because... Good. Because fuck the X-Men franchise as <laughs> it is. So. Dark, yeah, Dark Phoenix. Dudes, like, just saying, yo, stay right there while I masturbate. Like, just people. Power. You got power? Yeah, if you got power, if it's like an up-and-coming actor or actress, like you can't really... Listen, I've had power over down. situations I've never in my life thought to just be like... Hey, no, no, I'm not, saying you, no, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just... They're just... They're just they were creepers before that. Now that they got right. power... Obviously, you do haven't had enough power. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, have you ever got, like, sexually, like harassed yeah have you at harris teeter every day there's this like woman she doesn't have any teeth and she like flirts with me like excessively and like to the point where she'll like hold my card up or whatever and just be like you know i'm holding it for you honey i got some some hot baked stuff for you or whatever some hot out the oh oven God. for you and i mean i'm kind of a narcissist so i don't mind you know what i mean like <laughs> for minutes flattery no, like, i'm talking more about more than just verbal like were verbal being very uh, very aggressive like mm -mm. last week was it last or two weeks ago uh two weeks ago two weeks ago i had a guy following behind me telling me that he's gonna rape me oh my that's in, aggressive. in, in details so the thing is that like this thing happens like people some of, some of them are the predators they will manipulate you or they will threaten you and they will get their ways and i suppose like it happens more in Hollywood because there are more powers and more money involved in that. Mm -hmm. At a certain point, some people feel like they're it's not just It's not just Hollywood. It's just Hollywood is in the spotlight right now, but it happens in all industries. Yeah, everywhere. that's true. Everywhere there's a power dynamic, it happens. And it's uh, like at the same, in the same vein that the, in the same vein where they told the Louis C.K. story, there was a politician that got accused. Fucking our oh, yeah. president, our president who's in office, 16 oh, women came him. out against him. And yeah, he's still fucking president. Yeah. 
So factuals. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Jason Momoa. Let's get something a little bit more. Yeah, happy. Can we, can we get a sexual yeah. assault? Yeah. I was yeah. a little bit more <laughs> happy. Yeah, I was thinking about like, like, Jason Momoa accused of sexual assault. Yeah. No. Jason Momoa basically came out and said to stay after the Justice League movie because there will be a post-credit scene. Finally. Yeah, because you know they don't really do that in the DC movies, but now I they guess they have to now. Yeah, they have to. I feel like because fucking dumb they didn't. I hope or... it teases Dark Side. So, <laughs> do you got? It really needs to. Do you guys yeah. remember the last like BBS like? I felt like after watching it, I was kind of disappointed. And then the last kick in the nuts with there was no like post credit scene. I was like, and the final nail in the coffin. Because the <laughs> <laughs> in their defense, they put the post credit scene in the middle of the fucking movie with yeah, that fucking the, all the trailer, the, the emails <laughs> with the <laughs> logos. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that was the post credit scene. Yeah, they just Wonder, stuck Wonder, in the middle. Yeah, Wonder Woman looking at the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> I never forget that shit either because it happened right before, right in the middle of the action. <laughs> it was literally right before uh, Superman went to go fight Batman. Mm-hmm. Like literally, I'm gonna go fight him right now. But before that, Warner was gonna read these emails. It's like, oh my god! It's like I'm watching a commercial before the end of this fucking movie. It was so, it was so jarring with, with the logos and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh god. Like she, she hasn't even called herself Wonder Woman in the movies no, yet. Yeah. But yeah, she still had a Wonder Woman logo. Yeah. Like Luther and his fucking Photoshop team. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, also with that, Jason Momoa basically came out and described his uh, solo Aquaman movie. Okay. And he, and he uh, basically described it as the Star Wars of underwater. Because, you oh, know, you got people... The Star Wars Star of underwater. Wars. Yeah. Because okay. you got uh, giant ships, guys riding sharks. He said <gasps> it's going to be this whole world you've never seen before. You're going to see him start as this guy who probably rides bikes, works on cars. <laughs> and you get to see him this one way as a kind of dark... Dirty, dark, Dunkirk, Dunkirk, drunk, oh, drunkard. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? Yeah, drunkard, and then turn into this regal king. Mm. Hmm. As long as they don't have Jar Jar. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is Underworld. It worked. And, yeah, because he also says you're going to see all the seven seas, and also that's why kind of like space underwater. Okay. All right, I'm interested. James Wan is the one directing Yeah, James right? Wan. He's the guy who did Fast and the Furious. Uh, I don't know if he did Fast and Furious, but I know he he's do, he did uh, the uh, fuck the horror movies, uh, not Annabelle, but the original the ones that Annabelle spun off of. Oh, uh, uh, Conjuring. The Conjuring, yeah, he did those movies. Okay, I was gonna do Sidious. Oh, the same actor. That's why. Never mind. I feel like James Wan did it in Fast and Furious, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, also <laughs> with that, uh, during an interview with extra with extra. Uh, one of the interviewers asked Ben Affleck, is he going to continue? Yeah, he did Furious 7. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. So Fast and Furious Aquaman, basically. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so during an interview with uh, Extra, uh, Ben Affleck, one of the reporters said, so are you going to continue to do uh, Batman? Batman? I saw this interview. I did. Yeah. I did. And he just basically said, eh, I don't know about all that. What? Yeah. yeah. What do you say? Did you have the exact quote? Because he was very nonchalant. Like, eh, you know. Yeah, he said. I've done I three. Uh... Yeah, he said. I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Because right. they asked him. They was like, "This would be the. This would be the your third time playing Batman." He's like, "Yeah, if you count the uh, one time I did a Suicide Squad." Mm. And he was like, "Well, are you gonna conti- are you gonna continue?" And they said, and he was like, "Yeah, I don't. I don't know about all that." 
I mean, we talk about all these scandals. I mean, no one really talks about the fact that Ben Affleck was like has gone through some shit. Yeah, divorced and alcohol. Divorced, alcoholic, but also he was cheating on his wife. And that's why oh, I got the divorce. I didn't know. I didn't hear that. Yeah, right. I'm not wrong. He, he was cheating on his wife. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about that. I know he's. I know they divorced. I feel like that's why they divorced because he got caught. Like I think sleeping with his maid. We. And actually, no one talks actually, about I th- it. I think you're right. I think he was cheating on. I think he was cheating on her, Jennifer Gardner. Jesus. Which is crazy. He's like, why would you cheat on Jennifer Gardner? But <laughs> yeah, I think I think he was cheating on her. Now, now, now. Uh, yep. Ben Affleck romance with Lindsay Shookus. That's her name. Shookus <laughs> began while they were both married. Sources <gasps> say. Yep. Shame on you. Yep. Multiple sources tell people to start having an affair in 2013, two years before Affleck and Jennifer Garner announced their separation. Uh, Shookus was still with her husband, Kevin Miller, a fellow Saturday Night Live producer at the same time, the two split a few years later. Huh. She doesn't, she doesn't look that good. What the fuck? But that opens up well, the, the door for like a Nightwing uh, entry into the Justice League realm or DC, right? Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're supposedly doing the Nightwing movie, so. Did you see speculation of who's going to be cast? No. Jason. Power Ranger Jason. Oh, Baker, I, Baker I see the Red Ranger? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. No, 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 Austin St. No. John? No, ew, no, oh. Decker Montgomery. Oh, that Jason. That Jason. I was the like, new Austin St. John? No, yeah, he's he's Nightwing. Yeah. He old as fuck, he's balding. Ew, gross. No, 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 Decker Montgomery, uh, what's his name? Billy in Stranger Things. Oh, okay. And Red yeah. Ranger. Yeah. Like, he posted something saying that he'd be Nightwing, but then he removed it. And then I think there's some like there was some Twitter thing back and forth where he was talking so he was talking to somebody like in DC and we were like yeah we're still we're still trying to nail down who's gonna be our Nightwing, but like him pulling it up and taking it down makes you go like oh his ass oh. was flat. That's oh, true. Yeah, Your whole thing that is, is that nice. That he 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 got squat. I mean, time. they, they kind of they did they did, yeah, they did that on Stranger Things. It was like he has a nice ass, and yeah. I'm like where <laughs> where where is it. <laughs> Flatter than the desert. I see, I see nothing. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of important when it comes to Nightwing. So yeah, it's very important. It's very important when it comes to Nightwing. Round ass. They got months. He can do some squats. It's all right. You just calm down. <laughs> anyway, also that going works. with that, a couple of the uh, Justice League stars basically came out and said they would love a crossover between Marvel and DC. Speaking of what you said earlier of course <laughs> I like Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot said I think there's room for all of us Ben Affleck said I don't own Marvel or DC but I think it would be great I'm sure if it could be successful for every everybody people would like to do it I don't see why it's not I don't see why not it's a, it's a great idea <laughs> come sit on this Avengers dick <laughs> yeah and basically that's, that's them going hmm you guys are successful over here. Can we can we join? <laughs> can we please play with you? Yeah, can, we, can we play with you, please? <laughs> you know what you're doing. Teach yeah. us the way. Yeah, like Doctor Strange. Teach us. <laughs> of course, it's never gonna happen, but I, I'm telling you, man, give it like five, ten years. But yeah, I would love an amalgam universe. Five, ten years is gonna be that big ass like you've seen their movies, the Avengers, Justice League. Now, now. see them together. Like, if anything, I would rather I, let it be a video game, like an Injustice type of video game. I would love for that. Yo, if they do the storyline from Injustice in a movie, I think that would be a fucking. That's amazing. dark as fuck. I mean, 
They're doing all these non. Eventually, eventually down the line, yeah. But I mean, they haven't even gotten they haven't even gotten Superman right. So I don't even want to see an evil Superman because it's like the Superman and Man of Steel is not that far off. No. You might be seeing evil Superman next week, Mike. Yeah, I, yeah, no, I'm not looking. <laughs> and then they're with the dun 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 dun. dun. Uh, they're supposed to do like a Flashpoint movie. I don't see how they're going to do Flashpoint when they haven't got the main characters right for. <laughs> Everyone else, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to change the whole world when the other this. characters aren't right already. Yeah, we all, we yeah we had a long rant about this. Already. I'm sorry. <laughs> long and short of it is like that's why they do it to fix everything. If Justice League, if Justice League gets like a forty percent, thirty percent, I well actually. Real quick, let's just interject. Yeah, I'm what saying I'm like think? we're like a week away from Justice League, and I'm it's like I'm week. not hype at all. No. Well, that's you, Michael. The internet is fucking crazy hype. I'm skeptical. And you know what? You're a Marvel fanboy for saying that. No, I'm not. I, most of my cosplays are DC. Yeah. True. Okay, well, most of my toys are let's, DC. Let's, let's do it right now. Mr. Prediction Head status. What do you think Justice League is going to get in Rotten Tomatoes oh. score average? That, uh... Because mm. it might be good. It might be good. Yeah, it well, might be. Is good. But I'm asking you what you think. BVS is 27%. <laughs> Suicide Squad. What, what was the range for Suicide Squad? Twenty something. What did Wonder Woman get? It got over twenty. Suicide Squad got over twenty. Hold up. Because we might walk out of Justice League and be like, "Yo, this is the DC movie I've been waiting for." Right. Or it could be like, "Wow, wow, 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 wow." No better, Michael. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes for Suicide Squad. Like I'm more hyped. Twenty six percent. I'm more hyped for wow. Punisher next week. Wait, so was that lower than BVS? Wait. It was higher than BBS, no? What did I just say? 27%? 26%? Yeah. 26. I said 26. Uh, BBS Rotten Tomatoes is 27. Oh. <laughs> it's 1% better. Not by okay, and then Wonder Woman is what? I don't know. I'm, yeah, but I'm more excited about Punisher next week you are? than I am for Justice League. I'm more excited for Justice League because, I mean, Punisher. good or bad... It's going to break the internet. So it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, yeah, that's, that's true too. But still, it's like, ah. Uh. Even if it's in the middle, it'd be like, eh, eh, it's still gonna be like nine. Okay, Wonder Woman got ninety-two percent. Okay. Because I don't know if I don't know if you saw that scene. Like they released the entire scene of uh, you know, where the Flash is standing on top of the roof along with Jim Gordon. Yeah, I've watched mm-hmm. that. And he's like, oh, they disappear. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. So I've they released that. the entire scene. So I watched the entire scene. There's not was, much to it. It's basically what they've showed, showed you in the trailer. But even still, like I just watching the whole scene, and you find you like you see Cyborg and Wonder Woman and all them together, and you I was just looking it. at it like, eh. hmm. Eh. So just so because of mm. that, like it was an entire scene released, and I watched it, and I just didn't. And like, I could didn't, you imagine? And I didn't feel anything. Could you imagine? Let's, let's let's take a little trip back in time to before the Avengers released. When they showed you quick scenes of that spin around scene, like in the trailer, with like all the Avengers and like they all stand together in uh, New York. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The 360 scene. Yeah. What did you feel when you saw that? Oh my god! Ugh, That's like, so I long was, ago. Yeah, I was. Jer- I know, I was, but yeah, that, like, it was such a novel concept back then. It was something like just seeing that, like, oh my god, it's actually happening. Yeah, <laughs> I was jerking off in the theater. <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe that's why, because like that was when. When did that come out? Two thousand eight. Like no, no, no. Two thousand eight was Iron Man. Uh, ten, ten, ten. So seven years 13? ago. Was it third? No, I think it's ten of the first Avengers. Yeah. 
2010. So seven years ago. Yeah, man. Seven years, like just seeing a bunch of heroes together is like that's not a novel experience anymore. So you gotta do something more. But you even then, it came out in yeah, uh, 2012. Yeah. 2012. Oh, okay. So five years. But even then, it's like, but this is the first time we've seen these heroes together. Yeah. It's true, but you don't know who the fuck they are. No. But it's not. You see, these are not. You've seen three of them together already. You've seen uh, Wonder Woman, Superman, and Batman together already. Yeah, the DC Trinity, yeah. Well, Superman wasn't even there in these yeah. trailers because he did. <laughs> All right, but no, I want to I score. I want to I want to score. I'm going to write it down. And I'm going to bring this out next week when we, we, we find out what Since the scores it's hard, are. Because, like I said, the movie might actually be good. That's what Mr. Prediction had. It's it's what you think it's gonna be based on what you've seen so far. Use your power, Michael. Use your power. Use your channel, your energy. <laughs> I was I'll say okay, based on how I feel so far, I would say like a fifty-two percent. Fifty-two percent. Yeah. Ooh, that's low. Rotten Tomatoes? Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Oh, you're right. Okay, so it's low. You scared it, you scared it. I go fifty-five. Okay, let's see. Michael? 55. What do you think, Jamie? 70. 70. Oh, damn you. <laughs> I, I was actually going to say like 70, but so I'll, I'll go right mm-hmm. in the middle and say, you said 55? Yeah. Damn. So I, I'm going to say 60. So, that's, that's not middle, but okay. Well, I'm not going to whoop 63 <laughs> or something like that. That's, like a, weird, that's a weird middle. <laughs> so whoever like, can is... Can I say 43? 43. 43. Damn. <laughs> damn, son. <laughs> you have no confidence. No, you know what? It, I, some it would be of... even lower if it was still Zack Snyder at the helm or whatever. Um, I feel like forty three is is like because it, it has a long way to come back from like changing director midstream. But you know, we'll see what happens. How how much of a difference do you think Josh Whedon is going to make on the on the film? A lot, a lot. I mean, we'll never really know, but <laughs> I can tell you any of the um, endearing moments like, of like comedy that you've probably seen in the trailers. That's probably Joss Whedon. Any plot yeah. is going to be... Any jo- color, any jokes. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say plot. I say anything that's like a character moment. Anything that's like, a, like oh, that's that's a funny moment that kind of like posts oh, yeah. fun of the character's yeah, history. Or a quip. Yeah, like like the like mm. the Flash moment where like like in that trailer you just talked about where yeah, he's I like oh that's run. no not that one no where, not the oh, where everybody disappears you guys disappear. oh, okay. they're rude yeah, that's rude yeah that's, yeah that's poking fun at Batman's history like stuff like that that kind of endears you to the characters like that that's Joss Whedon those are all Whedonisms but I think I, it's interesting that but it, I'm I'm hoping I'm wrong like I hope I hope I come out of this movie and I fucking love it I mean it's just <laughs> it's interesting to me that the Don't four of us none of us broke like eighty percent like we're all. 70 and below. I'm hoping I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I'm, I'm hoping, hoping I'm wrong, wrong too, I'm, but... Right, I so, the highest? So who wins? Yeah, you're the highest. Yeah. Jeez, that's rare. The person that wins is the person that's closest to going over. So. Like, the price is right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on to the news, and this doesn't make me excited at all because we're talking about DC, but apparently they're going to introduce Black Adam in Suicide Squad 2. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> That is what? a great question. <laughs> so, okay. So, Wait, Suicide Squad. I, I'll tell you. It says, the, re- the reason they're doing it, it says, the current plan is the Suicide Squad is tasked with tracking down a weapon of mass destruction. That weapon? Black Adam himself. Okay. Here's the issue with this. The people who made Suicide Squad 1, is it still David Ayer? No. Oh, it's it's not, not David Ayer anymore. So it's even fucking worse because it's like you you saw all the other person fuck up. Yeah, because David Ayer left to do uh, Gotham, uh, Gotham City Sirens. 
Oh, yay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, you saw the problem with... If you ask anybody, if, there were, if you were to ask somebody what was the problem with Suicide Squad, why didn't that movie work? Nine out of ten people were going to tell you the villain was too big for the squad. Agreed. Yes. So, Enchantress is too much. So you're gonna go with an actual god? Like you're gonna go with like the it was Shazam? Like what the fuck? Like is that's too, that I know maybe they're just doing that because it's like the whole thing was their team built to fight Superman, which is fucking dumb. That premise mm-hmm. is dumb to begin with. Yeah, agreed. Because they can't die. Like, but now they even that, like, fight Superman. They even talk about like in the first part of the movie. They said we're gonna get together a team of metahumans. The only metahumans yeah. in, on the team was uh, Diablo and Croc, Enchantress. Croc, Croc Diablo died. and Enchantress. Yeah. Enchantress. This gone. girl with the bat. Yeah. We're gonna get this guy with the boomerang. <laughs> the, the girl with the haunted katana. Slipknot who can climb anything. Yeah. He, he did. So I know, I don't want to go in too deep to, into it, but Suicide Squad was one of those movies where we tried to like me and my coworkers tried to like fix it. And it would have made a lot more <laughs> yeah. sense if, like, Suicide Squad had to break Joker out of prison for, like, exactly. for something. You know, yeah, I mean? that's what everybody. That's what everybody thinks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't understand why you put together a team to go fight a supervillain, and then there's no supervillain for them to fight, and then you turn one of them into the supervillain. They got to. I don't know what it just. <laughs> yeah, it was stupid. But it's the same thing with this. Like now they're literally gonna try and fight a Superman, which is it. Which is Suicide Black Squad Adam. should be an espionage type of movie because they said the reason. The, yeah, yeah, like the reason they're the Suicide Squad is because if they get caught, we can throw them under the bus because yeah. they are villains. So to do shit that the government can't do. So like, yeah, like you said, like break Joker out of prison for some reason, or like the government needs some like high level whatever disc or some shit in like Russia but they can't they mm. themselves can't invade mm-hmm. Russia because that's an act of war yeah. so they send in the suicide squad like it should be something like that they shouldn't be fighting shit that the Justice League should be fighting well, you don't think Harley Quinn and Deadshot can take on Black Adam? no like <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid that's fucking dumb like as soon D- as he sees no them he could like head. just like zoom to them and punch through their hearts yeah yeah does this, does this feel like DCEU is just a team of people like just throwing darts at the wall? It's like whatever hits something, it's like, okay, Suicide Squad 2 is going to be, the and villain is Black Adam. All right. It's like, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like stupid, especially when you get into the Shazam news and then you realize that Black Adam's first introduction to the DCEU would be in Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Burr? Who's making this shit? Burr. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, they finally cast Billy Batson. Yeah. And okay. yeah, it's gonna be a young actor named Asher Angel. He's gonna play Billy Batson. So I'm indifferent. Yeah, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who he is. Are they yeah. doing the Shazam it, or Shazam Kids? Just want just just Billy. Like well, they 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 I think they're gonna introduce them as like his friends, but they're not gonna actually be like superheroes. Okay. So who knows? Whatever. Anyway, uh, Wentworth Miller teased. Uh, he tweeted or whatever that. <laughs> He's coming back for like his final role as Captain Cold. Yeah. He basically said, uh, currently shooting some of my final episodes as Captain Cold slash Le- Le- Leonard Snart on the CW's Legends of Tomorrow and The Flash. Grateful now and in advance to a pair of talented casts and hardworking crews. Thank you. I've had a tremendous time playing this character. It's been an opportunity and education and a fucking blast with fucking love and blast. respect. Wentworth Miller. 
Yeah. That sucks. I mean, they kind of wrote his character into a corner where he's like constantly dead because <laughs> he like he died, and they're trying to like to keep bringing him back through time travel. So like, I guess there's nowhere else to go, which pretty, fucking sucks. But yeah, pretty much. That's like I, one of the main Flash rogues, and he's just gone. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, uh, Supergirl casting news: They cast Jesse Rath from Defiance. I don't know what that is, but she's gonna uh, be playing Bra- But oh, she's really? gonna be playing Brainiac Five in a recurring role. Uh, and it says, according to the report, Brainiac 5, half computer, half organic life form that uh, is a 12th level intellect. And she would travel back in time to present day National City to assist Supergirl in battling the villain Rain. Oh, how wonderful. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm interested in that. Supergirl has been Wasn't on the Wasn't Brainiac a villain? Uh, Brainiac 5. So that, Okay. Yeah, it's like a good brainiac. From yeah, the so future. that's a, yeah, it's a good brainiac from the future. Okay, didn't know that. All right, cool. Yeah. So anyway, this news is gonna disappoint Jordan. Oh no. Oh yeah. Oh no. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. No, it's really not. Oh okay. <laughs> but apparently, the dark universe is going to be canceled because the architect, <laughs> the people that, uh, the architects behind it have abandoned the project. <laughs> So no more oh, dark universe. So, man, so remember this guessed? photo that they released? That shit's Photoshop as fuck. That wasn't even a real photo they took of themselves together. No, I think it was. You think it was real? I think it. I think it was. That shit was fake. <laughs> fake news. So yeah. So no more. No more dark universe. Yeah. Oh, poor Tom Cruise. Oh man, no yeah. way. Jordan, not, Jordan, not is, Almanac. Jordan, you're so sad right now. <laughs> I was really looking forward to see how Almanac was gonna come back. <laughs> Almanac, the Great Mummy. Tom Cruise, whatever the fuck. <laughs> yeah, so for those of you that were, li- all two of you that were looking forward to the Dark Universe. The audacity of having the words Dark Universe come down at the beginning of that movie. Like, that sealed their own fate. It did. Like, how dare you? Like, it, it, it was, like, laughable. Like, how would you Why would you put that in the beginning of your fucking movie? That in the DC does. Like, no one does that. And Marvel doesn't yeah. do Marvel didn't Marvel even do that with Universe. Iron Man. Yeah. They said their plan, maybe, depending on how the first Iron Man does, is to maybe segue into the Avengers. But they didn't start saying, we're going to do the Avengers, guys. Yeah. It's like they started making a good Iron Man movie. And then... Like, there wasn't, like, a, a Marvel Universe in Iron Man 2. You know what I'm saying? Something stupid. Anyway. Sit down. Be humble. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chadwick Boseman came out and said that Shuri is going to be the most, have the most important role in the Black Panther movies. Ooh. And uh, he said her role is the most important. In the comic book, T'Challa is a scientist and a king, but my sister is the whiz kid. She is the one with that gift. She's the Tony Stark of Wakanda. She's witty. She's cool. She's funny. Now T'Challa is good in science too, but she's the whiz. That's the way the story's been told forever. Mm -hmm. T'Challa is technologically sound. He's a scientist as well, but she's the minister of Mm -hmm. technology. So she's basically going to be his guy in the chair. Yeah. So he he basically said uh, he likes likes the way they're going to play that because it's also... Gets rid of the stereotype of women in, in the Yay. STEM field, especially mm. women of color. Yeah. I mean, I'm already feeling the relationship just from that one moment in trailer. The, the do like the, they, like, do? they do like the so fist cute. bump and like on the chest. That shit was dope. <laughs> but going to that, because I was thinking about this, because I remember uh, when we talked about our predict, predict, <laughs> predictions yeah. for Thor Ragnarok, we assumed that Hela had an Infinity Stone because we were like, how else would she be strong enough to destroy Mjolnir? Yeah, you're right. So she has to have an Infinity Stone, but. 
we saw Thor, there was yeah. no Infinity Stone in that movie. Although somebody made a comment on Facebook where I was like, I didn't actually didn't even think about this. In what? the beginning of the movie where Thor was like, he's been searching the cosmos for the Infinity Stones, but he couldn't find any. Yeah. Well, then he ran into Doctor Strange. He's like, bro, you're looking at an Infinity oh! Stone right in front of you. And you didn't even think of it. You're like bad at your job, bro. Wait, time out. But do you guys realize like the the tesseract right was in was in the, was in the little museum or whatever thing. yeah it was in asgard and so yeah. i think that loki took it right oh yeah we do yeah, too he, we yeah, do he too did, he, he definitely did. took it and that's why he gives thanos it like that's why thanos rolls up on him and but i think yep. loki yeah. is gonna this is my prediction for what's gonna happen i think loki is gonna uh what you call it betray or like team up with Thanos because he can't go to Earth because he's killed all those people on Earth. So then he's going to give the Tesseract to Thanos, and that's how Thanos gets his first Infinity Stone. Well, the uh, the trail, the Infinity War trailer that they showed during mm -hmm. uh, Comic Con leaked, and they showed Loki giving Thanos giving the, the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. So I'm not that smart. Dope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you didn't see the trailer, so the fact that you thought it, that means I'll, yeah. you get your two points. Okay. Uh, let me ask you though: that. Do you feel like it's gonna be a a, a betrayal of like pure maliciousness? Because we've seen how Thor Ragnarok kind of like humanized Loki a little bit. So you think he's just like a, it's a betrayal of convenience? No, well, or do you think that was a plan? Like Loki, the whole reasons why he's on that ship was convenience, right? Like he ran into uh, Korg and Meek or whatever, and then they're like, "Hey, like hop on this ship," and then he comes back like, "Oh, I'm the savior," but he had no plans to be the savior. He just so happened to be there. So it's not like it is like he changed a little bit, but at the end, he was still going to betray Thor. At the end, you think so? I thought he the only reason that the ship went Thor there put with the thing on his neck. And he like froze him. That's why he was on the deck. He was frozen because he was going to portray Thor at the end of the movie anyway. Yeah, because remember he said there was a bounty on your head, mm -hmm. and, and and oh yeah, there. But then after that, the after only reason Korg and Meek off. went to Asgard was because Loki told them. Yeah, yeah. So like at least there, and then he had the opportunity to take the test rack and just bounce. But we think he kind of just took it and like stashed it on himself. I don't think I, I'm gonna say what I think. I don't <laughs> think it was like something that was planned. I feel like he kept the test right because he wanted power, because Loki does, and then well, not realizing, like oh shit, Thanos could track it. But once Thanos is in his face, he's like, give me a Tesseract, boy. You're my you're my servant. He'll be like, yeah, you're my homie, yeah. Totally, yeah, I, agree. I gotta survive. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then, but that's why I think Loki probably will die, because he'll he'll do a thing where like- Loki he, will die? He'll be, he'll I be, hope not. He'll you want be, everyone dead? You want Tony to be dead? No, you want Loki is, to be dead? What's wrong with this you? This is the end of his arc. I feel like he's gonna be Shut what um, Scourge was. But I mean, he's gonna be more Thor movies, and you can't have a Thor movie without Loki, or at least we hope there'll be more. At least I hope there are gonna be more mm -hmm. Thor movies. I just feel like it's the end of his arc, Maybe he won't die, but I feel like this is the end of his arc as a villain because he'll basically be to Thanos what Scourge was to Hela, where he's like that henchman that's working for like the 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 main boss, but he might not actually want to be there. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like I have to do this or I'm gonna die, okay. and I'd be alive and dead. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I, yeah, but yeah, I I agree I with that, it. but I hope they don't kill him because there's other way. I feel like there's other ways to do that. I hope not either. But well, the only reason why I say it is because uh, because Loki, Loki, like at that last scene where he's like, "Do you think it's a good idea for me to go to Earth?" And Thor's like, nah, probably not. And Loki just kind of gives him like a look like, hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so I don't think he's all on board with this whole, let's go to the Earth and create a new Asgard. Like, he's looking for yeah. a way out anyway. Agreed. But, but I mean, going back to uh, Black Panther and Shuri, I'm hoping, because this is the last movie before Infinity War. Yeah. I really hope they don't try to pull that bullshit that says, oh, Wakanda is so technologically advanced because they got an Infinity Stone. Uh, not like, because they're smart. No. 
But it, it's like, like I said, this is the last is movie before. No. It's the last movie before Infinity. It's, it's the last movie before Infinity War. So they have to have. They have to introduce the gem. But it's, it's the soul gem, right? Yeah, but we so don't. So why won't you assume? I don't think that would be like the. I think vibranium is why they're like just like in the comics. Vibranium mm-hmm. is the reason why they became so. Not tech, because of the gem. Soul gem out of wall too. I think the soul gem, if anything. If it isn't Black Panther, maybe that's how he can go into the spirit world with like the Black Panther mm. and that, like that weird Lion King thing. <laughs> you maybe. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe he has a relic that has a soul. Stem. Exactly. Something like that. Because like, like I said, they pray to it uh-huh. or do whatever. Yeah, you know, they, do whatever. They, they, they yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, every movie, well, not every movie, but they've introduced all the Infinity Gems in, in a subsequent movie. And like I said, Black Panther is the last one before Infinity War, so they have to they have to introduce the Soul Gem in Infinity War. Mm. I mean, in uh, Black Panther somehow. Or it could be the thing that makes Adam Warlock, and then maybe after Infinity War, they the last stone that they have to get is the Soul Gem. So they like you know what I'm saying like he didn't Warlock have a gem like soul. Well, I was gonna say Adam Warlock. Yeah, unclear. Adam, Adam Warlock's not oh, coming. She was in the coffin. Adam Warlock's not coming till Guardians Three, and Guardians Three is not coming till after Phase till the new Phase Four. So, so after so Infinity, it'll be after it'll be after the first Infinity War, but I think before the second one. Okay, so there's still opportunity. I think. I think. Hmm. Yeah. So like, but no, but he needs all of the gems by Infinity War. Yeah. At least that's my head cannon because I want that to be the Your head cannon. Yeah, I want that to be the snap at the end, and you need oh. all the gems to do the snap. You know about third life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, they released set photos of Samuel L. Jackson reprising Mr. Glass and the Unbreakable sequel. Oh yeah. So yeah, so now that's an official real thing Ooh. that they're you know doing. <laughs> So, yay. It's Shamamalan verse. I, I, gotta go, yeah, I gotta go back and watch that because I don't even remember. You don't? It was, it was good. I it was pretty good. I've seen it, but I don't remember. <laughs> that was a superhero movie before superhero movies became popular. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, they've tapped David Hayter, who's actually the voice of Snake, yeah. to write a live action Voltron movie. Wait, what? Yeah. What? Yeah. And he's gonna write it? He's gonna what? write it. He's writing the live oh, action no. Voltron movie. Oh, no. That's. Interesting. <laughs> okay. I got all excited when I heard David Hayter. Like, oh, yeah, yeah Snake. He's like, oh, yeah. Then he's like, wait, what? Oh, he's, writing, he's not voice acting something? What? No. He's, okay. writing, he's writing a live action voiceover movie. I mean, Voltron voiceover. Yeah. Voltron uh, movie. Voltron. Hey, I'm not even that hyped on the Netflix series, so, yeah. It was good. It's just something happened. I don't know what Me. happened. <laughs> anyway, for you fans that collect Funko Pops. Yes. I'm not really a Funko person, but... Hey. What they're releasing that? some. They're releasing Buffy Funko Pops. Oh, so yay! Pretty Even, serious. Yeah. So you yeah, are saying got, Buffy fans, yeah. not Funko fans. So why don't you just say that you're excited for this, Michael? Yeah. Just admit it. I mean, I'm excited because they're, they're giving Buffy some love. But I don't care about Funko Pops. I don't. I'm like, uh, who cares? Can, can I get some actual figures that I want? <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, the creators of Pokemon Go, they ca- they came out and said they're creating a Harry Potter Go. Oh shit! What? Yeah. Done then. Harry Potter Go. Oh no! What does that even mean? A base. Uh, basically, it. Uh, you find races flying around like. <laughs> it says you're gonna ex- just like Pokemon Go, exploring real world neighborhoods and cities across the globe. Players will go on adventures. <laughs> Learn and cast oh, no. spells, discover mysterious artifacts, and I encounter legendary beasts and iconic characters. So let me see little kids running around going, Spiriamus! That's going to be me. Yeah, why, pretty, why are you saying little kids, huh? Pretty, it's a troll. Pretty much. Oh, oh no, it's, a, it's an orc. Oh, Lord. We need to use our magic. Yeah, Shut pretty up. much. Uh, the also, Dark Lord. The Dark Lord. <laughs> Netflix has dipped its toe into the comic book world because they bought Millar World, and so they uh, oh, Millar, fun- yeah, okay. yeah, so they finally announced what their first comic book is going to be mm-hmm. by Millar. It's going to be called Magic Order. 
And it's going to be uh, six issues long. And Magic Order is going to be about a... I just lost it. Uh, uh, five families of magicians has spent generations protecting humankind while living among them as normal seeming neighbors and co-workers but when a new enemy emerges and starts picking off the wizards one by one it forces them to take new measures so all these fucking wizards and shit <laughs> so yeah comic book like news uh, more comic book news because uh, we're winding down on the news uh, there's this comic book series called Darkness Visible which is going to be a TV series and uh Darkness Visible takes place in a world in which demons helped the allied world win World War II and humanity has reluctantly agreed to share the world with another sentient race. 60 years later, this uneasy coexistence has spawned an endless terrorist conflict. Detective Daniel, As- Detective Daniel Aston, charged with being the thin blue line between the two sides, is tested to the limit. When huh. a demon sets up house inside his soul. Body invasion! <laughs> what? Darkness Visible is both a supernatural thriller and meditation on race, immigration, terrorism, and politics in a world radically different, okay. but also scarily similar to our own. So that okay. sounds interesting. I guess. It's like Earth but... X combined with fucking Bright. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. All right. But also with that, Netflix has uh, cast Ellen Page you know kitty pride uh-huh. yeah they're doing a, a show called umbrella academy which is based off a comic series and she's uh playing a character named vanya who is a black sheep of her dysfunctional family vanya of course is the only one in the reginald hargreaves adoptive children without any supernatural powers so she's deku yeah i'm like this, this is my hero academia yeah. It's, yeah, it's a world with powers. And she's said to be a meek and insecure wallflower who's attempting to find her place in the world. So, uh, Umbrella Academy, which, yeah, so Netflix. Okay. These are all these things I wouldn't even know were comic books if I if you didn't tell me. Like, if I just yeah. seen it on Netflix, I'd be like, oh, this is kind of interesting, yeah. I guess. Anyway, final two bits of news. Tolkien is apparently trying to sell the estate or the rights for Lord of the Rings for a TV series. And right now they're trying to <laughs> he's trying to get that what? Game of Thrones yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they're trying to sell it to Amazon, Netflix, and HBO. HBO already said no because like, Fuck yeah, out of we got Game of Thrones, motherfucker. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. They already because they already got Game of Thrones. But it's all your dragons. Oh, you got one dragon. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> we got three dragons. But also because uh, Game uh, Tolkien's estate is asking. For two hundred, up to two hundred and two hundred fifty million dollars, <laughs> just for the rights. What? Okay, Bitch, this shit ain't hot no more. Yeah, yeah, that doesn't include that doesn't include the production costs for when they do the show. So that's that's another reason why HBO said fuck this. No. So now, right now, it's between Amazon and Netflix. Amazon. But it, it's look, yeah, it's looking like Amazon might be the one that takes it. So, Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon. Okay. Look for it. Gonna do so well. It's like, yeah, it's like, who cares about that anymore? How many breakfasts do they have? (laughs) Like 10 breakfasts. (laughs) Yeah, who cares? Anyway, final bit of news. I purposely saved this for the end because Jamie's going to get truly outrageous. Oh, no. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) You had to sit up and shit. It's kind of important part of the game. I I purposely saved this for the end. Okay. So, you know, uh, the show, the movie that's coming out called Crazy Rich Asian. Oh my fucking god! I know what this is. It made me so fucking mad. Yes. I don't know what this is. <laughs> so yeah, so the uh, producer Kevin Kwan basically came out and said, uh, 
because and trying to sell the rights to getting the show made into I mean getting the book made into a movie mm-hmm. that it took it took them a while to get it sold because a lot of the Hollywood producers wanted to whitewash the main mm-hmm. Asian role and make it into a white woman. Mm-hmm. Wait, but the book is called what? Crazy Rich Crazy Asian. Rich Asian. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you not see the problem here? Oh, yeah. He the said, The Last Nigga on Earth, starring Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's just stupid. You'd be surprised. <laughs> so he uh, basically said, During uh, early meetings, the producer asked him to reimagine the protagonist, Rachel, who's currently, who's played by Constance Wu from uh, mm-hmm. uh, the show Slip of My Fresh Off the Boat. Okay. Uh, as Caucasian he said that was their strategy they wanted to change the heroine into a white girl and I was like um well you've missed the point completely and I said and I said and I said no thank you and yeah so they wanted to do that so that's why I took a while because a lot of people because it's so like a high so it's gonna happen though yeah it's like a number one it's like one of the number one best selling books right now and a lot, so a lot of people approached him like, hey, I want to make this into a movie. I want to make this into a movie. But, you know, this Asian girl, can you know? Can we make it to a white woman? You realize no. the whole book's about Asian girl, right? <laughs> it's you like, know, uh... What's even worse is that at one point, people were complaining how the main cast, the guy, wasn't quote-unquote Asian enough. Yeah, Henry, Henry Golding, they say he's not Asian enough. What does that mean? I yeah, I said that. I was like, I what does know. that even mean? What is... I don't know. Wait, I'm confused. Some people are, say that I'm not Asian enough. Are these the but same? Like, I'm going to read the synopsis. I mean, but like, like the synopsis of the book, Crazy Rich Asia, it says it's about a Chinese-American woman's journey back to Asia, a quintessentially Asian immigrant experience. Rachel goes through reverse cultural shock as part of her journey to what? remove, yeah. Yeah, to remove that, get Asian, to remove that aspect woman. of the character by making her white. A white woman would have completely changed it to a different That's story. That's the whole That's, point of the story. It's yeah. not the same book anymore yeah. at that point. It's then. not even the same story anymore and yet the same people can argue that iron fist needs to be white (laughs) pretty much everyone needs to be white (laughs) because if you change them to asian you completely undo the purpose of that character no actually (laughs) but in this case it's explicitly it has to be a minority character how would you make is like what are you like fucking like irish and like you're trying to fit in in the Americanized world, but your Irish tendencies is like don't come across. I don't, how does that work? How how would yeah, you? Yeah, I agree. No, tell me how you would fix I, that. How would you make I that? Don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, me off. apparently Hollywood knew how to do it. Cause yeah, can we make this Asian girl into a white woman? No, fuck you. No, let me have one thing just for fuck you one. So no, fuck that's you. Like Get roots. the fuck off my. That's like they're making roots and like rebooting with the white guy. <laughs> Yo, can we make Chicken George white, dude? Like, can we just do that? It's like, but wait, that's like, no. uh, I can't think of her name right now, but uh, Gwen Stacy from uh, the Spider-Man movies with, with uh, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of her Hawaiian name. Hawaiian movie. Yeah, when they cast, like, she was playing a, a Hawaiian woman, but she was white. Yeah. So in the movie, she's like, yeah, my father's Hawaiian. And I'm like, bitch, where? Emma Stone? Where? <laughs> What'd you say? Emma Stone? Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. Yes. Yeah. When she played a Hawaii, half uh, Hawaiian that woman. Is... How dare you? Or was, that's wasn't uh, Scarlett Johansson supposed to be uh, in the don't, uh, don't in you. the one about the? Oh, yeah. don't, the don't bring up Don't bring up Ghost in the Shell. Jamie's Jamie's gonna outrage. I'm gonna go on for thirty minutes and tell you about how yeah. fucked up that shit was. I'm sorry, I believe you. I'm with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with sorry. you. I'm with you, girl. 
Wait, I, pr- I purposely saved that <laughs> for the hurts. end. Yeah, that's the my end of the hurts. news. I mean, yeah, Glenn, ah! Glenn, how do you feel about that? Do you, do you, do you, are you with us in this rage here for them possibly changing an Asian protagonist into a white person? <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just really annoying because it's like you can't, like every story has to be told through the prism of white eyes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like, agree. Like, you know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of like, like you can't step outside of yourself to see someone else's point of view and see and see their story or how they belong in the world even you know what i mean like even chris rock came out and said like and everybody hates chris which is supposed to be loosely based on his life yeah he came out and said like he had to fight to get like tashina arnold cast as his cast as his mother because the studio and and the television company wanted his mother to be a white woman why that's just to have some interesting point just of to a have, white person. Yeah, just to have a white person. And he's like, this is my story. Yeah. My mother is black. Yeah. <laughs> what, what the, the Yeah, what the fuck? That'd be like the first step in like a slippery like slope he said, too. He said he had to fight to get a black woman cast. He's like, can we can we make the show from her perspective? Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. it, was like, it will shift everything to that white person. Like, that's crazy. That's, uh And then people will get mad if you talk about representation because they act like somehow this you're being an SJW warrior. But it's like, and this not just and not just about. everybody hates Chris. He said every love interest that he's had, he's had to fight for them to be a black for it to be a black woman. The studios always tried to push for every like uh, top five or what other movie? Uh, the I think I love my wife. Yeah. Every the, they all they're always pushing. They're like, can we eh, can we get such and such for this role? He's like, no. This is who I want. She's a little bit too urban. Can we get somebody? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh lord, man. Yeah, that's endemic I, of Hollywood. I don't actually agree with it. That's why it's always nice to see other people coming up, like Tiffany Haddish, who's like a, you know, comedian or whatever, to see her kind of getting her. Yeah, from Girl Strip. And have like another woman of color kind of coming up and, and doing her thing. It's always cool to, to see to see that. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. So, yo, you guys are mad fun. This shit was mad awesome. I could do this shit yeah. like every every week. Maybe you should replace me every once in a while because I get sick of it every once in a while. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Jamie's like, I'm, I'm, I'm Are you trying to pull, I'm trying trying to pull a, a, a rock right now? Do like your yeah, own Yeah, no, Jamie? she's pulling a Tyrese. <laughs> <laughs> she's pulling a Tyrese right now. I'm mad right now. Don't talk to me. Oh, my God. Mad. <laughs> oh, yeah, outrageous. So, Truly. Yeah, so, so, yeah, so that's the end of the news. And, yeah, so you had your episode of Blur Vision. So, Yay. yeah, what'd you think? Yo, I thought it was really, really fun. I, yo, you guys have done a great job of creating, like, a Our long-winded episode. For, for black nerds <laughs> yeah, you... to come out, you know, not come out, but, like, to, to just have a place to listen to things, um, you know, things that I watch and, and talk about, like, it's a platform. And you guys have created that. That's really, really awesome. Thank you for letting me come out. I hope you guys come see my show January 13th, Broadway Comedy Club or whatever, because you guys are what? January 13th. Just, yeah, just remind yeah. us. Remind us. Well, I mean, now it's forever burned into the internet, so. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> plug, plug, plug. <laughs> but yeah, man, Glenn, it's been great, dude. Thank you so much for being on. I mean, thank yeah. you for like the iTunes reviews. Thanks for participating. Thanks for being a listener, man. Yeah, thanks for yeah. being a listener. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm going to, you know, pump shit or whatever. Yeah, it was super fun doing this. You guys are more than gracious for having me on. I appreciate it. You guys are dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank, All right, man. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, it's our push. You're dope, too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And that's been Blur Revision for the week. Let's just wrap it up. It's been Jordan with our special guest, Glenn and... Michael. And Jamie. And we will see you next week. Peace.
Turn on me 